Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We are back covering Twin Pinks to Return, uh, part 18, the finale of the finale. Um, so if you have made it through our previous podcast, congratulations. Well you had a lot of time in your hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> what mistakes have you made in your life is maybe a question <laughs> to ask. Um, or in your spreadsheets. How many spreadsheets did you finish? Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it, it was a very, very long podcast um, that uh, we um, spent a lot of time uh, coming up with crazy theories and trying to piece it together. Uh, there's been a bit of time between recording that podcast and, and this one we're doing now. Um, and in that time, Justin has solved Twin Peaks. So <laughs> I, I'll throw it over to you, Justin. <laughs> Just oh, to, shit. in a hundred words or less, <laughs> explain oh, the finale. No. Oh, no. I'm, yeah, a uh, hundred words is fine. Yeah, sorry. Uh, because dreams? Because that's the answer. There we are. <laughs> All right. That's totally acceptable. <laughs> yes. As always on this uh, show, because <laughs> dreams is the answer we want. I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. I got out. That was a tough one. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was good. I know you could do it. So, I wasn't so sure. Uh, part 18, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would say one. this is where it all goes wrong, but we know it all went wrong in part 17. True. Um, it was already wrong, yeah. <laughs> it was already wrong. Clearly Maybe it was wrong. Where it all went wrong again. <laughs> yeah, even that's, more wrong. That's the Twin Peaks version, right? Like, it's it's all happening again, that wrongness. <laughs> that yeah. going wrong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um uh it's not clear exactly where it went more wrong or how more wrong mm-hmm. um and what more wrong <laughs> that's that's true there are there are scenes where you can tell it's going more wrong uh but you yeah. might not be able to like tell if it's going more wrong than other scenes so it's exactly uh, yeah it's it's sort of like when you're in the wrongness going um <laughs> it's uh it's apparent um, but right. when you step back and, and look at all the goings wrong, um, it's, um, uh, you know, like attorneys general, right? You, you, yeah. You, you pluralize the first word. Um, I feel like that's right for that one. I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah, no, I think it works. Um, yeah. When you, when you sort of look at everything, it's like, I don't know. There's so much goings wrong that I can't tell which is more <laughs> responsible for the wrong going, uh, right. sorry, wrongs going. There you uh, go. <laughs> And if you have multiple wrongs going, it is correct to say wrongs goings. Oh, no. That's how English works, folks. Oh, God. Um, A grammar lesson. (laughs) The grammar is... Oh, man, this is not the grammar podcast. (laughs) Ah, jeez. I thought we were just talking about Twin Peaks in our annual grammar podcast. (laughs) We do it once a year. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, yeah. let's let's get into the verbs and the prepositions, mm-hmm. adjectives, um, yeah, clauses, conjugations, mm-hmm. um, subordinate clauses, ooh, independent clauses, <laughs> <laughs> other words that belong in grammar, Syn- syntax. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Imperative. 
And Some yes, junk stamps? yes, we will get to everyone's favorite topic, the semicolon. Oh, and it's that's proper a big use. One. That is a big no <laughs> one an, understands it. It's an advanced lesson, yeah. The misunderstood punctuation. Yeah. I mean, how can you be both a comma and a period? It's it somehow manages to do it and it's yeah. really incredible. It's a colon yet not a colon. Yeah, it it wants to be a colon, but it's only half a colon. <laughs> it's only half a colon. And that's the question, right? If you know, how much colon do you need to really be a colon? <laughs> we'll get it into does all those like things. Like half a colon should be like a dot. <laughs> right? Of, yeah. Well, I guess which half of the colon? Maybe you're just an apostrophe. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I guess I could see that. <laughs> Have we wandered from the topic? <laughs> no, we've never wandered from the topic. We're always on topic. Uh so yeah, so anyway, um yeah, I guess I guess all that to say, I still haven't figured out part eighteen. Um Yeah. <laughs> Have you made any progress, or would you say you you feel uh, clearer about it, nope. less clear, or the same as uh, the when same. we recorded the the part seventeen? I would say the same. same. I would say the yeah, extra not time, worse, not worse. I would say I still feel generally confused about how to piece together the parts, uh, the elements. I will say though that I that I do you know while my head is confused my heart knows exactly what happened and it always does it always does and i'm just trying to listen to my heart listen to and, your heart and um understand what it's trying to tell me are we writing song lyrics here um <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like it got a hit tune in our hands Maybe that's the only way to understand this is to to kind of express what's happening in song. You know, <laughs> I laugh because it's true. <laughs> that's like the truest thing anyone said about the finale. Like, <laughs> weren't we trying to play music to really understand what happened? I really, I'm I'm not being facetious at all when I say it. <laughs> I think that's a valid way to really try to figure it out. I agree. Um, because I think that kind of thing is what happens when you rewatch it over and over is you you let it wash over you. You're not really getting it all, you know, completely. Your subconscious is getting the important parts because that's that's what Lynch is good at communicating. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so you, you get this sense, you know, when you dive back in, you know, uh that you you know, you you're when you're connected to it that you sort of you know you kind of have some sort of understanding to it but um yeah it's uh it's 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 still it's still baffling okay well what about you <laughs> yeah yeah sadly i'm i'm pretty much on the same page uh i i have thought about it i have um i've listened to some other podcasts um and i don't think uh none of, none of the other podcasts that i've heard have to my satisfaction, solved anything. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I'm not convinced they've made uh, other progress. I mean, it did help me to just keep it in my mind and, you know, see what other people were thinking. Um, but, you know, a lot of it was was uh, just me yelling at the, uh, yelling at the <laughs> speaker, like, why don't you remember this thing? You know, that that's so frustrating. When, and I'm sure there's our listeners probably go through that with us when we have like a two hour yeah. tangent on something and there's just like one detail if we, you know, we, we would yeah. solve it. 
but but that whole but yeah it's so frustrating to be like god if you would just say this it would solve what you're talking about or like yeah. make it clear so was there exactly. i'm curious was there a big consensus uh or maybe like a big or noticeable difference between you know how some of the stuff we talked about in terms of the, the overall kind of how we we interpret what happened versus what some of the other podcasts have said anything uh, that stands out of like oh they're seeing this thing like this you know uh yeah i mean i think uh i think for the most part so as far as part 17 goes you know the stuff we've already talked about mm -hmm. um i think i think everyone is you know more or less obviously there's some variation there like on a on a similar page with that stuff and you know, the, the, cause like, you know, the first part of part 17 is like relatively straightforward. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, most people caught that the swipe from the Palmer house, um, you know, um, up until like Cooper, uh, going into, uh, uh, you know, the past and Laura disappearing. And then the Sarah Palmer scene, like most people have like kind of a similar, interpretation of that even though like no one really knows what it means but mm -hmm. like i did hear you know someone else say the idea that you know she maybe caused laura to to disappear um or to fly away or whatever she did mm -hmm. um like which is which is pretty interesting i think that's like a very valid question because it, it does seem like mm -hmm. you know speaking of like moments where things go wrong it seems like that's a moment where that wasn't what cooper was expecting to happen yeah, and it um, seems like he, you know, his contingency or, you know, plan was to actually just go there and try again, you know, and sort of in that trying again by crossing over, he makes another mistake, presumably with the with something with the year and the time period. Yeah, uh, that was a miscalculation. But yeah, we you know, we mentioned that. Uh, and, you know, my my addition to that idea was was, you know, is, you know, first is Sarah you know hitting the picture is that the magic she's doing you know to effectively make laura disappear or is that uh and and does that um uh you know the other thing i said was like is that erasing her from the timeline you know mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 right but yeah you know, that's interesting yeah so like so like was she trying to trap laura somewhere um is is there is the I don't know did, or did or, or did like she strike out and that's why that's why Laura had to like be taken away mm -hmm. like to protect her from from this Judy thing maybe I don't know like it's 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 unclear um, you know since they don't have an encounter with her in the you know the sort of final you know universe where we find ourselves here um, it becomes unclear if if. I don't know if they're safe from from this Judy thing or mm -hmm. if if it's actually a trap or like, I you know, the ending is kind of ambiguous on that. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you if you reverse the, the order of the scenes, you know, if 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 you saw uh, Laura fly away and then you saw Sarah smashing her picture, you might wonder if sarah's upset that laura flew away right right 
Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. Like it's not that it's not Dale sort of saving her that she's mad at. It's it's her flying away that she's mad at, which right. would almost make more sense. Yeah. Um, if it's like, oh no, not that you changed the timeline, but that she's actually gone from this timeline. Right. And that's why I can't get her or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's not clear. And the giants are listed the sounds in in um. And yeah. Maybe, God, maybe that resolves that conflict between the sort of motivation for Sarah to be the one to make her disappear. Yet we hear the giant sounds, you know, yeah. uh, from the phonograph thing. So it's either like those sounds mean Sarah Palmer <laughs> mm-hmm. or the sounds mean the giant, you know, but it's, yeah, it's confusing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, it seems like I, like I thought from the context, it was supposed to be something ominous, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the whole, it's in our house now and stuff like that. Um, it, it seems like, uh, like it seems like that, but, but then, I mean, it's, there's no clear connection made there, so, so I don't, I don't really know what we're supposed to think about those sounds. Um, yeah, those sounds are really baffling. It's, it's, it's tough to tell. And, and I think, like, I guess to speak in general about about this part, I think one thing that's, um, you know, frustrating about it to some people, uh, including myself, <laughs> is that. Uh, I'm not separating from this, but just to say, like, there's been some frustration about this. Um, uh, And I don't know that everyone's like thinking about it this way, but at least to me, it's like um, if you if you think about, you know, if you've seen um, Lost Highway and, you know, you referenced Inland Empire earlier, like I think that's probably valid, too, uh, on this level. But Lost Highway, you know, has this very. um, uh particular style of like connection with um the main character like it it is it is about him Mm -hmm. but in a lot of the parts of the story you really don't know what he's thinking Mm -hmm. and there's this sequence towards the end of of the thing like once he kind of wakes up in the cabin where he goes and does stuff at the at the last highway hotel and and you know he like suddenly he has this mission and Mm -hmm. all that and it's like it's not really it's not really clear where he got the mission or what he's yep, trying to accomplish. Like waking up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think for for Cooper, like that's extra disorienting because I feel like you know, for example, like in uh, the season two uh, finale when he um, you know goes um, uh, you know goes into the Black Lodge originally. I mean, it's really clear why he's going in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like what he's trying to accomplish. You know, he he needs to stop Wyndham Earl. He needs to to rescue Annie. Uh, that's all pretty clear, I think. <sighs> yeah. Um, and you know, and he sort of accomplishes those things. Ugh, I guess Annie is still a big question mark. Um, but um, uh, the the idea that, and I just haven't gotten over. Oh, and yeah, I had this thought about, I had this thought about, um, uh, about that, that first Red Room scene from, from the return mm-hmm. when, when he's talking to Laura and he says, um, but Laura Palmer is dead. Yeah. You know, um, because, you know, I mean that, which I mean, was, a, which was, I was so happy he said that. Yeah, and I mean, that's fine from the point of view of the original series, from the point of view of, like, not knowing where the mm-hmm. story's going, but mm-hmm. 
uh, when I so like I, I watched a uh, I watched a YouTube video that kind of put together various scenes from the season, and you know it, it showed like that red room sequence back to back with the the newer one mm-hmm. um, that uh, that we're about to get here. Yeah. Um, in part eighteen, and um, and when I saw him say that, I was like, oh, so. I mean that the way that makes it sound like whatever plan he had for rescuing Laura was not in place at that point. No, and, no. And why would so, it? Why would it be? He hasn't done because any, he doesn't fucking do anything. He's been there. <sighs> he's been in that spot for twenty five years. Like nothing has happened that would have given him any information. Like his plan, the plan doesn't start until Laura tells him he can go out now. You know, I mean that the because the original plan is. You know, the original dilemma, at least, is he's got to get Mr. C to come back in. That's the first thing Mike tells him, right? Right. Uh, So it's like, that's, you know, and then he's like, well, you know, I need to go out. And then he finally asks Laura, like, when can I, like, when can I actually do this thing you guys told me I need to do? You know, this isn't, this isn't even about rescuing Laura yet, because remember, like, she hasn't disappeared yet. Um... And so Laura goes and whispers something to him to the effect of when he can leave. Um, and then she disappears. And then we get, you know, uh, the scene with, with Mike again and, and evolution of the arm tree. And then later we get, you know, um, Leland telling him to find Laura, you right. know? So, so that's when the find Laura plot starts um, is after she disappears from the, from the, from the, black lodge and i think the reveal is supposed to be or there's supposed to be this kind of extra level i think with the idea later you know in part at the end of 17 when laura disappears from the woods in the past like like i think we're supposed to connect those two and to be like this is the same event and that's sort of a kind of reveal uh you know that something else was happening in a you know another location sort of with her um but yeah i mean i agree like so so he doesn't have the plan then because it doesn't start until leland tells him to find laura Uh, yeah okay uh that's yeah that seems valid but then like when did it start and Mm -hmm. when did he get the information that he needed to carry it out like for example it starts when leland tells him to find laura i think that's i think she disappears from the red room leland says find laura yeah 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 i mean i get that that's when the idea starts but like when did the specific aspects of the plan well if you listen to you know that goes back to gordon's soliloquy about you know having this plan to find judy then why is it connected to that i mean that's the question well because now we go to the philip jeffrey scene where he says you know dale this is where you can find judy yeah he comes there for information about laura and and he's just this is where he can find Judy, and we get this this huge like close close up shot. And yeah. so I think it's like those two ideas are being married together, um, and you know, or at least being conflated. So I think that's another level of confusion because it's like okay, now these two things are related. Finding Judy and saving Laura are related together. Well, so I guess that's the question. When he went in there, was he intending to find Judy, or was he intending to save Laura? Well, the problem is. <laughs> He's intending this, this could be the same thing. That's the problem. You know, because he's intending, I would say, the simple answer is he's intending to find Laura in terms of his main motivation. But the problem is this retcon that Gordon gives us that, you know, preceding this, preceding him going into the Black Lodge, he and um, and Gordon had this plan uh, to find Judy, which precedes and, and saving Briggs, Laura. And Briggs, too. Sorry, and Briggs, yeah. 
And Briggs so, told him about the 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 hotel room key that that Sheriff yeah. Trooper would have it, mm-hmm. and that was part of the thing. And when he goes so, through there, he's ready to ask Philip Jeffries to bring you, him to another moment in time. I mean, when did he know that was possible? Yeah. So you so the reason we can't answer these questions is you bring up you really have elucidated a really uh, key Lynch writing technique, um, <laughs> and it it goes to the heart. Like, no, seriously, because I'm like, I'm yeah. thinking about, like, what's missing from this story and what's missing from, like, Lost Highway and, and in the same kind of idea with, with Dale, just sort of Dale's plan of the return or the really his whole show, but kind of more of the return like this. What's missing is that that, like, end of act two, beginning of act three turn uh, in most stories where the hero has, you know, battled the opponent for, you know, all of act two and has you know things have gotten at their lowest point you know this is when the hero gets captured or whatever like Mm -hmm. that you know this is when they're at their lowest point you know before the climax of the story um and then they you know then they discover something they find the the power within themselves to overcome this obstacle and then they're sort of energized to really take it to the bad guy for the last act right for Mm -hmm. the last finale and usually they have like learned something they've gotten some skill they and it's usually goes to whatever their character flaw is right or whatever the whole point of their character journey is like right. it's a it's a big moment for them to get there and and then they you know act 3 is you know usually called storming the castle or whatever it's like when we you know now we have everything we need to really fight this battle and right. uh and then we'll go to the climax and and so it seems like what lynch does is he skips over that moment Right. Like he gives you the dark night of the soul. He gives you their worst moment, but he skips over that sort of transition between the character in Act Two and character in Act Three. Yeah. Uh, and that transition is where the character has, you know, the sort of culmination of the story so far has sort of made the character different now. And, or, right. you know, generally, like, in terms of this idea we're talking about is like now they have this plan because now they know what to do before they didn't know what to do that's why they didn't have a plan right um so it's like he skips over giving us that and i think the benefit of that is that we don't get to know what all the stuff was about (laughs) right you know because if he told us hey this is why you know bill pullman knows what to do at the end of lost highway you know, based on what what's happened so far, this is why he knows what to do. Then we would have some sense of what all that stuff was about and right. why that was happening. You know, the why of it all. And I yeah. think that's what he's getting out of that is he's he gets to skip out on giving us the why all that stuff happened. Right. Therefore, we don't get to we don't get the what happened. <laughs> right. Which is interesting. Uh, that's a really interesting <laughs> writing technique is just to skip over that and. Uh, and to be like, uh, wow, I, you know, it's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Cause yeah, if there was a moment where, you know, where he, where he had some kind of like, you know, meeting or something with, and the giant scene is like almost like this, but not really, mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, certain key characters and was like, you know, um, when I was in the Black Lodge, like I saw this and, you know, now I realize that what I need to do is, and you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like in a normal version of the story, that's what would happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like very casual, like, well, some things are going to change. Mm-hmm. 
been good seeing you. Uh, have well, fun living the in thing. the universe. So, you know, I, I said I said he skips over giving us that moment. And what's more accurate is that we sort of get that moment um, sort of um, not overtly, right? So on screen, we know something happens, right? We see the moment he sees Nido. Something yeah. changes because his head gets overlaid on the screen yeah. for like 10 minutes. So we, we are getting this moment, right? We are sort of getting it. Uh, but not in like a direct way, and so we yeah. don't really know how to take that. Um, so yeah, we there is some change happening there. Um, you know, like in in Lost Highway, um, the scene when both uh, when Balthazar Getty's you know having sex with Patricia Arquette outside the cabin, and then he you know spoiler alert transforms into Bill Pullman again, and then she's gone. Like that's the moment, right? Like that's yeah. the transition. But we yeah, just definitely. but we don't know what that means about what happened before and why it happened. And so we don't know why he has this plan and sort of knows what to do and sort of is doing stuff that you're like, wait, I thought he was on your side or like, I wait, yeah. I thought, uh, okay, huh. And then the, the story just like continues and you're just left going. But yeah, I don't know what that transition was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's like. And I, I just would think, you know, um, in, say, like a, a Christopher Nolan's Twin Peaks or something, like there would be some clearer exposition about <laughs> what we're supposed to think about. Oh, man. First of all, Killian Murphy would be in it. Uh, <laughs> Tom Hardy. Um, <laughs> um, what's her name? Uh, Marion Cotillard. Um <laughs> Will she play the French woman? Of course, she's playing the French woman. (laughs) (laughs) She might be. Maybe she might have been Tammy. She might have had a bigger part. She might have had a bigger part. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael Caine is Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, Michael. That's actually weirdly appropriate. (laughs) Cooper and I had this plan. (laughs) Sorry, bad Michael Caine. Um, uh, Yeah. Sorry, I just want to go through all the characters now and think about their <laughs> Christopher Nolan car- counterparts. Um, wow, but um, yeah, sorry, what were we talking about? I lost, I lost the train of thought there. Uh, I was just saying that. Um, oh, there'd be more exposition in a Christopher Nolan. You know, and yeah. and this season has not. In fact, you know, uh, part seventeen starts with a, a lot of uh, exposition, retconny stuff. You know, so it's not like this season hasn't had its share of exposition. Mm-hmm. It definitely has. But it's interesting how they really, they pull away from it when it counts. Yeah. You know? And when uh, they give it to us, it usually makes it worse. And yeah, the, the, the exposition in part 17 is actually like, yeah, in a way it makes it worse. In like a way Hastings. it helps. In a way it makes it worse. Yeah, like Hastings' story about the night Briggs died and Ruth died. Right. Like, that made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and we still don't really understand what happened we there. don't really know who we can't even tell who was really there and like what yeah what really and happened. we just have to make assumptions based mm-hmm. on what we've seen and there's no other way to i don't even know who really killed ruth don't don't even really know what happened with the coordinates it's very confusing yeah are we supposed um, to go okay ruth had an eye shot out phyllis may have her had her eye shot out but mr c therefore we're supposed to think mr c shot her eye out like are we, is that just supposed to be like an obvious, obvious. connection <laughs> yeah yeah i agree i don't even know i don't even know and yeah like so if that is the obvious thing then it's just like then it's just sort of a weird continuity 
issue or, or a, a writing uh, error that he should have had the coordinates mm-hmm. like right mm-hmm. then. You know, that whole storyline would be unnecessary. And the, or, I believe the coordinates turned out to be the ones from her arms. So that could have been, like, way simplified. Well, that's what I was going to say. It could have been a reveal that he, you know, when he, like, when he goes to the coordinate spot, the wrong spot with, with Richard, like, he could have said, like, I have four coordinates, you know. And, like, he could have he could have revealed that he had a set from Ruth the entire time. But yeah. that his real plan wasn't just to find one set of coordinates. His... his you know he's a better bad guy than that. His his idea was to find as many different coordinates as he could to make sure he has the right ones, which is what yeah. he did. But he could have just yeah. added. They could have just added it from Ruth to say, yeah, that night she died. He did get the coordinates yeah. from her. He's just been trying to you know find other people and other ways to get coordinates. Then he to, would to still verify. want raised coordinates. He would still yeah. want raised coordinates. He would still want coordinates yeah. from Philip Jeffries or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That makes sense. That would, I think that would work. Yeah, and then Let's and then we do that. <laughs> Why isn't that just the answer? Yeah, then it's Mister C who you know he was there when when Briggs died, and he was there at the which makes at way the, more sense. And then he put the Briggs body with um, yep. with Root's head at Root's place. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, maybe Ray helped him in some the weird... Dougie ring, maybe. Yeah, and then and then it got exactly. But now you have the ring because we know there's a connection between you know, Dougie and the Al Cave ring and Mr. C. So it's like, okay, he switched the rings with Dougie and then he put the, you know, he had the ring on him and when Briggs died and he, you know, so that one little change of saying, hey, yeah, he did have Ruth's coordinates, (laughs) you know, just makes all the, makes like five plot lines like connect together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it works way better. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, because yeah, if you're going to go with the story that he wants like as many coordinates as he can to kind of cross reference them, then then you might as well do that. You know, you, you could, you don't, you don't, you could reveal it later, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, that's what you're saying. Wait, like it could have been. Four. Is that the, st- wait, which three does he have again? I keep forgetting which of the three. So I think, I think the three, we, we, it's not confirmed. So sure. we don't really know, but I think the three are. Ray's, Philip Jeffries, and Diane's. Oh, that's right. Okay, Diane, Diane. Okay, so we know Diane sent, we know Ray sent coordinates. Now, yep. Philip Jeffries said, here's where you'll find Judy. Yes. Well, he told that to the other Cooper. Sorry. He told Mr. C, uh, he, he said, you can find he said, Judy here or something. Basically, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, I believe the numbers that he starts showing, uh, at least the first few digits we see, do match the coordinates. Okay. Um, okay. That that. Uh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That we saw. So yeah, I think I think those are supposed to be coordinates. I mean, otherwise they're not really addressed at all in the rest of the story. Is that why? Is that why Philip tells Cooper in part eighteen, like, or seventeen, when he's like. Did you already ask me this? Is, I, I, is it a I did Judy? Think so. Like a Judy I, connect, like that connection between where to find Judy? Yeah, I was thinking he was he was he was thinking of the the Mister C meeting and and yeah, they're yeah, okay. they're talking about Judy. That seems like it makes sense. I guess I don't yeah, know why. I guess what's I weird is used, but... he, when he says that he shows the the Al symbol. Yeah, uh, which made me think, oh, Mister C at some point in the scene we never saw asked him about that owl symbol but he could just be saying did you ask me about finding judy right before yeah 
And the owl symbol is like not completely different from what I think is the Judy symbol. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so that's the, a but that's an extra reveal that that that's what that 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 symbol is is yeah. sort of like, um, you know, it's a a pictogram that you morph into something else and you unlock the past. Yeah. You know, like, does Mr. C know that? Like, is that what he told him? You know, did Mr. C say, hey, here's the symbol. What is this? And then did you say Judy? Or did he was like, oh, that. Here, let me show you what it does, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe. Okay. So, Ray, Philip Jeffries, Diane. So, yeah, there's no room yeah. for Ruth in those three. Exactly. Yeah. And they're all pretty clear. Like we saw Ray give him coordinates. We saw Phil Jeffries give him numbers that are probably coordinates. And, and we saw Diane send him and Diane even said, I sent him those coordinates. But then if he says two of them match, that it doesn't make sense then. Oh, two of them match, but they were both, they were both traps. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then he uses Diane's later and those are the real ones. I think so. Because yeah. she had access to the real coordinates from Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. So Diane's are basically yeah. Ruth's coordinates. I see. Yes. I exactly. See. That's when he got Ruth's coordinates. Okay. So, but, you know, uh, he still could have <laughs> gotten the ones from Ruth and oh, crossed, you know, checked them with what Diane sent to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know if he knows those are from Ruth. She just sends him coordinates. I agree. I don't think he necessarily <laughs> knows that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not oh, clear. Man. It's not right. clear if he ever knew uh, that Ruth had the, the coordinates whole, written on the his whole, His whole plot starts with, I want Ruth's coordinates. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And he's not even trying to to use Ruth to get them. No. Like, Ruth's dead body is sitting in a room somewhere. He could just read it, but he's like, mm. no, go to the secretary who may or well, may not even know the fucking Her body's in a field somewhere on Sycamore Street. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next eventually. to a sky portal. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. It was Major Briggs's body in the apartment. Yeah, it was Briggs' yeah, yeah, yeah. body out there. It was, it was, that was, her head was there. But yeah, exactly. It's just sitting there. You could just go look at it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, I don't, I'm not even sure the secretary even knew the coordinates. And uh, because there's no, like, the, given the fact that Ray is clearly in some kind of cahoots with Philip He's Jeffrey, like a triple agent. Yeah. He's working for Jeffries. He's working for the FBI, FBI which might yeah. be the same thing. But yeah, well, uh, Phil Jeffries was involved with him at least at some point. Yeah, so. and then and and then he's working. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. So so like basically, if if Ray and Phil Jeffries gave the same trap coordinates, then that mm-hmm. makes it seem like they didn't come from the secretary. Because even if Ray got the secretary's coordinates. He yeah. wouldn't have given him to right. Mr. C, so it doesn't even matter if he got them or not, because he's going to give him the fake ones, because he's on right. Philip Jeffries and the FBI side. Exactly. Yeah. I like that detail that, that Ray was a paid informant, so, right. like, to make it clear that he wasn't, like, a, just a, a sort of good guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, like, he was sort of doing it for the money. Self-interest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not they're not completely redeeming him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was he was still in a way working for the FBI. Yeah. So it was sort of yeah, it was kind of a halfway thing. I like because I remember uh, one of the thoughts was he was like literally an undercover FBI agent. Yeah. Which I get that they didn't go that far. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what the chunk in the trunk was. 
the like the running guns like i i assume was a real thing yeah like he he just you know decided to run some guns for money i guess he's like and... i got 12 hours to kill let me run some guns <laughs> it's so ridiculous across state like... i mean they are right next to the neighboring state so you That's know true. it's it could be a quick trip but um yeah yeah it's just like a lot of stuff happens because he did that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know like yeah i mean what a mess yeah it was like he was a part of another story for like one beat <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly it's like yeah he's got or a... maybe uh maybe in the next mark frost book there'll be a scene with ray and running guns <laughs> <laughs> oh man and we'll be like, oh, this is why he was running guns. Okay. Oh, wow, it all makes sense now. Maybe they'll throw Red in there. He was he was running oh, guns God. for Red or something. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be, I, you know, hey, that's not completely <laughs> impossible, I would say. <laughs> all right, well, you want to get into the uh, episode? What do you want to do? Sure, sure. I mean, why not? You know, things will come up and we'll get into stuff. We'll solve it as we go. Yeah. Yeah, the stars turn and a time presents itself. Yep, and a podcast solves everything. <laughs> All right, so shall we? Shall we begin? Yeah, you're doing the scene oh. by scene this time, so we're back to the. All normal right, flow. yes, I am. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna gonna close this out here, summarizing this uh, enigmatic bit of mostly driving. Um, <laughs> it's thirty percent driving in this episode. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we start off with uh, Mr. C burning in the Black Lodge, uh-huh. um, and then uh, uh, we see Mike uh, place a seed on the chair with the hair from uh, Cooper, and he presses the hair into it with his fingers and says, electricity, the magic words. And then uh, a new Dougie is created, I, I guess. A, a Cooper copy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, where am I? Um, then we go over to Shay Jones. I mean, we uh, could stop here and talk for an hour. I'm already like, I mean, first of all, the Mr. C shot was, I, I said more than I thought they were going to say about the end of Mr. C. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, this is it, right? This is the end of Mr. C and the mm-hmm. story. We don't see Mr. C again. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Mr. No-C. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so what uh, What does that indicate? Is he, is he being punished? Is he, is he being destroyed in a slow way? Is it like what's going on it's the it's like the coolest shot ever uh i i'm in love with this shot i mean being in the in the black lodge and in the in the chair but then like on fire but he's like cool about it mm-hmm. he's clearly not dead is really the big the big thing here uh i mean he's he's breathing um yeah and i i'm like what does that mean like he he's not and then and then when we when we cut to the seat on the chair which again i think is problematic because it just it made a it made a connection to uh, you know the the conspiracy theory basically that like uh you know what if the next cooper is 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 it isn't um 
a Dale Cooper copy, but a Mr. C copy or something. Mm-hmm. And so putting putting that you know cutting from him to the seed on the chair without any context of the seed um, was really weird. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. okay, that's you're muddling this for no reason. You didn't yeah. have to do that. Or they could have like showed a real demise of Mr. C, you know, or you know, like what happens to a doppelganger once it's once it's dead? And and I mm-hmm. and it maybe that we're seeing this sort of non-finale to his character uh, because that's the point, you know, that you a doppelganger it, it isn't uh, isn't like a tulpa, you know, right. a manufactured being in the same way where it's going to just dissolve into its parts, you know, back to the seed. So I think, you know, in a way we can, I think, I don't know, I'm trying to think, is it rational? I think it's rational to say that that's sort of the point of the shot is to, and, and really, you know, the, the, the juxtaposition with the next shot, the creation of another Talpa, is that, like, these things are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, which, which I think is huge to, to know that for sure. Uh, yeah yeah i i remember being confused about that when they uh were talking about the blue rose history and um you know the original case you know i am like the blue rose you know uh where it really seemed like it really seemed like they were talking about doppelgangers but then like mm -hmm. the conclusion was it was a tulpa and the strange thing is that like there is some common elements there Mm -hmm. um you know it's like a, a sort of uh copy of someone but yeah um but it can have different characteristics and i think that's why it's different because the doppelganger is supposed to be the sort of inverse or sort of all the dark parts of the spirit um and that's why he's the good dale right he's he's he's, uh and so i think that's the difference is it's it's not just a copy of the person because like the 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 new dougie that they made is gonna be like a good dale you know right it's gonna be the good version of cooper yeah um so i guess that's part of the difference is yeah the doppelganger is, is sort of a different spiritual type of thing you know yeah or maybe the doppelganger is a soul and a tulpa doesn't have a soul you know that it, it's it, maybe that's the sort of difference between a a, a person and a it's doppelganger and a tulpa you know there's like a soul or something there right something left over you know that's sort of eternal you know like all could be you know because you know the people that have died that we see in the black lodge you know there's a part of them that'll be there forever right right versus the tulpa's done once it gets to the black lodge it just kind of yeah evaporates Mm -hmm. um and gets like broken down to this this seed thing I mean, I assume the seed is the one that Mike showed Cooper when he asked about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's it. But I'm just saying it just models it by. Yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> it's I, like, oh I wait, what's what is Mike doing? Is he? Yeah. Is he, whose side is he on? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to question Mike more than I already do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like I said before, uh, in the previous twenty hours. Um, you know, when when later when Cooper comes out of the Black Lodge at the curtain call with Diane, I it's when she's like, Are, "Is that really you?" He looks, he doesn't look like Cooper to me. He looks like Mister C. He looks like a like a eighty percent Mister C or sixty percent Mister C kind of mm-hmm. person. Like his eyes look darker. Um, you know, oh, that's I was thinking, I was wondering why this shot of Mister C burning in the Black Lodge was 
I was wondering why his eyes looked so weird because uh, he's not he doesn't have the black contacts in his eyes look uh, whitish or bluish or something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was thinking they were trying to make the link with the uh, the white eyes, yeah, doppelgangers that they showed twenty nine. Yeah, I was looking at his face like, man, this is such a cool shot. He looks so different. Um, but yeah, the eyes. Him, he doesn't have the uh, big black eyes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that's cool. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Connecting it back to season two doppelgangers. Exactly the the Black Lodge inhabiting ones. But why why are you on fire? <laughs> well, it's a good question. I mean, that's why I threw out you know some possible explanations. But you know, it's just one shot. There's no context for it. So, um, yeah, it's really hard to know exactly what it means. So I'm not really sure. Um, I, I also question what happened to Bob. You know, there's no follow up on that. Are we really supposed to think Bob is destroyed forever? Like uh, it's, um, you know, he's he's presumably separate from Bob at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Oh wow! All right, first scene stumped. <laughs> yeah, al- first already shot, this yeah. isn't even the most confusing scene Mm-mm. um no. but yeah it, it does leave it does leave that thing unresolved like i don't know if we're supposed to think like oh that's his fate like he's gonna burn for forever he's gonna burn mm-hmm. for you know some amount of time like i don't know well, because he circumvented the lodge rules or something if you if you watch the shot it's almost like the fire is is sort of d- uh, diminishing as as it goes on and there's sort of more smoke than fire by the very end and it's almost like you know if we kept watching the flames would stop but they sort of cut right before that's sort of really obvious but like the flames around his head and shoulders and torso sort of go away as the shot progress and it, by the end it's just kind of on his legs so it's like oh is it being put out yeah or is he, or is he turning to smoke you know, is that, mm-hmm. you know, because there's sort of more smoke by the end, so. Yeah, I assumed they would show him, like, breaking down or being destroyed or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't they don't really do that, so. Yeah, I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, and, well, yeah, Cooper is totally weird. It's well, true. And now that, you know, because Mike showed Cooper the seed... But Mike was in the Black Lodge, you know, is the future, is it past? You know, it's not impossible that, you know, not not that I think Mr. C would turn into a seed, but that could have been his seed that he's showing Cooper. You know? Mm-hmm. Just to ruin it some more. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I assumed it was the original Dougie one, but, you know, uh... It is hard to know. I guess they all kind of look like that. Yeah. Does it matter though? It seems like the seeds are inter- may, might be interchangeable, and it's just the yeah. sort of organic matter that matters. But um, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. It's we're gonna have a lot of problems as this podcast continues because Cooper and his personality changes are are really a big yeah. deal. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And that's, I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, I mean, it's one thing when it's uh, Bill Pullman's character in Lost Highway, who's like, 
you know, a, a fairly tortured, dark figure who commits a murder, um, I guess, you know, by the end, a, a couple of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, being, you know, being dark and disturbing at times. But it is weird for Cooper to go that way, especially in, you know, kind of the final, um, you know, the final act or the final like segment of mm-hmm. the story um, to kind of lose that. That's it. And, and, you know, is it something that he has to do? Is he, I don't know, like, is is he just out of control of, like, how he changes as he goes through these these universes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or or what? I mean, it's, it's weird. It seems like he's not very aware. Um, and it seems like Diane is aware. Yeah. Um, so I find that interesting. Um, yeah. Which is weird because Diane, you know, Diane's note says Richard and Linda, but mm-hmm. Cooper keeps calling himself Cooper and talking well, about Laura and stuff. But she was, she made the comment in the note, you know, you're not the same person. So she, yeah. she's aware of his change. She might just think, oh, Richard, you've changed. Right. But, but but there's some sense in her understanding that, you know, uh, that, that something's different. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, you know, maybe it was the night they had sex. Something happened that night. Cooper was mm-hmm. super weird in that scene. Yeah. Uh, so something something's going on there. But, yeah, yeah. I feel like that, that, that idea is, is um, really a surprise given the story. Um, you know, uh, just with everything that's happening, you know you could you could leave the identity changes and all that to like Laura and Carrie you know with this last part of the plot here but then they have Cooper going through it too yeah and there's really not really obviously sort of sufficient setup for it all we get is the giants uh Richard and Linda mm-hmm. comment uh and that two birds one stone and that doesn't tell us what's happening no um, not at all yeah, and 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 it's not clear what world they're going to. You can sort of assume it's the world where Laura got taken to from the past, but that's a bit tenuous at best. Yeah. Um and it's not clear how new worlds sort of affect people. Um uh you know what I mean in terms of like in effect in how they even operate, you know, with the hotel changing and everything like that. So Right. And this number six telephone pole being in Odessa, you know, is mm-hmm. it, is it, is that, is it just in this place now? Cause it's a new world. Does it move? Is it, are there sixes everywhere? Does it matter mm-hmm. that it's a six and it just matters? It's a telephone pole. Yeah. So many questions. So many questions. Those are, those are questions. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. So he creates a new Dougie. Yeah. It was very cool to see Mike create a Talpa thing. Yeah, that was, I mean, that that is one element of the story that they, you know, provide a, a certain amount of closure. I mean, in general, I would say this, you know, leading into this next short scene here, um, which uh, maybe I'll just go ahead and describe because it's fast. Sure. Um, so we go to the, the Jones uh, household, uh, Jamie E. and Sonny Jimber there. The doorbell rings. Uh, Janie answers the door and she and Sonny Jim embrace their new Dougie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. 
it's a short scene. So, but uh, the interesting thing about that is that um, you know this is this is the most like conventional uh, close closing of a story. Yeah. You know that we really get in this um, in this part because that's a really like clear mm-hmm. conclusion that I'm just I'm I'm still like you know the decisions they make just baffle me you know because because it's like you know if they think if they think we have enough information to even begin to guess what's happening in the later parts of this episode it's like i thought it was painfully obvious in part 16 that 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 this is what was going to happen you know like i would have made this assumption you know anyway because the setup was there Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's interesting that they 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 choose to resolve this explicitly on screen um, when uh, a lot of these other storylines, uh, you know, just end with uncertainty and confusion. Well, that's how you know this didn't happen. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could take that theory that 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 there's something artificial about it. Uh, well, I mean, I think I, I take your point. I think they show it so we have the experience of seeing it. You know, um, you know, Dougie crying, watching Sunny Jim, and him playing in with in the back in the backyard, and you yeah. know those those sort of moments. They they're sort of making some sort of point, and this is sort of you know the culmination of whatever point that was. Um, and I think some 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 chance to have a, a semblance of a happy ending for for a version of Cooper, that right. that the real Cooper will never get, you know, it, sort it, of it, finite conclusion. It is like the Star Trek thing. What's the Star Trek thing? <laughs> from um from a uh, spoiler alert. Sorry if you haven't seen Star Trek. Oh God, am I gonna remember it? Uh, the the last Next Generation movie. Uh. I want to say Voyager. That's not it. That's a show. Uh, Nemesis. Oh, I think it's, it's from Star Trek Nemesis. Speaking of Tom Hardy. Um, uh, oh yeah, he was in that. I forgot. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's like he's like the young Picard, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen that movie, it's not that good. So whatever, but feel free to skip if you don't want to hear this. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Data dies. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but at the end, they discover this like earlier prototype, like ah yes version, and like so. Then at the end, this is our final moments with the Next Generation crew. Like we see this Data who's just like checked out. He's basically Dougie Data. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's nothing like Data. He's like barely you know functional. I mean, mm-hmm. for AI, I guess he's impressive. But he wasn't. To Data, you, you're saying this new prototype they found wasn't the pinnacle of artificial intelligence in like the the galaxy. No, exactly, right. exactly. Which is logical, but it's sort of it was always a weird note to me to kill off Data, but then end with this like pseudo like half-ass version of data as mm-hmm. though like that's some kind of way of having him go on yeah. you know anyway this is what that feels like to me where it's like you have this you have this you know fake version of cooper that just is not adequate for me mm-hmm. <laughs> for to give quote unquote cooper a happy ending you know and yeah. and not to mention the fact that you know i mean i'm kind of confused about this anyway i mean with cooper altering the timeline and stuff like i don't even understand how any of that stuff happens 
you know, um, if Laura Palmer isn't murdered, like that sequence of events, you know, should have never occurred. So it's sort of weird to well, even have did, this. I think that prevents seasons one and two from happening in that same regard, right? I mean, it, it's the same idea that that it nullifies that whole story. But then that prevents uh, that prevents uh, Cooper uh, going into the Black Lodge and being trapped there. His doppelganger escaping. And then creating Dougie as a loophole to not have mm-hmm. to go back in. I mean, that's what, so, I mean, I guess a point I want to make about this that I'm now realizing is, is actually a, a very interesting element of this scene is that I believe this is the only scene we get uh, after, you know, Cooper goes to see Phil Jeffries and goes into the past and alters events that uh, clearly seems to take place in like the original universe. You know what I mean? It it, it has like a, mm-hmm. a clear connection to that. That um, is probably the Sarah Palmer scene when she's smashing the picture. Oh yeah, well okay, you're right. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So so uh, it, you know kind of indicates, and I guess the Sarah Palmer scene does too. Um, that you know uh, some of the same things happened anyway somehow. Well, here's the problem though. I mean, I generally think you're right, but here's the problem. I think is that um... oh no, I guess it still works. I was gonna, I was thinking Sarah dis- Laura disappeared after we saw Dougie go home, but yeah, it's oh, unclear how the black well, stuff really works. Is technically is bu- because we we replay that scene, I guess. Uh, I guess that. That ends up happening after again. Mm-hmm. So is that part of the strategy here? To, to like sort of avoid that conclusion? Like, are we supposed to think like, no, this is actually before again. And that's why they kind of go back to before Laura disappears. Well, but. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, oh, that's right. We start with. We start with seeing Dougie, then we get to Laura disappearing. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that kind of muddles things. So never mind. Now, well, but now no, no, no. I'm I think it's not no, being sure. No, I think it's fine because maybe he has, just immediately vanishes again. Well, but here's after. the thing. Here's the thing. She hasn't disappeared yet, but what changes the timeline? The is her not him, being murdered. Her not being murdered, which is all. Yeah. Which is they cut to that already. That did happen. You're right. Okay. He are, yeah, he's. It's the color scene, and he's bringing her through the woods. So it so. should still be valid. Yeah. It should okay. still be valid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Okay. It's not really any of a happy ending for Cooper, but it's something like a happy ending for a version of Cooper. And uh, and you know, for right. the people who are invested in in that and, and in those characters, it's a it's a good moment, you know. And, and sure. But, and the idea that Cooper cared enough, really. You know, right. I remember we were thinking when he woke up, like, at least I was thinking, like, you know, what would he really care about Sonny Jim and, and, um, mm-hmm. and um, Janie E? You know, it's like, sorry, I'm not your husband. Bye. You right. know, but they did the more humane thing and, <laughs> and yeah. uh, wrote Cooper where he has a heart. And uh, the time yeah. he spent with him, he actually liked, you know, but That's he was so... there something like the original cooper yeah and like this idea that even though you know our original cooper won't get this ending that this new dougie gets he does still have the benefit of all this time that time he spent his dougie with them right and with sort of this family he'll never have because he's stuck trying to figure out what year it is for the rest of his life right trans (laughs) 
transcending universes and uh-huh. messing around with timelines and battling eternal evil or something. <laughs> he's almost like a do- he's almost like Doctor Who or or like he's almost yeah. like one of those kind of characters where he's yeah. like you know or like in Jack uh, Harkness from Torchwood where he's just sort of yeah. thrust into battling for you know the nature of reality and humanity and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I didn't realize how sci- sci-fi of an idea it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a, I guess that's where... I, I, I guess that's part of where, like, Mark Frost can, like, branch off from that and it kind of turns into the X-Files. Like, that there yeah. is... There are some common elements there. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking Christopher Nolan could have done a really good job with this idea of this if he just focused on sort of Cooper's story. And this idea of a guy who's time traveling through reality is trying to like stop something from happening, like mm-hmm. you know, not unlike Inception, but instead of dreams, it's like time travel. Yeah, well, even Interstellar is somewhat like this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there it is. Uh, where we have kind of a kind of a similar element of mm-hmm. time travel and also like cross universe manipulation, and and it's the same conclusion where love is the strongest force. That's you're totally <laughs> and, right, and that's what Laura was. She's this. She's the the orb of love. Yeah, and it, she needs to go counteract the orb of evil or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, orb of despair. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, it's the same story. <laughs> <laughs> more or less it's no exactly the same except this one doesn't have matt damon oh so it's better exactly oh man <laughs> i'm over matt damon i most people should be by this point but right. he keeps being places um all right all right so, uh, all right. So, any more about this? Are you ready to kind of get into yeah, the, the heavy shit here? Ugh, God, that was that, that was kind of the light enough. opening. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. The next scene, we go back to a previous scene that you already talked about in part seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, this plays a little bit like previously on Twin Peaks. Uh, so Cooper leads Laura through the woods. We hear the now infamous noise. Uh, Laura vanishes. We hear the scream. And this time, Cooper is suddenly back in the Black Lodge, um, sitting in that chair mm-hmm. uh, where we saw him earlier. And uh, Mike's there. Mike says, is it future or is it past, as he did before. Cooper then looks at the chair next to Mike's where Laura was uh, previously, uh, but no one's there. And then uh, he looks over uh, to the the sort of edge of the room and Mike's there and waves him over, similarly to how he did um, in part two. Mm-hmm. Cooper follows. Uh, they go see Evolution of the Arm, as they did in part two. <laughs> But here's where things get a little different. Uh, so he repeats uh, his little I am the arm and I sound like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, uh, is it the story of the little girl who lived down the lane? Oh, no. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, evolution of the arm. What does that mean? made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. So then 
Then we go down the hall. I think you talked about this earlier. Yeah. Some indication that this is a flashback or something. Yeah, we're flashing back um, to. And then we see Laura whisper to Cooper, and he has that reaction. Um, and then Laura screams and flies away, as we as we saw. Um, and then Cooper sees Leland, who says, "Find Laura." Um, and then Cooper uh, goes uh, goes into the hall. Uh, walks down the hall, like moves his hand in a weird gesture, and the curtains start flapping. And then he emerges from the Black Lodge in Glastonbury Grove, and Diane's waiting there for the mm-hmm. curtain call. I guess mm-hmm. uh, she says, "Is it you?" And Cooper says, "Yes." And he says, <laughs> "Is it you?" And she says, "Yes." And the curtains fade. <laughs> and it was neither one of them. <laughs> all right so yeah. we we covered this scene uh in the earlier podcast um in detail because we were comparing it to the analogous scene in part two yeah um where laura was there uh after he talked to mike and and uh, then disappeared um and so yeah i think again the main part of this sequence is just that cooper needs to find laura uh because she's not here uh and she just disappeared from the real world uh in the past real world (laughs) if it's indeed real um yeah so this is uh pretty interesting again like this whole idea that you know most of these black lodge scenes are really just about laura is it the story of the little girl who lived down the lane? Is that supposed to refer to Laura? Is that what Laura <laughs> whispered? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the 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 transition there makes me think that's connected somehow. Yeah, that's what I was saying last time. Is that the fact that you know when once I realized that shot down back down the hallway in slow motion is sort of this idea of a, of a flashback, you know, and he's remember, you know, so the prompt is, is it the story of the little girl who lives down the lane? And then we see Dale remember what Laura told him. It yeah. does seem like what she said is related to this question. Yeah. Um, and the question is like, it, he says, is it like as if Dale can answer him and right. sort of his answer might determine if it's true or not. And yeah. it, it made me think is if that's the case, but is it future? Or is it past that if, that if Dale was like, uh, it's future, then, then it, that just becomes true. <laughs> right. And right. if Dale says it's past, like that just becomes true. But he yeah. often doesn't respond. Although, right. was it in was it Firewalk with me, or was it season two, where he does say he does answer him? He says it's he says it's future because I've been here before or something. Do you remember I, that? I think that's I think that's missing pieces from Firewalk with me. Ah, that's right, that's right. I believe. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's not in the official version of the movie. I agree. Yeah. That's right. That's missing. Um. But it's in those. It's in those extra scenes. Mm-hmm. They're 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 basically like scenes that take place. You know. After. <laughs> again, they're making the point that it's it's weird to say this, but they take place after the 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 end of season two mm-hmm. instead of before, like most of Firewalk with Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I think uh I think that's when we saw that. You're right. That did happen. That's a good point. Um, so, I mean, another thing that seems notable about this is this is a this is a series wrap for Mike and Evolution of the Arm here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we're never going to see them again. Uh, and it's weird how it's weird how like he brings them over, 
and he asks this question, and that's it. We, I mean, there's no, uh-huh. there's no more than that. Um, it's confusing, um, and I don't know, I don't know what it means, and I wonder what the connection is to what Laura whispered. Um, yeah, because. Because after this, after it being in the scene with Mike in the tree, and then he has this flashback, when we come back to sort of the present, um, he, and, and Cooper's back in the chair, like, he doesn't see Mike this time. So yeah. it's almost like, well, now Mike is gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, and it's, so I don't, I don't know if Cooper remembering what Laura said, like, changed things. That was the point. Like is was all of this to get Cooper to the point where Mike could bring him in to the tree who would ask this question and then he would remember what Laura said and it's like and they're like okay our work is done now you know this yeah. is what we needed to do was get him to this point and now that he knows what she said and he understands the question like we we're done we don't need to interfere anymore I mean you know uh, we don't get the giant anymore um, so. Was the thing she said... Yeah, I know. The scene with the giant is something that's very hard to place. It does seem like it should have happened, like, around this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's interesting that they don't... I mean, we get this whole previously on sequence, and we get this whole sequence that's, like, clearly referencing uh, the the thing from part two, but um, but they don't, they don't show him sort of being transported mm-hmm. to the... White Lodge, the slow 30s room, whatever that place is, and having that thing and saying he understands, like it's there's there's like no there's no specific moment given for that. Um, so that's weird. Uh, but yeah, it really uh, makes me wonder if Laura, what Laura whispered, mm-hmm. like how how much did she give him information? Did she say something about Judy? I, did she? I think it has to be the fundamental question. A statement about the nature of reality and what this is all about because it's the it's the last credit sequence basically you know yeah. this, this slow whisper of for all eternity you know the line that will live in infamy uh you know is sort of made prominent by the, the credits so i i think yeah you know and, and the prompting of the tree with that question um makes it seem like yeah that that his her answer to him was you know this is all a dream or or something now have you heard um take a little tangent have you heard that um any of the audio people have uh taken some audio tools and like taken the audio that you can kind of hear laura whisper to him and you can sort of try to make out what you think she's saying um there's been some interesting interpretations um uh, I don't actually have act, uh, where I don't have it up right now. Or so I'll tell you what it was. But yeah, if you want to Google, you can find people who have um, who have slowed uh, the audio down and did some tricks to it uh, to kind of make it listenable. <laughs> and one of the things that someone interpreted, I can't quite hear this, but but from the sounds, I can kind of buy it. Uh, and from the the words that they that they claim they hear, it's kind of interesting. That basically the phrase is, uh, you may be good, but you're not good enough to save me. So ah. I thought that was an interesting uh, possible yeah. thing she could have told him. 
that sort yeah. of this idea of like um it's it's sort of futile like this whole this whole endeavor like this whole idea you think you're thinking about or you know uh is wrong now let's not forget that originally so in this episode in this part her whisper is predicated on this question is it uh, is it the story of the little girl who lives on the lane in part two her whisper was predicated on dale asking when can i uh can i go out now right or did he say when can i go out he might have said when can i go out um and i think those two things would be interesting if, if he's like when can i go out and she's like the reality the world doesn't exist or something yeah um you know it would be i think a pretty good answer to is you know is this the story that lives uh story of the girl lives on a lane but you know again another part of the context here is audrey's whole story mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah yeah you know, what's the connection there good question i mean it's too it's too specific mm-hmm. for there not to be some connection and he's asking him a question and this happens on the show we've talked a little bit about this you know with with the giant and the tree giving cooper these numbers and stuff and we see different sets of people interact with these numbers but but you know so we see people who are not cooper interact with these with these numbers and these ideas right um yeah, it's Cooper who's being told of this stuff. So it's like, well, does it not matter when Andy sees it's 4.30 or 2.53? Because the giant didn't tell him that. The giant told Cooper that. You know, mm-hmm. does, is that what matters? You know? So I feel like this is kind of related to that. Um, you know, that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's weird. Or like, you know, Audrey's, you know, Cooper doesn't know about Audrey's storyline. So yeah. even though she says that <laughs> and she's doing something like dreaming a world or something like that's happening, it seems like, well, it, is it connected? It, Cooper doesn't know that. So why would that prompt him, you know, to know anything about Audrey's story? Well, yeah, I agree. It, it doesn't seem like it does. And so it seems like it's there for the audience. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we're the only ones in a position to know that there's yeah. some connection there. So it feels to me like what this should do is imply something about the Audrey story, mm-hmm. which obviously doesn't get a resolution. Uh, you know, we literally don't see her again after part 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this is the closest we get to a reference to the Audrey storyline. And the fact that it's this character, this evolution of the arm in the Black Lodge, literally quoting something that she said, mm-hmm. um, you know, implies something, but I, I don't really know <laughs> what. Like, they 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 are aware of her coma, or her coma has transcended, I, I don't know, like, her mm-hmm. coma has created a reality, or... Well, and the fact that we saw her wake up in a reality that we n- have never seen before or since, this, like, all-white yeah. room you know is is pretty interesting too it's just, it it tells us it's sort of a different thing than everything else we've seen yeah 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 it could have been it could have been such a simpler shot of a hospital room or something like mm-hmm. it's it's weird that it's this like white void it's with... this place that like can't exist yeah you know, there's no place like that unless you're on like a photography set or something right or yeah. a movie set <laughs> like right. but just being in an all white like amorphous environment you just don't really get to normally in your day-to-day nine-to-five you know 
you know i'm gonna go to the gym i gotta go to work i gotta stop by the amorphous white room <laughs> not on anyone's calendar check my face in the mirror <laughs> yeah you know, there's a mirror there because that's the only object that exists here besides me it's this mirror it's me in the mirror time <laughs> yeah i mean are we supposed to connect it to michael jackson's man in the mirror you know, but it's a like God. a feminist update because it's woman in the mirror. Ooh. You know, because women can be in the mirror too, people. <laughs> All this like patriarchal domination of mirrors, you know, is 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 too. It's it's old school, really. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. It's a good down, point. Down with the mirror patriarchy. <laughs> the tyranny of the mirror. The the mirrony there you go <laughs> the mirrony i was trying to say it it was too hard that's easier thank you <laughs> i was gonna try to say like to mirror yeah but yeah too much. Stuff. <laughs> so anyway yeah i agree it it, it play oftentimes these these things especially in part 18 because it's the end but you know we get these kind of reveals that, that connect to another storyline. And, and it you, you know, in a normal story, you go, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it yeah. now. I know what that means. Thanks for giving me this extra information that will help me, you know, make a conclusion about what this other part was. And so that's, that's how the tree saying Audrey's line should function. Um, but you just don't know what that actually means. Does that mean that, oh, okay, Audrey's storyline was the story of a girl who lived down the lane great thanks huh mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. help <laughs> right right even it if that tells nothing, me something really. about it, it doesn't it doesn't make you understand like what happened and even yeah. you know the first part of her story that we know from the return like that mr c went to see her Mm, right you know it, yeah. we don't know exactly if she was in a coma we don't know if they yeah. talked we don't know if he tried to kill her we and we don't know what you know and, and and then you know what muddles it even more is he's gonna have a baby later right right yeah his yeah. baby sorry <laughs> <laughs> let me make it worse yeah yeah it's pretty bad it's mm -hmm. pretty bad um yeah it's it's weird i feel like i feel like there should be some way to say something here um i'm just not really finding it i um i don't know maybe a few years from now it'll all make sense to me but yeah well rest assured your heart knows i yeah my heart uh, my heart feels like it should know and mm -hmm. uh, i'm a little disappointed that either it doesn't know or it doesn't know how to tell me right now it, it, what yeah, it knows that's, that's what time gives you it allows your heart the ability to sort of trickle it into your mind so you kind of get it so you just that's what the time allows yeah, so your heart yeah. knows. It's just trying to communicate. <laughs> what it's gonna do? It's a heart. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have a language processing center it like should. your brain does. So. It better not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So all of those things are confusing. I, I feel yeah. like we went from one piece of the puzzle to another, and so we have like this link, yeah. this continuum of linked events in storylines but but not really able to like place any meaning uh on any parts of those yeah 
Uh, as for the whispering, uh, you know, my general attitude about stuff like that, uh, you know, Lost had some some famous whispers, uh, whispers mm -hmm. you could hear audibly, but um, but which were not comprehensible if you're just watching the show. And like, you know, I know the ending of Lost in Translation has a similar kind of thing. There's a whisper at the end. And I know some people uh, kind of pulled the, the audio and manipulated it and, you know, tried to understand what it was saying. You know, I think for me, uh, probably, uh, I, I mean, I usually, I personally find like if, if, if we're not, if, it, if it's not given to the audience to clearly understand it, I think we're meant to not know what she said. Mm -hmm. But I do, uh, I, like something I would be interested in more than audio manipulation is, um, you know, just asking Cheryl Lee, like, d did you whisper something, like, specific? He, like, yeah, that's the question I want to know. Did he tell you something specific to yeah. whisper, or did he just say, tell him anything? Just whisper or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, or did you just say something to look like you're, you know what I mean? The point, the point is, like, we're not supposed to know what this is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Cheryl Lee could actually answer that question. I don't think that's... Uh, I don't think that's necessarily out of bounds. Well, um, in the audio manipulation of what she whispers, you do hear the word whisper, which is pretty funny. Oh, really? Yeah, you hear like whisper. And then you hear like <laughs> the, the, you know, something that sounds like uh, you, you're good, but you're not good enough to mm -hmm. save me. Whisper. Mm -hmm. so whisper. It's... <laughs> <laughs> um. Which, which I feel like is, is a really David Lynch thing to do. Like, have her whisper the word whisper. Right. And yeah, it's definitely. like a, it's like a, it's like a Russian doll of un, unavailable meaning. It's just kind of like, oh God, but what does she mean by whisper? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whis I guess it's more like whispering the word secret or something. It's like secret. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, I still don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of this uh, graffiti I saw one time that said graffiti. Oh, that's I great. I thought that was uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> strangely clever. And Is medical. it graffiti if the graffiti doesn't say graffiti? <laughs> Ooh. Is all other graffiti not graffiti? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I love how things get philosophical, like, very quickly. With just a little, <laughs> little bit of postmodernism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really sneaks in there and kind of ruins everything. Mm -hmm. Like, basic concepts that we all understood suddenly become mysterious and confusing. Yeah. Thanks, postmodernism. <laughs> yeah, if I frame the word art and put it in a museum, is it art? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah anyway that's i guess that's what i would say about the whispering stuff yeah um, I, I agree with that i i think you know especially you know i think it's it's even you know made more the case you know sort of what you said about if the show doesn't explicitly tell us then we're not supposed to know i mean the fact that the credits linger on it and that's the last yeah. image of our heroes here uh, clearly an enduring mystery yeah exactly like hey just to let you know here's that thing we'll never tell you that still matters and not only that it's it's our closing thing mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's clearly... how much it, that's how much it matters yeah and that's how much it was all about this whisper you know yeah and you know it brings me back to the idea that uh david Lynch has said that, um, you know, he never wanted to reveal the killer of Laura Palmer, you know, that like, 
the whole thing about the series was like that mystery was what kept the story alive. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so having to do it was like, was like a problem. I mean, it's, it's very interesting statement to me because like fire walk with me is so wrapped up in that solution and does so much with it that it's like, well, you wouldn't have had any of that if you hadn't done the reveal. Yeah. You know, there's so much drama they get out of that. Um, it's just, it's hard for me to even conceive of the show without that. But anyway, just going back to that idea, you know, uh, eventually the reveal comes through uh, Cooper remembering the dream of Laura whispering to him mm-hmm. the first time, you know, tw- the first time, which was 25 years later already. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> It was somehow in this timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somehow that happened. I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. Mm-hmm. But um, uh... yeah, it actually it actually plays like a little bit like the fireman scene where it's like, where do you place that scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's no clear way. I mean, I guess because Cooper dreams it in the past, it's sort of like that's where the information comes from, even though it's not clear exactly when the actual thing took place. Mm-hmm. If well, that that's makes the thing. sense. Laura remembers it too. So yeah, yeah. So she was there. You know, like it actually. Mm-hmm. Ha- so in the future, she was there, there for a real. point where they do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yet somehow she's talking to an older Dale, and she's younger, right? Um, right. Because of how they did it back then. Exactly. Um, wow, that's weird. Wow. Yeah. It's, it so weird. that means it's an inverse with this scene where he's saving Laura. Yeah. Uh, oh well, not an inverse though. Sorry, it's the same thing where older Dale is meeting younger Laura. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe somehow it's a uh, fulfillment of that. Anyway, the the thing I was trying to say is just that you know she reveals the killer through this whisper, which we eventually get to hear, and you know thinking about it the fact that they linger on this new whisper mm-hmm. and never reveal it it does feel like a way of reclaiming yeah. that like the idea of like mm-hmm. i'm not going to reveal this ultimate mystery yeah i think uh, you're right this time yeah you know? you're right david lynch had an opportunity to to get that thing back yeah and, and he's making it you know something like effectively as important as who killed laura palmer exactly you know? yeah exactly which is like we don't really know the context again of the of her whisper you know um i'm trying to remember what did dale ask her when she whispered the first time do you remember what he says before she whispers to him uh let's see uh he he asked her if she's Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I know her, but sometimes my arm bends backwards. Yeah, that thing. What she uh-huh. says again. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the the parallels there are really too extensive that mm-hmm. he's not sort of trying to reclaim that scene. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Ah. But now I don't. I don't remember exactly how it proceeds from there. I'm not sure that he asks a question. That okay. I, I, so I think he maybe mean, she just approaches him. The, I think you're right. Yeah. I was just trying to make sure because you know we. I was just making sure we didn't have the context of he. He didn't say 
who killed you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she walks over. Because it's a reveal that that was the answer, right, of the whisper. Yeah, the, the next, uh, yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, he, he wakes up and says, I know who killed Laura Palmer, and that's the cliffhanger. And then the next day you find out that uh, she whispered the name of the killer in my ear. But I don't remember what she said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, so like I think you're not supposed to know that that's what it was um, until next week, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think there's an indication in that scene of what she's whispering. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, kind of so, an abstract whisper. So it seems like, yeah, is it related to Dale's question, when can I go out or is it related to the question? Is this the story of a little girl is down the lane, or is it a third option? Um, <laughs> right. Um, that has nothing to do with those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it have to do with Judy? I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to like understand yeah. how Judy fixes all this. It, it, um, I want it to be something like she know about Judy. Good question. I mean, I, just... I want it to be something like you know something something about the futility of, of what he's about to embark on or something about the nature of reality that means that it kind of doesn't matter what he does like they're trapped in a system you know mm -hmm. of events and and i want it to be something like that but then i can't reconcile that with the fact that he's going to go on and continue to try to find right. Laura and do everything he's going to do after that moment yeah. You know, so I'm like, ah, I don't understand. Uh, and presumably or, he remembers what she said. Well, it's funny you say that. Which is the other. I was about yeah. to say the exact opposite. Yeah. Well, I was going to say maybe it's maybe it's like original Twin Peaks where yeah. he forgot what she whispered to him as right. he embarked on this journey to, to leave the Black Lodge, you know, from part two. Like he forgot this whole time. And it's not until the tree asked him, is this the story of the little girl who lives in the lane, where he goes and remembers what she said. Right. And then he goes, ah, now that I remember what she said, I'm going to go, you know, X, Y, Z. Because this is almost his most capable moment, right? Uh, be you know, in terms of, like, mastering the Black Lodge. And I only say that mostly because he shakes his hand and he makes yeah. the Lodge go where he wants it to go. Yeah. Which it seems like, you know, with the combination of this this sort of climax here of Black Lodge scenes, um, you know, where this question from the tree really, and, you know, his remembering what she said, like, really means something uh, and really tells him something about what he should do next. So I don't know if she said, like, you'll need to cross over to find me. And he didn't know what that meant at the time, but now he knows what that means now that there's two realities that he's, you know, that he's aware of. Okay, so the now now I'm running into another problem. Oh, so good. that's what we <laughs> so... do here. We create problems and then we <laughs> try to solve them but fail. It's related, but so when he originally leaves Diane and Gordon, he tells Diane, "See at the curtain call, right?" Mm -hmm. And it does seem like I feel like this is what he's referring to when he comes out, you know, mm -hmm. of the curtains, and she's there waiting for him. So. Uh, that makes it seem like, it, to some extent, it was his plan all along to exit the Black Lodge and meet Diane there. Mm -hmm. um, so it just, it calls into question for me, I mean, if the original Laura plan sort of went awry, which it seems like it did, then then how do how would, 
I mean, what would have happened where he still would have come out here? You know, because it seems like his coming out here is, is you know, and, and going with Diane and, and doing the 430 thing. I mean, it seems like that's all connected with going to find Laura, stuff that, like, apparently he just realized, right? We well, were just talking I, about that. I think it could be that he always knew that after he finishes bringing Laura home that he's going to get back to his own time, you know, back to Diane effectively. She's almost like the anchor for that other sort of base reality that he leaves, right? So I think that's kind of how she's functioning here. She's his constant. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! She's just constant. You're totally right. Yep, he needs time traveling. That's it. Man, David Lindelof should be so proud and lost. I swear. It really influenced Twin Peaks in a way that I think we're all regretting. Um... <laughs> but yeah, you're right. So I I think it's the idea that he sort of knew. Uh, he didn't know the plan was going to go wrong, but he knew that to get back to his own time, he'd have to go back through the Black Lodge. Maybe he thought okay. he'd go through Glastonbury Grove um, and not just sort of be brought there by Mike um, or whatever happened. I mean, that's a question we should ask anyway, is how did he even get to the Black Lodge? Yeah, he's just there all he's of a He's just there, which I don't think it's they've weird. done before. No, um, no, that's not normal. And yeah, how do you just be how are you just there without any yeah. portal or any curtains yeah so, yeah and you know when diane says see you at the curtain call i'm sorry when cooper tells diane see you at the curtain call like she doesn't seem to know what he means exactly and it's you know more than that it seems clear that gordon doesn't know what he means mm -hmm. now there was that thing where dale asked her do you remember everything right so this is like is this a pre-planned idea that i'll be at the curtain call and then he's yeah. just like okay Hey, this is our plan. I'll see you there. You know? Why doesn't Gordon know? Wasn't he in on the meetings? Like, why he was? I don't think he knows. It's like it's like Cooper had meetings with Diane, and then he also like he had some ideas with Diane that has something to do with her pre Nido. I think, uh, in, like incarnation, mm -hmm. and then it, and then he had some ideas with with Gordon and. Um, and major briggs that were different <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like it's really the story of a man with too many plans it's like he's got like 15 plans out of nowhere yeah you know and it's like when did you have time to make all these plans yeah yeah exactly exactly that's that that's one aspect of the story that i'm that i'm confused about um because uh because, yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to say about the, you know, the original, uh, you know, part two Laura Palmer scene and the idea that he he didn't have the plan yet at that point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like his time after that is like largely accounted for, you know, so it's just like at w at, during that time, was he just thinking in his mind about plans? Like while he was Dougie the whole time, was he thinking about plans? Because as soon as he wakes up as Cooper, it seems like he's already got his plans, mm -hmm. you know. So, but but then it's like, when did he get his plans? Like, well, there's there's some there's some plans from his time before going into the Black Lodge with Gordon and, and the Judy stuff. The yeah, Judy, there's the Judy plans. Yeah, I guess right. that's it. There's the Judy plans and there's the Laura plans. Yeah, the and Laura plans are the new stuff, I guess. The Laura plans are the Black Lodge are from the Black Lodge. Yeah. And yet they're connected, they're connected. somehow mm -hmm. in some way that 
we're left to try to understand. So another connection here in terms of when this was sort of started is the idea that Laura is the one. Right. Um, so I think when that idea gets introduced, um, that's supposed to drive something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that should tie in with, like, the Lorb, mm-hmm. you know? And the Lorb, like, does make a kind of explicit connection, seemingly, between Laura and Judy. Um, the fact that the fact that the Lorb was a direct response to something that I think Judy did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, seemingly Bob, but, like, now it sort of seems like it wasn't necessarily about Bob or maybe it was about Bob, but it's not anymore. Cause he's dead. I don't know. I don't know exactly how Bob fits in. Um, they didn't clarify that, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly they're supposed to be, but again, this is like, this is all in Christopher Nolan's like twin peaks. Like this is the kind of thing where like Laura being the one would have a clear context and meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh as for like what the consequences that, that that has for the story and and what it means for the character you know that's the kind of thing you you typically explain in a story um <laughs> and so <laughs> that's the weird thing yeah, but about then you'd it, get it that even she doesn't know that's the problem know? then you would understand everything <laughs> right of course of course. I mean, you, yeah, they, they don't want to do that, obviously. But yeah, I mean, if that's you, our challenge, you know. If you we just want the audience to understand everything, then why are you making a movie? Like, why right. are you filmmaking? <laughs> right. Right. Well, good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then now I think about it, it's uh, the log lady who tells Hawk that Laura's the one. Yep. So, and it was also something... in one of her intros. Oh, re- oh, that's right. That's right. You mentioned that before. Um, yeah. The original for the original show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is even something that Dale hears. Yet it seems to be right. true. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not even yeah. clear what she's talking about. No. No. And it, it doesn't help Hawk a whole lot. No. Yeah, I can't even believe that after all that. It's like, oh, that is Cooper. (laughs) I know. Like, seriously? After all of that. Seriously? Uh, And uh, I did hear a few of the podcasts bring up a small loose end that I forgot, which is that there was was still uh, supposedly an extra diary page that's missing. Well, I I didn't forget that when we forgot to talk about it, but I was going to bring that up. You know, people have... uh, connected that to the idea that the new Laura's name is Carrie Page, you know, oh, yeah, right, Page, right. and is, is she the the missing Page? You the know, because she was the missing Page. <laughs> Didn't he literally mean a piece of paper? Come on. Well, <laughs> well. I mean, poetically it works, but it, did the did the page transfigure into a person? I like, think you're on the right tra- track now. I think you're 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 making a lot of rational sense. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but why name her Page? <laughs> it's a little. Why weird. have a missing Page? And do we know what's on that page? Like, what's 
I forgot what's supposed to be. I don't think so. I think that's the thing. Uh, that's why it's a bit of a loose end. I, I don't think we know what's on that page. Why 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 do we know there's a missing page? Because Hawk says there's still a missing page. <laughs> that's just, All right. Well, that's clear. That's basically it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know they found those missing pages, and when he's explaining them, he mentions there's still there's still a page missing because they have the original diary and, and... The, yeah, okay, and the pages they found. So I guess that's I guess that's the missing thing. Mm-hmm. Were, the, so the, just... were those pages about Bob? Uh, and, and Laura's dream of day of uh, you know Dale is in the lodge. Uh, yeah 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 exactly. or was it the whole diary the secret diary was that all about bob pretty much i mean and she, and she didn't talk about bob I, in her did she talk about bob in the fake real diary i think not i think not okay that's I think right because that harold right wasn't harold like write it down yes okay exactly yeah yeah harold told her to write it down and i guess i guess she was i think I think she was hiding it to try to hide it from Bob. And I, I guess that's kind of the catalyst for certain events in Fire Walk With Me that Bob discovers the diary. And mm-hmm. that's what, uh, you know, that's where that's where the pages get torn out. And... Yeah. And that's where he you realized it was me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I always thought you knew it was me. Yeah. I what never. What the fuck did I... you just say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought I always thought you knew it was me, and then I never thought you knew, never it, was thought you knew it was me. Both don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah, a one-two punch of complete like confusion. Mm-hmm. Right at the last it's a moment. Great, it's a great scene. It's a great moment. <laughs> like you thought you understood this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Lynch likes to do that at the end. He's like, just when you thought yeah. you got a handle on things, he, like, switches things up, and it's like, uh, like in Lost Highway, it's like, there's only one Patricia Arquette at the end. It's like, oh, no, I thought I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It's like throwing you, like, okay. So he was on the intercom. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? And, and that... clearly whatever he's telling him isn't going to help, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't. Not. <laughs> yeah, he heard it. It didn't seem to matter. He just kind of asked about it a couple times. It's again like this thing with on Twin Peaks where characters hear important information, but they don't have the context to understand what it means until yeah. like a later time when it's too late. <laughs> right, right. So it's like the whispers where it's like, I hear this, but I don't know the context, so I can't really do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is that is similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> you know, I don't know. Any other thoughts about this uh, little Black Lodge segment? Exit Again, we've thing? just listed a string of strange things and we couldn't connect them together. <laughs> this um, podcast is gonna have a lot of that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, so long, Black Lodge. Uh, we hardly knew ye. Uh, I guess, uh, 
you know, we'll see you again in season four in five years or whatever. Yep, yep. Um, if you make one. Oh, man. Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean... Yeah, there's no mic for there's no mic for Cooper at the end. You yeah, know? and they made spent they... all that time like giving Dougie help, helping him yep. with like buying pie and shit, and giving dreams to the Mitchum brothers, and like healing wounds. And it's yeah. like he's doing all this shit to protect Dougie, and now when it really counts, we don't get a fucking <laughs> word from Mike. Not a word. Oh, man. Classic Mike. It's like, come on, Mike. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you Mike doing? Mike it up, Mike style. It's so weird. It's so weird. He was so constantly there as the deus ex Mike it up. <laughs> you will. Yep. I will. Thank you. <laughs> and now... It's like it's like well hey is the future is the past later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's weird is when Cooper after Cooper has the flashbacks of what Laura whispered to him and she flies away, he goes back to um, he goes back to sort of looking across the room where the previous yeah. two times Mike has appeared and waved him over like yeah. they just cut they don't you don't see Mike again right, right. and then they just cut to Cooper walking into from the other side of the other room um and then they have that shot where because this would be the time where he would go and meet the tree that he did the twice before and yeah. he just sees uh well he comes across leland uh but after he sees leland he just sees like an empty um like an empty room which is i guess sort of where the tree was before mm -hmm. um yeah. which makes me think they're saying oh the tree isn't here either yeah. So Mike's not there. Laura's not there. Mike's not there. The tree's not there. Yeah. Only Leland's here. <laughs> yeah. Lamest party ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know what we're supposed to think about the fact that those people are gone now. Um, it's almost like Laura is responsible for them being there or something. You know, now that Laura's gone, it's like this trickling... Uh, effect mm -hmm. and the fact that leland there almost yeah. suggests that laura god why yeah. is leland there <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah Ugh. it's a tough one and he never comes back to answering the tree's question is you know what is no. the story no, they cut from there, and so we, yeah, there's no follow-up at all. Yeah, so I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Now, I also read that at a certain point, his FBI pin is upside down. Like, maybe after he crosses over or something, have you heard that? Oh, no, or I did hear something about the pin, but I didn't remember it being upside down. Yeah, I heard some some idea of him being a different person or something. Right. I haven't, I haven't seen the, watched the scenes, but yeah, 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 I'll yeah. Look for that, that makes sense. Um. All right. Well, I have nothing that will okay. solve this, but yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe as we go on, we can revisit this if if somehow it, it helps. Uh... <laughs> mm hmm. But uh, yeah, all right. So should we go to the next scene here? Yeah. 
All right, so we go to, uh, we're on the road with Cooper and Diane driving down, um, uh, it's a desert road in daytime. Uh, kind of looks like where evil, where Mr. C had his uh, wreck. Uh, that's what it reminded like that. me of. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's actually supposed to be the same place or they just kind of, maybe they filmed it in the same place. I don't know. Oh maybe God, Mr. C was trying place. to cross over. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Is that why he was going west? That's why he was going west when he was driving east. Because <laughs> of the crossover. Because he crossed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and disturbing. And yeah, that's weird. Um, so uh, Diane um, asks if Cooper is sure he wants to do this. Uh, she says, you don't know what it's going to be like once we... But Cooper says he knows. Um, and he says almost exactly 430 miles. Eventually they arrive at 430 miles. Diane asks Cooper to think about it. Cooper gets out of the car. We hear some, uh, electricity. Cooper gets back in the car. He says, this is the place. And then he says, kiss me. Once we cross, it could all be different. And also you obey my commands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she does and then she says let's go and he starts driving forward and we hear some electricity and lights flash and suddenly they're driving at night all right well that happened it i did. was i was thinking are they driving in an old car because i'm like why are they driving in this old car and then later his car changes into mm-hmm. the like normal uh fbi type fbi black sedan thing yeah are they driving an old car to fit in with the past or something because yeah is this the past (laughs) i don't know um i mean how could he meet diane at the curtain how did she get to the past you know, no, 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 like no that they're, that they're going that they're going to the past when they cross over. Oh, oh, they're trying to blend in with the with the past that they're going yeah, to. Yeah, so that's why they I get see. instead of driving in a new car going to the past and okay. standing out, like they're gonna drive in an old car and go to the yeah. past to blend in. And then that would suggest that, that time changes when he wakes up. So when he when see, he wakes up and, and the hotel is different, it's like time changed. Oh, is that the idea? Like, that's why the hotel has a second story now, because over time they added a second story. Maybe. I mean, that's interesting. Okay, so, but there's still this thing where... No, it solves everything. Nope, answers. Nope, no more, nothing. So, like, there's a lot of validity to what you're saying, which is why, like, I have to say these things, which is, like, okay, so, so, um... Uh, like my understanding of what was happening here is that they were they were kind of like crossing universes or timelines, but not mm-hmm. necessarily like hardcore time traveling. I agree. That was, um, that's my original idea too. But it is it is worth noting that his final line is "What year is it?" Mm-hmm. And yep. you're mm-hmm. right that this car, you know, being clearly dated, and the fact that it changes overnight, like that does kind of seem like maybe it indicates that some kind of time travel is going on here. But uh, the thing I don't understand is like, what is the deal with this 430 thing? 
why, why, you know, and the Richard and Linda, like, changing identities, why would time travel change their identities? You know, there's no reason why it should need mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, <laughs> Philip Jeffries, right, was the one who uh, originally, like, sent Cooper back to, like, a specific date, you know, just mm -hmm. by asking. And it's sort of like, is it just like, there's just different ways, but, like, why doesn't he just go see Philip Jeffries again? You know, like, why is it this, like, car 430 miles thing? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what's that about? Like, <laughs> you know, well, is I'm it... I'm going to answer your questions in reverse order. Okay. Yes, no, <laughs> maybe, uh, 12, and uh, because kittens have claws. <laughs> um, no. Um, yeah, where to begin? I don't, I don't even know where to start. I forgot all your questions. <laughs> I, I'm really just, I'm really just trying to reconcile the idea of universe hopping with the mm -hmm. idea of time travel and this like 430 miles thing versus the Phil Jeffries thing. You know what I mean? Like, how does yeah. this all fit together? Is there any collaboration? You know, so the giant says the 430 thing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Phil Jeffries and Mike, are they, you know what I mean? There's nothing to tie them together, really, um, with the giant. And so it's sort of like, is the giant trying to accomplish something different? Is the giant sending the giant them after Judy? showed Andy the image of the sixth telephone pole from Odessa. Yeah. So that's an evidence yeah. he knows about that storyline. True, true. Uh, at least um, our timeline. Yeah, I, I think it is muddled. Like the this idea, uh, conflated this idea of time travel and, and different universes. Because you can go to different universes, but sort of stay in the same time. Uh, and then you can time travel, but within the same universe. So I think that's yeah. what Cooper does originally uh, from Philip Jeffries is he gets the, the he you know, Philip Jeffries unlocks some portal to the past and then Mike sends Cooper through. But I think yeah. they're in the same timeline, you know. Um, right. You know, the sort of alpha universe. Uh, and then when Cooper saves Laura, he's, he's sort of creating a new timeline, but still in the alpha universe. Um, and then when, when Cooper goes and loses Laura, goes into the black lodge, comes out in the curtain call. I think that's in the future of this, of, of timeline two of the alpha universe. We need mm -hmm. a diagram. Um, and then I think when he crosses over, this I, is the primer part, this is, yeah, I think when he crosses over, uh, Abe One shows up, and he, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Abe One. Abe One was the worst. Um, when he crosses over, I think he expects to be, well, because of the, the old car suggests he expects to be in the, in the, you know, beta universe, the second universe, but in the past, now I don't know why he thinks that. There, I originally thought he expected to to just cross over in the beta universe in 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 2017, which seems like what happens when he when he finds the older Laura in Odessa, right? That seems to be where he is, and that and that that's why he says, "What year is it?" Because he expected to be in the beta universe uh, in the past, um, but I don't know why he wants to go to the past. And yeah, and know, how far in the past is this? Is this supposed to be a late '80s car? No, I mean this is like a this is like a '60s car. 
Yeah, that's so. That's what's weird. Like, if he's if it's the if it's the sixties, mm-hmm. then why is Sarah Palmer supposed to be there? Yeah, you know, at yeah. the house, like that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then we have a, a a problem with the hotel changing. So that I don't know what that does with my uh, structure here of the Alpha and Beta universes. <laughs> Yeah, why did the hotel change, and 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 what did the hotel change change? Oh no, <laughs> change change change. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, oh god, this is this is such a horrible couple of scenes here. He <laughs> just muddled things up. Um. But, you know, what makes it worse is they seem to have some idea of what's going to happen to them when they cross over. Uh, they seem, they know where to cross over. I don't know why he knows 430 is miles. And right. He seems to sort of just know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he seems that to goes know that back he can to just like drive. The plants he knows stuff about. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like you can just drive there, which is interesting, which calls into question, is that true for the original world? Like, where they're just places where you mm-hmm. can drive and you just cross over and yeah, that's really weird. Because mm-hmm. like this isn't, I mean, this is just like some highway or something, right? I mean, it's not. It's like a two lane highway. Like anyone could drive here, right? Accidentally, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and whoops, we cross universe. Is that really what happens? Yeah, are people just crossing universes all the time, and they just are. There's this like psychological effect where you just mm-hmm. kind of don't notice, and you just become a different person, and you Yikes. don't really understand. Yikes! You know, or is it that it was a certain time of day? A certain date that was important for this four thirty, um, you know, was this a one shot deal? Like they have to cross now, and the portal's closed, or yeah, it's not clear at all. Clear, no. not clear at all. No, uh, but yeah, the fact that you know they seem to know what's going on. I guess this goes back to when he asked her, "Do you remember everything?" Um, yeah, but she, she, it's interesting. We talked about it before, but she's she's sort of reluctant to do this the whole time. Yeah, she goes along with it, but it's clear that she's not focused on the same goal. Yeah, um, how much does she even know about what he's trying to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not clear. Uh, obviously, she knew enough to meet him there. She seems to have some idea of, you know, they're going to go through some portal and emerge in some kind of different place. And it's things are going to be different, maybe, or who knows? Like, she has some idea of, of that. Um, I don't even know why Diane is a love interest in the last minute where it won't count. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's weird. Reluctant I, love interest. Yeah, a little too reluctant. <laughs> for my taste, but, uh, yeah, um... Uh, I mean, even if she was into it, it would be weird, mm-hmm. you know, um, for like for specific story reasons, the whole rape thing. But also because, you know, um, based on the original series and that's all there was. Right. Because like no matter what his crazy plans were or whatever, um, you know, there's no time for him to develop a relationship with Diane between the original series and now, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't see her again, I think, until the, uh, the sheriff station, you know, and I don't think he could have seen her the entire time he was in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. So 
the last time he saw her, I mean, for all we know, could have been, you know, something close to that that missing piece <laughs> from Fire Walk With Me. Where he opens the door and he's like standing yeah. in the doorway talking to Diane off screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only scene we have of that's the, of when they fell in love <laughs> in like real life. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it's like, really? Does that count? Like, seriously? So, yeah. Yeah, to me, that's a huge question for this finale. Is is where did that relationship come from? Why are we getting that? I mean, it's... it's... What about Annie? I mean, the whole time when he's, like, going after Annie, he doesn't mention that, oh, oh, man. of my life is, you know... Yeah. Yeah. It's like... It's like he acts like I mean, he acts like the last one for him was Caroline, mm-hmm. you know, yep. like there's no indication of this whatsoever. No. So it's just like, I mean, this just feels well, like that's a, a good point. It, it, that's a good point. Considering he had this whole thing with Caroline. When when was this Diane thing supposed to happen? Exactly. Even, even that takes up some some of his like time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, he clearly says that at a certain point that like, it's been long enough, you know, however long ago that ha- it was years ago, mm-hmm. you know, when the Caroline incident happened with Wyndham Earl and, uh, and he's like, you know, it's finally time to, to try again. You know, I haven't, the implication is he hasn't been with anyone since then. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it's like. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're just. They've they've somehow ridden Annie out of the story completely. Yep. And they've also somehow ruined the Caroline thing. <laughs> yep. yep. Like simultaneously. And they ruined the Diane thing. I mean, it, yeah. it completely calls, it throws off his whole relationship with Diane in terms of recording the tapes. You know, yeah. it seems it seemed very platonic. He talks about Annie in the yeah. tapes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, are we like, supposed to think fuck? that there's like a heartbroken Diane having to listen to these tapes and yeah. transcribe it through her tears as she listens to the the love of her life talk about yeah. how much he loves somebody else? Yeah, like, yeah, he talked about Audrey at a certain point. It's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing if you really if you really have such feelings for Diane? That's but... where. That's why it seems raw it seems artificial it seems like the point is it's not real or something i don't understand it but then why not you know like yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i mean like why you know what i mean i mean just like where does that come from then like Mm -hmm. is it is it supposed to be that like he like he's manufacturing it like he's making it real you know like he's like he's um, wishing it to be like, you know, that idea of him telling Diane, I'll see you at the curtain call. And she's just there yeah. ready for him. It's like he, he made that happen. You know, now, now if, if he realized reality is a dream, is, is he just able to control things now? And that's why he sort of has this sort of like weird control over Diane where he's like, kiss me. And she's like, mm-hmm. I guess I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why wouldn't he imagine a Diane who's in love with him for real? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, seems like but, that would be better. Yeah, but but yeah, I don't I don't know if that's how we're supposed to take it. You know, everything after, um, you know, the Cooper Cooper's head being overlaid on the screen is that supposed to be okay? He knows reality is a dream, and he's just gonna create this reality where Diane is the love of his life, and she's with him on this ride. Yet, 
she will eventually go away as well. Yeah. Uh, for some other reason. Him and yeah, mm-hmm. like it's uh Yeah, it's, is that the point that he wants something he he can't have? And the same thing with Laura, mm-hmm. like he's trying to save someone he can't save. Yeah. Uh, is that the point? Like, Diane can never really love him, although he wants her to. Uh, God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels like there's also something in the idea that Diane is Janie E's sister, which mm-hmm. I'm still not 100% true, sure if that's true or not, but I'm going to assume that it is true um, until further notice uh, that there's something something they're trying to say about the fact that you know Mm -hmm. cooper sort of ends up with her um jde i mean well even the fact that mr c would target uh diane's sister to be the person who marries dougie or however that happens yeah seems 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 relevant yeah 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 but there's some kind there's uh, they're suggesting some kind of weird cosmic connection there Mm mm-hmm um between between cooper and diane um and that even like the fake version of cooper has to end up with someone related to diane yeah um, in some weird way so it just it builds up that idea that is nowhere present (laughs) in earlier stuff Mm -hmm. um it's it's all here and and you know even tulpa diane uh never really suggested anything along those lines now i guess there's no reason for her to but well her whole last death like uh eulogy to herself basically uh you know her whole last story about what happened with mr c she 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 made it clear that cooper that was like their first kiss or whatever or no they had kissed once before right yeah but this was like their second kiss or something yeah um so it wasn't even like you know we were madly in love for 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 years. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I guess what that says is before this, they kissed once. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which is so bizarre. Why are, you, why are you Roman and Juliet all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, that's it's a bit much. It's yeah. a bit much. It's bizarre um, because I do think a lot of the stuff she said is supposed to be true, even mm-hmm. though she's a tulpa. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I think. I think we are supposed to take that as being true. And so, yeah, that's, they even wrote it in there. Like, you know, wasn't like, oh, we had a thing for years, you know, and, and after not seeing him for like five years or whatever, I was so, you know, you know, I was... and it, and it, and it, to add another thread to this, it, it makes me think of the whole thing with Chantal. You know, throwing herself at Mr. C. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He had to rape Diane. You know, we talked about the right. idea of like this dark attraction that people, that women, yeah. have or something to him or yeah. whatever. And it's like, is that true? Or you know, because Diane, like from one kiss, realized he was evil, basically, yeah. and was afraid of him. And then he, yeah. you know, it wasn't like she kissed him and then was like, I have a spell came over me and. I knew he was evil, mm-hmm. but I couldn't resist myself. Right, you know, right. I was drawn, you know, so it's like, is, yeah, is, no. is Diane good, therefore she's not attracted to his darkness, and Chantal is mm-hmm. bad, therefore she is? Yeah. You know, like, it's it's unclear why he has to force himself on some people, and some people yeah. don't. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, it does seem like maybe something along those lines is supposed to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would think like if we're really talking like super serious evil here, um, I would, I would think even Chantal would pick up on that and be disturbed by it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's sure, you know, she's kind of a professional criminal assassin or whatever. But mm-hmm. from her scenes, I didn't get the sense that she was anything like, you know, evil incarnate. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she seems to have, like, she a lot of bad, human not qualities. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I would think, I mean, I would think even Chantal would be like, something's wrong with that guy. Well, maybe that's, maybe Mr. C's just bad. Maybe he's not evil. He's just bad. And Bob is the evil. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and the the smile did make me think like Bob was in control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that time, you know. Maybe and that's I guess... the difference. Maybe maybe Bob raped her yeah. the same way that Bob sort of through Leland raped Laura. Yeah, and that's sort of the connection yeah. that they're making. Uh, yeah, and and, with, and when it, uh, when Bob Chantal, it's just Mr. C. It's just Mr. C, and it's not as. Yeah. It's not as bad. Because Chantal should be freaked out if she sees that smile. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling they, they never saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about the guy in Carrie's apartment. Why he's got <laughs> Oh, a, yeah. He looks like he had a bob in him. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, good point um we'll get to that soon i'm sure so anything else about 430 driving stuff yeah tons okay but you know nothing that we haven't just said um okay but i do think it's an interesting idea that they were trying to blend in with the past i yeah. do think it's an interesting idea that that's why the motel changes because there was a, a time change Mm-hmm. And not a rea- not necessarily, a, you know, not a reality change. So they didn't. And Cooper like... was not aware of it somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and it's sort of only at the end that he realizes that maybe some kind of time change has happened. Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, it makes sense, right? I mean, now it should have been an '80s car. That would have been a better idea that he's going to go back to the '80s where he lost Laura yeah. and like try to save her, but. Yeah. But it it looks like a I mean I'm not a car expert, but it looks more like a '60s car to me. Yeah, um, I agree. Just that older style. Yeah, maybe '50s, but um, yeah, which makes me think: Is he trying to go back to like the '50s time period? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the the little girl, you know, who yeah, had the frog mouth and like You're gonna go see frog mouth. I mean, she's the little girl who lived down the lane, right? So oh God. is it like, yeah, it is her story and I got to go wake her up because she's mm-hmm. dreaming this. But of course he doesn't do all that. Right. Um, you know, and and the next thing after the hotel is he sees Judy's and he's like, oh yeah, this is, and it's not even that he was driving to Judy's. You no. know what I mean? That's God. It's, it's so weird. Every single beat is more confusing. <laughs> Because he's not like, oh, I'm going to go to Odessa. He knows he needs to go to Odessa, so that's the thing he knows. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that he needs to go to Judy's Diner. Right. <laughs> but he, when he, he sees, sees Judy's it. Diner, he knows that Laura's going to be a waitress there. Yep, yep. There you go. There's so, the yep, There's the jump. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, it's bizarre. It doesn't uh -huh. make any sense. Like, how could you know the one thing and not the other thing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or is it that he knows she's going to be a waitress at a diner? And then he sees Judy's and he's like, well, there's a diner that named Judy. She's got to be here. It's just an intuition thing. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Um, oh, man. I'll just mention, uh, I just happened to be looking at this scene at, at the diner. When Cooper walks in, um, there's a, there's like some uh, columns, you know, holding up the roof. So it doesn't mm -hmm. come in. Um, and there's like a, there's a black hat on one of the columns. Uh, I just want to mention that since this is a scene where this is sort of the darker Cooper, uh, where he's sort of mm -hmm. weird, he sort of walks right into a black hat, black cowboy hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So to pull up that trope of the black cat, dark, yeah. darker character. It is like that's... a weird scene from a Western or yeah, something. It's a, it yeah, something. It, and even the way he walks in, like it's like he walks into the saloon and yeah. sort of looks at all the, the, the people and makes his surveillance of the joint and then he goes to sit, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, yeah, we can move to the next thing. I mean, you know, we're not going to know anything more. <laughs> uh okay yeah i agree um okay so um cooper and diane arrive at a motel cooper gets out and goes into the office uh i guess to get a room diane sees herself standing by a brick pillar outside oh, the motel no. office yeah uh that happened then um uh, Cooper comes out and the other Diane is gone. Cooper comes over to the car. Uh, Diane gets out and they enter room seven. Diane turns on the light and Cooper says, turn it off. <laughs> Diane asks, <laughs> she does, of course. Diane asks, what do we do now? Cooper says, you come over here to me. <laughs> like, he's, how about I leave? He's Christian Bell in The Dark Knight. Is that is that what's happening? <laughs> I'll get you, Where Joker. Is Rachel? Where is she? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> She's at the place that I'm not going to tell you the address of. She's in the other place. God damn it. Um. So Diane comes over. Cooper says, Diane... Just to, uh, again, like, establish, she's, he's still calling her Diane at this point. Yeah, it was very helpful to know that. Yeah, I agree. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make note of that. Um, so then they kiss, and we cut to the infamous sex scene. Uh, Diane is on top. Diane looks up a lot. Um, Diane then sort of grabs Cooper's face and starts putting her hands over his face. Mm -hmm. And she looks up some more. And then she completely covers his face, and then she cries, and then she looks up again. Ugh. Classic so, yeah. sex. <laughs> yeah. Textbook sex. <laughs> what textbook are you reading? Yeah, it's like uh, the birds and the bees. It's mostly looking up and crying. <laughs> if you're doing it right, that is. You gotta cover the face, or cover it won't the work. Face. <laughs> yep. 
And then the female covers the male's face. <laughs> and sex is achieved. <laughs> <laughs> Reality may or may not change in the process. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this was uh, a lot of a series of unfortunate Handful. incidents, I swear. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, we've been talking about this hotel change we talked about before the second Diane. I, I still kind of hold my theory that because she wasn't surprised to see this Diane, that it was um, more her, her uh, sort of depiction of her mental state that she is sort of leaving uh, a version of herself behind. I mean, this is sort of foreshadowing for the idea she's going to literally become another person. So yeah. I think that idea holds pretty well for me. That that's okay. that's what that's about. I don't want to complicate it by saying, "Oh, there's a second Diane out there doing stuff." Well, yeah, um, uh, okay, yeah. Fair so enough. that's why I think it's sort of in this last moment. Like I said before, she's she's reluctant to get out of the car when he's at the door. You know, kind of um, symbolic. Yeah, so I think it's the idea that she's like leaving. She knows she's leaving something behind, and you know, not necessarily knowing. Or maybe, well, maybe she knows, but not necessarily knowing it's, she's literally leaving her entire identity behind, but it could be that too, that she knows she won't be Diane after yeah. a while. I mean, it's such an eternal romance. You think it would transcend like universes and identities, right? Well, I mean, listen, you know, Juliet dumped Romeo when he became a different person. So <laughs> wait, did I, re is that right? Did I read the right play? <laughs> <laughs> your name is greg now <laughs> you aren't da, da, you're not romeo <laughs> <laughs> my love for you is like the clouds and hath dissipated <laughs> um yeah i mean there's something there you know this idea of cooper sort of losing this sort of symbol of his love interest very quickly after getting her back yeah um, there's something and there's something to she starts off as nido and then transitions into another identity as diane and then yeah. she's diane and transitions into another identity as linda yeah right you know there's that there's something happening there. <laughs> it seems like it seems like this is an indication that something's already wrong did did Cooper go to sleep and he lost the dream that he created? You know, this dream where Diane was there with him on this journey. Mm -hmm. Like he lost Maybe. it in. But but the sleep. notes there, you know. Well, but that's the thing. He like... he wakes up to a new reality though, where yeah. the notes there, but she's gone. Right. So did he? Yeah, did he dream a new world where you know, or is it just the future now? And if it is the future now, how did the note get there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did she? Did she? Did she leave the note? Oh God, yeah. Mm -hmm. now, no, now, you, now you couldn't solve that. That's a when the note was left is quantum physics. I mean, oh, you God. can't. You can't. It's Rosinger's note leaving. <laughs> <laughs> It's in some indiscriminate time between the reality changing. It can't be before and it can't be after. Because if it's before, you know, when she's there, then why? how did the note get to the future? And right. if it's after, when the reality has changed, it's like, well, how did she get to the past? You know, Or did she time travel too? Is she out there being Linda somewhere? 
That's what I was going to say. I feel like that's that seems like the most reasonable possibility that she traveled with him. Okay. And okay. left the note there in the future. In the future. Okay. Because she wakes up too and she's like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Linda now. I'm okay. Linda now. Gotta go. Gotta I don't go. know who, I don't know you. Yeah. I love that light though. I, I remember when they got into the room and I originally saw this and they got into the room and I'm like, okay, it's interesting. It's dark. And, you know, mm-hmm. the normal thing you do is turn the light. And as soon as the light came on and it was like insanely bright. I was like, oh, okay, he's going to put that off. They're yeah, not going to yeah. have a scene with this awful lighting. And I feel <laughs> like, yeah, bad. they made the lighting so bad to have a reason to turn it back off. Yeah. I mean, a little bit comes off like they're hiding out from people, so leave the light yeah. off so no one knows we're in this room. But it's also like right. it's such an awful light <laughs> that there's no yeah. way they're going to have a scene with this light on. Yeah. It's like the worst um and then he's like come over here like that's what we're gonna do now yeah yeah it's like really we just like crossed universes and (laughs) not really in the mood (laughs) are you sure like this is the time (laughs) yeah yeah it wasn't a question it wasn't it literally was was an order yeah (laughs) yeah you're your consent is not required. No, clearly. Leave your consent at the door. Yeah, it's so it's so disturbing. It's yeah, so disturbing to put think... Cooper in that position. It's bad enough that his doppelganger did that stuff. Well, that's the thing, you know. The fact that we had so little of our good Dale in season three. Yeah. And even when he came back after being Dougie, he is often not the regular good Dale. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know what that means. Yeah. It was really just a few scenes where he really did Mm -hmm. seem like the original Cooper. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would say as soon as, as soon as his face appears on the screen, that's That's, when the weird shit started happening. Everything was fine until that face walked in the room. Yeah. And took up the whole screen. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's weird that he doesn't talk to Laura more, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't say shit to her. Uh-uh. And it's like, you just show up, like, he doesn't ask. He doesn't ask if she wants to be saved. No. Uh, you know, there's no consent. I'm just going to save you. It's very, not. you know, patriarchal. Uh, just like, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> telling a woman to smile or something. It's like yeah. making a woman get saved or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very weird. It is. The, yeah, and it, and... again, it characterizes almost all of his interactions after the whole Mister C's dead thing. I mean, as soon yeah. as he sees, you know, Diane transforms, uh, or Nido transforms into Diane, the first thing it's like, "I'm kiss yep. me," yeah. You know? And it's like they, like I said before, they kind of get saved because of the whole kiss relating to the identity of cooper and diane that's how she knew so it's yeah, like okay so. great this makes sense thematically have that symmetry here where she can identify that this is him for real pay attention hawk you know this is the real cooper here yeah. uh, but then but then you know later you know in the car when they cross over and um yeah i don't know and the fact that she's just generally reluctant anyway you know, the rest of the time, except for her, like, showing up at the curtain call. Yeah. You know, uh, she's sort of just reluctant 
on every part of the story. Yeah. And he's not a, he he doesn't he discounts it at yeah. every turn. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like, oh, are you sure? Uh, yeah, you're right, Diane. Let's talk about this. He's he like, doesn't no. try to convince her. Yeah, he doesn't exactly, like yeah. mm-hmm. give any sort of explanation or like, here's why we have to do this. You know, mm-hmm. this is why I asked you. Like, you don't have to come if you don't want to. Yeah. You know, something like that mm-hmm. characters normally say in these yep. situations. It's like, no. <laughs> you're coming and you're going to do what I say. It's just like, it's just weird to have this be our hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to go so long without him this entire time. Yeah. 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 And then we're stuck with this, this version mm-hmm. that is like, I mean, he's more proactive than Dougie, yeah. but you know, uh, he seems, uh, worse in certain ways. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know just on a you know sort of moral level yeah you know uh which is uh weird it's sort of like i thought with mr c we didn't have to deal with bad coopers anymore mm-hmm. um so it's uh yeah <sighs> uh, okay so i mean you know we get this big sex scene and like, clearly, I mean, they spend a lot of time on it. It goes on for a good amount of screen time. Uh, you know, we get this music that, that cuts out, um, and comes back and, uh, there's, there's this face covering and, and the crying and it's like, what's going on there? You know, is Mm -hmm. it, is it memories? Is it, is it the Mr. C rape stuff? Is it, his new identity and how he's acting now. Is it, is it all three? Is it something else? (laughs) It's like, what's going on? The focus here is really all on Diane. You know what I mean? Like, it's really like, she's covering his face at a certain point. And like, he's definitely looking weird, but like most of the shots here are focusing on Diane's reaction to this. And so it makes me think this is, you know, it's in some way explaining why she's going to leave. Yes. Uh, and and I mean, I guess I guess we can go to what the note says. Um, you know, that's uh, uh, in the next scene here. Uh, uh, Dear Richard, when you read this, I'll be gone. Please don't try to find me. I don't recognize you anymore. Whatever it was we had together is over, Linda. <laughs> nice and to the point, that Linda. It's so, it's so concise and vague and like generic in a way that like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I I still don't know. I still don't know what, what to think about this. So this sex scene here. In terms of how to view this in the overall story, it comes off to me, you know, going back again to Lost Highway as the climax scene, uh, I guess pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when well. Balthazar, Getty, and Patricia Arquette have sex at the end, and he transforms back into Bill Pullman, I I, I feel like it's a similar thing here. There's a sense of of, of sex leading to this transformation, this sort of uh, culmination. It's like uh, the sense of identity, you know, the fact that she's covering his face, uh, and sort of you know seems to suggest this identity change and. There's also this idea of, you know, when when Bob would smile through Mr. C, you know, his face would kind of stretch 
there's also this idea that comes across to me that she's she's trying to find that in his face almost like mm-hmm. she's almost trying to stretch his face out to see if she you know it's kind of like when Nido you know like touches his face or something or when yeah. you're using your hands to identify someone's face you know it's kind of right. like that where she's sort of searching in his face for the evil or something yeah that's a, that's sort of a thing that it comes off as to me um but yeah it seems to, it seems like this is the moment that ha- it happens you know like somehow yeah. she realizes in this moment that he's not who he's supposed to be and you know it's interesting that the note doesn't say that she's changed or something um yeah you know, uh but so i don't know i don't know why this is here um yeah so in lost highway i think the thing that um you know not to say i understand the whole movie but in terms of that sex scene and like my understanding of it you know the the ending of it is I want you, I want you, I want you, you'll mm-hmm. never have me. Mm-hmm. And then she gets up, and then that's when he turns into Bill Pullman. Yeah. And so that felt to me like there's a logic there, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. from from what she says to that causing, you know, you'll never have me is like, in a way, like kind of a reference to the fact that you've changed into another person, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, but you're, you know, you, you know, you're still pursuing me and, and it's, it's still not going to work. Yeah. Um, and so it sort of, it sort of made sense, like in a, in as much as, mm-hmm. uh, last well, time it's, it made it's sense. the same. I think it's a very similar construct, right? Because there's this idea that after she tells him that it's like, it's almost like she's saying, Hey, you can drop the facade. This reality you created is not going to help you achieve your goal. Right. And what does he do? He sort of drops it and becomes his original self. And there's a sense of this happening with Diane where in this sex scene where it's clear he's not who she expects him to be, she disappears after that. You know, it's almost like the facade gets dropped and it's just Cooper on his plan to save Laura instead of, you know, being with Diane. So it's almost like she goes away instead of the opposite, you know, but but there's this idea of like identities changing, you know, he becomes Richard or something, but is still sort of himself but he but he you know i think it's also important that his car is like his fbi car later and not just some random car so it's almost like his uh identity as dale cooper is sort of reinforced here um yeah yeah so even as they're saying like i I don't recognize you anymore and calling Mm -hmm. him by a different name exactly yeah uh that's a weird thing to put together (laughs) um yeah yeah just gonna say it it is um like you're different you've never been more yourself that's why you're different (laughs) that's almost like that yeah exactly exactly you know how i know you're different because you're the same (laughs) (laughs) and it's also it's almost like that almost works as an idea that that you not changing is the problem you know that and it's kind of the idea here you know the it's weird right it's like she calls him richard which seems like he's changed he's acting like dale which seems like he didn't change but she's leaving him because he's changed yeah and so it's almost like you know i guess it's like because you're not richard i'm leaving or she's saying because you're richard i'm leaving (laughs) right right yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that part's not clear. Uh, did she did she actually forget that they were Cooper and Diane before? Mm-hmm. You know, like, or or is this some weird way of like of like explaining why she's leaving? You or know, are these been... real new identities, or are they? <laughs> you know what I mean? Some kind of weird like assumed thing that they had pre-planned you know like from the giant or something well it shouldn't be pre-planned because cooper didn't understand those words when he read it in the note why not (laughs) i mean holy shit i he was directly told about it i think richard and linda don't don't forget there's the possibility of memory loss right i think there's the idea God that he didn't not remember. memory loss like again. a lot of, as we talked about earlier a lot of important things can be forgotten i love uh, it he, he's got like eighty thousand plans uh-huh. off screen uh-huh. he remembers all kinds of shit that people mm-hmm. never told him apparently mm-hmm. but he still remembers it but then he just forgets like well i feel like when he when he reads the God note damn. and he sees richard and linda he forgets he, things we did see he forgets things we totally saw um i think when he's like when he reads the note he's like richard and linda i think he's he i think he forgot that the giant told him that and i think when he sees those words he's so remembering that those names are familiar but i Mm -hmm. don't think he knows i don't think he gets anything out of it more than that i think he's like oh you know it's the same way when um you know jane gives two rides when when jane is like you jane jade sorry is like you can go you can get out now you can go out now and he calls you know he remembers what laura said you can go out now so he's like he's making the connection but it doesn't sort of do yeah. anything more than that right uh, and i feel like that's what this richard and linda thing is is it's some sort of idea that the giant knew this reality was going to be here but it's nothing more than that there's there's sort of not not more to it <laughs> than just that idea uh yeah you know, maybe the the thing that would be more than that is the giant sort of trying to give Cooper an anchor for him to remember there's this idea of other realities or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I'll just reference Richard and Linda so that when you hear it later, you'll remember, like, you're, you're not Richard. <laughs> you're Dale. Right, right. Is that like Gordon remembering the unofficial version or something? Exactly, like yeah. Something like that, yeah. Maybe... Some kind of weird technique. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Um, should I just go ahead and describe the next uh, scene here? Sure. Uh, so I we got a lot of this, but uh, uh, Cooper wakes up alone in, uh, in the motel room. He calls for Diane, but there's no answer. He sits up. He sees a note on the bedside table. Uh, he reads it. This is... Uh, what I just read, dear Richard, when you read this, I'll be gone. Please don't try to find me. I don't recognize you anymore. Whatever it was we had together is over. Linda, see, repeat, uh, Cooper repeats, um, Richard, Linda, outside, uh, we see that the motel has changed. It's two stories now, and the car is parked in a different place, and it's a different car. Uh, it's a newer one. Uh, looks like an FBI car. Uh, so Cooper goes to the car, looks around, and then uh, drives away. Uh, so another thing that uh, occurs to me to mention here is that um, Cooper does not... Uh, I mean, he listens to the note. Like, he doesn't try to find Diane. He doesn't seem 
He doesn't even seem that broken up. You about mean it. the love of his life vanishing into thin air and leaving him a dear Cooper letter? I'm sorry, a dear Richard letter. Um, <laughs> is weird, and he doesn't seem to care anymore. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Far is that for the course. Mean, does that make any sense? He's busy trying to find Laura. <laughs> but why wasn't he doing that before? Or was like, was Diane supposed to come with him to find Laura the next day? Was that the plan? But it's just, it's weird how unperturbed he seems by the fact that Diane's gone. Did Diane ever exist? Did she not? <laughs> I have to wonder, because she disappears and he doesn't seem to care. So, you know, he's basically left a woman, you know, sort of stranded in timelines and realities. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just brought to some new world and off to fend for herself forever now. I mean with some new identity that wasn't her own and he's just okay with that i, I yeah. don't know like to me there, there's got to be some point <laughs> i should say i hope there's some point here that that is suggesting that because because of all the things we just said that should make us reevaluate the nature of diane you know that's what i want to have to be the case is that cooper's you know, starting from her being Nido, like, I feel like it goes wrong there. Like, mm-hmm. is it some idea that Nido was never really Diane or something, and he made Nido into Diane, and then this is, like, her leaving because she wasn't really ever there, uh, so that's why he doesn't care? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just all the things we mentioned, you know, him sort of forcing himself on her, and and her weird reluctance and sort of lack of um, agency as a person, as a character throughout this whole point and is strange. And, uh, you know, the whole identity change um, and then her disappearance. I, I want that to, to sort of make us go, oh, OK, well, then that means that that wasn't originally Diane who was Nido or something. And Cooper knew that, or and he didn't, you know, did he just, did he, like I said, did he make her into Diane with his Black Lodge magic? <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it a delusion he, he chose to believe in and made it real? Or, you know, I just, I don't know how she's a real person, basically. I mean, she said it was her. <laughs> she did say it was her. <laughs> So did the Talpa. <laughs> the Talpa Diane would be like, yeah, I'm Diane. Later she said, I'm not me. <laughs> right, right. Um, I yeah. mean, listen, she did say she was in the sheriff station. Nido was in the sheriff station. Nido turned yeah. to, to Diane. I'm not saying true. that didn't happen. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that does make a connection that's independent of Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, so that... That does seem like it's evidence that there was there's something to the idea that that was that that was Diane the whole time, um, but uh, I get the logic in a way. There's something nice about the idea that Diane didn't exist since that was actually a theory for some time mm-hmm. uh, that Diane was just this persona that he imagined to talk to himself with his tape recorder. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was just a construct basically um that's you know like the original series can function that way yeah where that you just imagine that's what's happening 
Um, you know, except for like a couple moments where he gets he, he has some stuff mailed to him where it's like, well, okay, like if he's got to be sending the tape somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, so it's it's but but then I mean with Gordon and Albert and stuff, I mean they. You know, they seem to know that Diane existed mm-hmm, uh, at mm-hmm. some point. So, yeah, yeah, uh, but true. I guess you weren't necessarily saying Diane never existed. You were just saying that um, that he 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 made her uh, appear. Uh, you know, he made Nido turn into her somehow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't exist in the past. It was almost here's another person he couldn't save. You know, uh, right he didn't really rescue her from her existence, you know, or something yeah. like that. I don't quite buy it, but there's some, something helps thinking about Diane that way. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a logic there, but, um, yeah, I, I do feel that, um, I mean, I guess, I guess it is true in lost highway as well. that somehow like, understanding the story it's helpful to just go back it's to very helpful things like lost highway to try to understand what they could be trying to do but i guess it is true that in lost highway um you know we don't really get a lot on like the original relationship um between bill pullman's character and patricia arquette's character which is sort of the the background of everything that happens uh in the movie you know, you don't you don't really see you know you don't see them meet or or see them really having any sort of uh, you know enjoyable times together. You know, like as soon as you join them, it's already like it's already a mess. Sorry, so um, who's we join? Who? Uh, uh, Bill Pullman and uh, Patricia Arquette's characters in Last Highway. You like in the beginning? You mean? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I guess I'm saying that, like the Cooper Diane romance, like the mm-hmm. the actual romance all happened off screen. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and so uh, it's just. I guess it's weird to do with Twin Peaks because there's history there that's been established, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of clashing with that. But I guess like if if you just forget about if you just forget about the past and you just kind of pick up the story here, then it would sort of work like Lost Highway, mm-hmm. you know, where they just they just kind of pick up at this later stage where it does seem like, you know, in a weird way, like, you know, the the relationship is is damaged or is at least uh, headed towards being damaged. Mm-hmm. Um you know, from early on, like they they don't they don't even really share like a moment that's unambiguously positive. <laughs> and and the Tulpa Diane, you know, they could have laid the ground for this later stuff with, with when Cooper returns and and Diane is rest, uh, saved from Ignito. They could have laid some ground for this relationship if the original if the Tulpa Diane had been like, yeah, Cooper and I loved each other, but you know it never happened, or we had this relationship yeah. to a certain point, and you know what I mean. If she could have said some stuff that would have made us yeah. think, well, this we could take this as truth that they had this backstory, right? You know, the only thing she ever says about Cooper and and any sort of relationship is when Mister C raped her. Mm-hmm. And we go directly from her being yeah. raped by Mr. C to Cooper demanding Diane kiss him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just like, okay, huh? 
Like, yeah. I, oh, that was another question I had. Does he know about that? Does he know that that happened? I feel like he doesn't know that. He was I in the Black too. Lodge when it happened. Yeah. I mean, he knows so much stuff that it, uh, I'm almost like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised in a way if he did know somehow the way he knows all this other stuff. But I also think that there's total logic to the idea that he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Is it's, that supposed to be the difference between the two characters here? Is is she's coming from this place of having been raped by someone who looks like him yeah and now she's in this sex scene with him and he has like no idea because i mean honestly you could you could say it's an allegory for some some weird idea of like you know when when you're in a relationship with someone and you don't know their sexual history or their past trauma or something mm-hmm. and it's like he's with someone and he's making demands of someone and he has no idea how how, how that might be triggering the other person Right. There's a there's a thing there's a sort of theme there for that and I don't know why that's there <laughs> and yeah. what that's supposed to mean to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do feel like um, I do feel like this is uh, an element of drama that is you know missing from the Cooper story, which is uh, you know Cooper uh, finding out about some of the stuff that his doppelganger did and having mm-hmm. to come to terms with the fact that yep. you know he he raped Diane he raped Audrey and had a baby with yep. her yeah um you know that that like grew up and and did horrible things like the all these like real like consequences of his doppelganger being out in the world you know like he, he i i guess he just doesn't even know that it's that like stuff happens. it's it's like it doesn't matter because he's leaving that reality right you know we talked about that before where he's saying goodbye to this entire reality but, but he like. makes dougie so he clearly still well, cares but, about but it to he, some extent he, he cares about sunny jim and janie e in terms of them you know being left whole from this encounter uh but he's not going to be in that reality so it's like he doesn't really need to know the details of all the stuff mr c did you know but you know stuff like the box like i'm curious what he would think the box was about or that Mm -hmm. if he'd be surprised to learn mr c had something to do with the box you know yeah 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 i mean he was there and like uh, did judy follow him there like mm-hmm. what what happened there i mean if he's looking for judy like does he you know... understand that judy is mother did he put that together if that's yeah true? <laughs> yeah that's a good point and like yeah i mean the the you know the thing that happened there i mean he never finds out i mean i, I don't know does it just that not matter it's just i no, i would think I like I get the idea that he doesn't want to just leave them, but I I just I would think at the very least he would be, you know, concerned with these other people that supposedly he would also care about, you know, just mm-hmm. in terms of like how they're doing, like like you know, like Audrey for example, <laughs> you know. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree that he he should be interested in like what happens with them, but yeah, yeah. It's just like all right, hey. Everybody who's here, Listen, especially the Candy, one. Mandy, Sandy, and... Yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to see you all again, especially these three people I've never seen before. Especially Mandy and Sandy, because mm-hmm. you two never Such great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what to make of that whole idea of him just leaving. I mean, the whole part, uh, 
that whole part of 17 is just riddled with problems around yeah. that time of him seeing Nido and his face overlays and he says goodbye and then the world turns the, the lights go out in the world and he's he, yeah. he fucking flies through space time and <laughs> finds Mike and Mike's like you're a magician now and I'm like what mm-hmm. um so uh yeah yeah the magician longs to see he's longing to see yeah yeah that's where he ends up uh yeah yeah no i agree i i mean that's where the story really turns and you know and it's cooper's big uh return if you will to twin peaks reunion with uh some of these uh older characters you know mm-hmm. unfortunately it's not the real sheriff truman hey tell harry i said hey won't really matter though because he won't remember me like it's just <laughs> it's it's like it's just it just feels so i don't know it just feels so um i don't remember him he just won't be in the timeline anymore oh okay okay it's just I don't know. He's like some things are gonna change. So I thought I don't know. I'm I'm a yeah. Bit, I mean, I'm there's a, a sense confused. that there's gonna be a new timeline where Cooper will never come to Twin Peaks. Right, so, yeah. but that one will still exist in some sense. I, I guess that is true. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't really understand how all this worked. <laughs> oh no! It's it either does... it's either he knows everything that's gonna happen and why, or he doesn't understand any of it, or he understands parts and other parts mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah those are the three that, options you covered it you covered it <laughs> you covered it's it. like take your pick ladies and gentlemen which story yeah. do you want to believe in because they're all plausible it seems to me like it's option three like he understands parts mm-hmm. but not all of it yeah that's that's what it looks like that's the best for he, writing <laughs> he yeah of course i mean he does things that make it you know look like he kind of knows what he's doing at several moments here um, but then other times he seems completely uh, surprised and confused and unable to um, really understand what's happening. It's like life that way. So I know, right? You know, uh, Lynch uh, literally said that in an interview. Oh, really? Um, and I was like, oh, Damon Lindelof should just like oh, kill man. himself now. Like he can't top. Like I was like, wow, he literally said the last thing. <laughs> Because, like, the, the interviewer was talking about, you know, all of the unanswered mysteries and stuff like that. And he yeah. was like, yeah, you know, you, you find out, maybe you learn a few things, you know, maybe you never understand certain things. You know, it's just, it's like life. Like, <laughs> You know, it's funny, yeah, I, I heard an interview with Kyle McLaughlin recently, and he said a similar thing about, about it's more like, the, uh, the, the lingering mysteries are more like life. Yeah, so they, they're both on the same page with that idea. And yeah, it's yeah. A nice, it's a nice fallback. It's a great place to be. Now you will get charged with being a lazy writer uh, of course. when you don't explain things, but uh, you can fall back on that. Well, this is like life. You know, it'd be interesting to, to, to see a, a universe in which uh, there are no mysteries in life. I mean, if there's, in, <laughs> if there's infinite universes, I feel like there has to be one where there's no mm-hmm. mysteries, which I don't know what that's like. That's, but that's a hard thing to portray. It's a hard thing. But 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 would that mean that they have literature where you know mysterious things happen and they but but it but I mean can there even work can that even work I mean right. I guess if there's no mysteries then even literature has no mysteries right 
<laughs> so there, right. so you couldn't write literature with mysteries in a world where there's no yeah. mysteries. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's hard to think about. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to understand that, but uh, yeah, it feels like that's the mystery. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, found a mystery. Nope, I knew that. Okay. Why no. isn't it possible to do this? I mm -hmm. mean. Well, because there aren't any mysteries. Yeah, but it's fiction. Can't mm -hmm. I make up some? No. No, we we live in the reality where there are no mysteries. Everything is known, including maple make believe mysteries. Including things you make up. Yep. God damn it. Yep, you can't win in that world. Everyone's depressed. It's the worst. <laughs> That's why nothing is said in that world. <laughs> <laughs> nothing said because everyone knows everything, even what one might say. <laughs> what's the problem with that reality <laughs> yes like, please not this one let's go somewhere else mm -hmm. well you know in that reality where there's no mysteries they they should know how to go to other worlds so uh, oh they could probably do that oh god you're probably right god you're is a person right. from that world <laughs> mm -hmm. oh man wouldn't that be crazy if that's the that's how our reality was created like a, a, a just a normal person from the reality where everything is known <laughs> just creates a reality because he knows how yeah or she hey hey careful careful <laughs> wow yeah i think i just i think i could create a religion based on that idea i can be like god is Probably. a person from another timeline <laughs> And that, sure. and that it's like explains God omniscience, right? Yeah, he's not omniscient because he's just because it's like that's the problem with uh, with sort of explaining God. It's like, well, who created God? You know, well, mm -hmm. oh, God's just always there, you know. And people go, ah, yeah. well, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. um, but there you go. That's that's uh, that's where God is omniscient. He's he's from a right. reality where everything is known. Right. Right. Sure. All right, we just solved religion, so let's it's see like, if we can solve Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, strangely, it's harder. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, we talked about the we talked about the motel changing. I do think it's uh, it's an interesting idea that like this was a timeline shift that like maybe maybe because I don't know maybe because he. I don't know. Again, like, does he not notice that it changed? I guess that's the question I have. Like, if if it's a if this is a hint that it's a timeline shift, then I would want to say that he didn't notice. Well, here's the problem. Happened. I think he definitely notices the hotel changed. They make a okay. point of him looking back when he gets to the car that he sees. He looks at the hotel. We cut to the hotel. We see it's changed. He doesn't really do a lot of reacting to that he does some kind of react and then he drives on so there's some sense here where he knows something's different but i do agree that by the end he doesn't seem to think until the end that time is a factor in what's yeah. happening in, in terms of i guess i guess what i'm saying is he could he could have he could know oh wow time has changed you know in this in this scene here at the motel but he doesn't think that that's going to affect his plans until right. he finds, you know, Sarah Palmer isn't at the house. Then he's like, oh, maybe time is a factor here. Yeah. Right. And right. maybe this is a hint to him 
you know that he just doesn't fully understand yeah another thing where he's shown something and doesn't quite get it and i mean maybe that's the thing like if if you know without him seeing the hotel change maybe he wouldn't have put together that time as a factor he maybe would have thought there's some other reason why sarah's not there yeah i don't know um but yeah, this is strange. You know, it'd be nice if he had, you know, someone to talk to. Maybe like Diane. It's weird that he spends like yeah. two seasons talking to Diane off screen, saying every important thing that he comes across. Yeah. And then when he's actually with her, everything that's mm-hmm. important with them is said either off screen or not at right. all. Yeah, he doesn't hardly say anything to her. Very few words are exchanged. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does the same thing to Laura, but it's... um. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's another thing that's weird. Like, I mean, besides Cooper's general behavior, that's off from what we're used to. Yeah. I think definitely, uh, part of those Diane tapes really gave a lot of insight into what he was thinking about stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it would help a lot to understand what he's thinking, because even if we understand what he's thinking, that's not necessarily going to, uh, give us the answers no it's not even going to be what the plot will be because he can be wrong and he can you know uh you know his plans can change and stuff but yeah if we knew what he was thinking at any point (laughs) it'll at least give us like some kind of baseline or some kind of like framework for understanding like Mm -hmm. you know on on at least some level like what what uh what is happening here yeah because you know i'm going back to mike you know when 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 mike shows up and and cooper wakes up from the coma you know he doesn't say go find laura you know he says you're doppelganger still out there yeah and it's almost like okay well as far as mike is concerned the main problem is getting the doppelganger back in the black lodge even though laura has disappeared by now you know uh so he doesn't seem to care about that about laura right um he seems to and and it's and it is after mr c is dead we get this you know final scene at the black lodge um but you know they're not talking about mr c because he's dead now but they're not talking about laura except for the is this the little girl lived down the lane right like that might be a laura thing we do get the flashback to laura but they're right. they're not saying go find Laura, you know. Now right. you see Leland say that again. Yeah. But I don't know. But that's seems, Leland. Yeah, but that's Leland, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like there's no clear like there's no clear idea that well, you know, you had to deal with the doppelganger first, mm-hmm. you know, because like otherwise, like he was going to threaten everything else. Yeah. Um, well, he was going to, yeah, he's going to get to Judy and we don't, we won't. And that's the thing. And I guess this still could be the answer, but it's not clear that it's like, we need, we need, we need you to stop your doppelganger from getting to Judy because we want you to get Laura to Judy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that could be what's happening. Yeah. 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 But it's not clear. It seems like they're like, well, we want you to stop. It's like, it's like, I guess it's just the sort of motivation is split. Like one side is just about stopping Bob. And Mr. C, and then the other side is about getting Laura. And yeah. The fireman is about Laura, seemingly, um, and also stopping Bob. You know, so he crosses over both of those motivations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and he, I mean, he shows uh, he shows Judy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, assuming it's the experiment thing. Yeah. Um, did did the Palmer House show up in that montage? Do, Andy's do you montage. Remember? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Okay. What part was that? Fifteen? <laughs> uh, yeah, fifteen or fourteen. It's when he when they find Nido, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the one when they find Nido. Uh I think uh let's see. Uh oh here we go. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fourteen. It's fourteen. Oh nice. Um, okay. Let's see. I got it. I got it. Okay, experiment model, experiment oh the, the good old days when it was just experiment. Uh experiment model, experiment with Borb, convenience store, woodsman got a light, power lines, girl screaming from pilot. That's a weird mm-hmm. one. Uh, red curtains, Laura's face flanked by angels, Nido, Cooper and Mr. C. Again, Andy saw that and he he sees he sees Mr. C and like, hey Cooper, welcome back. Wow, what a good point. Wow. That didn't even help him. Seeing two Coopers split in two, one Cooper and split in two did not help him. It didn't he help at all. He saw the good one and he saw the bad yeah. one. And then when the yeah. bad one shows up, he's like, Everyone's gonna be so happy to see you. Yeah. Yeah, he really didn't. He it's really almost, didn't. but again, it's almost like Andy forgot, right? And, yeah. And it's only he just happened to remember, um, you know, when Mister C shows up and and leaves the room, and he has a flashback to this montage, but he only remembers yeah. that part. He doesn't remember the seeing other the part. two. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like seeing Mister C prompted him to remember the montage, but only the Lucy part. Right. Right. Yeah, so then we get the ringing phone, Andy leading Lucy down a hallway, Nido with Andy, the number six telephone pole. That's the last thing we see. So, yeah, there's no Palmer House in there. Okay. Um, the last thing is the thing from the other universe. Why show Andy uh, that? Why show Andy that indeed? <laughs> that feels totally pointless and mm-hmm. confusing. He did, He clearly didn't get anything out of it. And yeah, what's I mean? Why show Andy the Judy stuff? I don't think he got that either. Think, are we supposed to think that? I've said a similar version of this before, but now I'm going to be more specific. Are we supposed to think that this exact montage is what was shown to Cooper when Cooper was in the the black and white room with the giant? Like maybe before the scene starts, he sees this whole thing. <laughs> And 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 maybe that maybe that makes some sort of sense. And, uh, and we're supposed yeah. to assume that Cooper saw this. <laughs> In a way, it would make more sense if he did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of this stuff seems like it pertains to Cooper more than it does to Andy. Because mm-hmm. uh, he didn't really, he didn't have he didn't have anything to do with Laura or Judy or I mean the woodsmen were there briefly, I, I guess. Um, uh, it, it just kind of dawned on me that this, this yeah this montage is, is is really deep in the backstory about what's really going on here and for Andy's little role in this it's really not vital for him to know all of this stuff and yeah. I, so I'm like well 
I wonder why they would give him such a powerful overview <laughs> of like what's going on here. And well, like, I well, assumed it would matter at the time. Exactly, which was the mistake. <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah. the idea is we're supposed to assume, you know, someone else got this powerful overview of what was going yeah. on here. And the prime person to get that would be Cooper. Right. And that would explain why he has this idea of a plan, why he knows about Judy, why he yeah. knows about some of these other things, even seeing the woodsman, like he, you know, yeah. why he's not surprised to see them. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's, uh, I mean, you know, anything to give Cooper more information than... Mm -hmm he apparently it, should have and it gives him that specific like part eight crazy stuff yeah that he would have no way of knowing yeah you know there's no way for him to know about experiment in space you know right uh without you know like in terms of like seeing it or something uh right. so with that without this kind of thing uh yeah. and th they do have this shot with laura and the angels too which is sort of reinforcing mm -hmm. that laura is the one and she's important yeah. with all this Definitely. Uh, now, it doesn't show the orb, right? No. Okay. No. There's no orb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it shows experiment, experiment model, which I think would be nice for Dale to know. Mm-hmm. Um, God, if it showed Sarah Palmer, that would be the only thing missing. That's what I was wondering about, if they if they made that connection, and they, they kind of don't. I think mm -hmm. the closest we get is the, the Palmer house. And maybe that's the point, Mr. though, because... Yeah, when when Jeffrey says this is where you'll find Judy, that's that's the reveal. Like he's he's mm -hmm. seen, you know, potentially if he saw this montage, then he saw experiment. He knows that that's like uh, the evil thing. But yeah, he could be putting it right. together. Yeah, that that's Judy or something. Mm hmm. Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> did that did that fix it? Who's Not the exactly. Who's the drunk? <laughs> Oh God! Oh, that drug, Jesus! It's I feel ridiculous. like there'd be there's a good there's a good like home board game you could play called uh, Unanswerable Questions from Twin Peaks, and it, which would be a fun game to play with your friends, where it's sure. like you just you know write questions on cards and you just ask questions like you know who was the drug, you know, and then you just go around yeah. all babbling trying to figure out an answer to that question but you know the answer is it's unanswerable <laughs> yeah yeah so every answer wins it's a it's a game you know everyone can win yeah 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 that's what that lynch interview i read was kind of like uh they asked him like all sorts of specific questions about like like they asked him like what about all these people in the roadhouse like having these having these weird conversations and like uh -huh. And like you know, Billy, and like what happened with Billy? And oh, nice. And and yeah, he was like, you know, I'm I can't talk about that. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, he had no no uh, no helpful comments to make about that, or really anything else. I mm -hmm. mean, that's his thing, you know. And that's one of the reasons why you know, although this uh, this finale does seem to be. Um, you know, somewhat divisive uh, among fans of Twin Peaks. You know, some people are, are really not happy with it. Um, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to face the kind of backlash that Damon Lindelof oh, yeah. did. Mm -hmm. You know, 
it's sort of like he's kind of immune to it, you know? Um, like in a way Carlton was, you know, like if you don't, if you don't react to it, if you don't let it, that is part of it. That's part of it is it's, it takes two to tango and and you don't have, and how you, you know, they can respond however they want, but how you respond to that is, is up to you really. Yeah. And like Damon Limbaugh, I mean, he quit Twitter. He, he's talked about going to therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, like it clearly did affect him a lot. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I feel like that's part of, you know, the problem that he had that, you know, um, yeah, uh, I I think for him, there's, there's probably this disconnect with, uh, really just the idea of people not really understanding the show they were watching and, 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 and how like everyone's on board, everyone's on board. Then you get to the end and it's like, wait, this is the answer. Screw you, David. And he's like, no uh-huh. wait, guys. Like the whole time I'm telling you that it's not about the answers. <laughs> yeah. 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 At the end, you're mad at me that there's no answers. It's like, <laughs> how else could I have done this? Where it right. obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, yeah, I gotta tell you, Lost is Lost is crystal clear compared to this. <laughs> it really, I didn't. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things you know, having podcasts about Lost since the Stone Age. Um, <laughs> uh, that's one of the things I really didn't think was possible. Uh, that that Twin Peaks would sort of really just demolish Lost in terms of uh mysteries and the inability to sort of understand what's happening i mean like yeah it's it's like in that respect loss is like little league i mean it's like yeah. uh, calculus one you know or something yeah like it's it's um the the list of it's it's the two infinities right it's the losses the mysteries on loss is the smaller set of infinite unanswerable questions and and Twin Peaks is the larger set. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the the one thing I'm happy about is you know, it's it's giving us something to think about. You know, whether or not oh, yeah. I like what actually happened. <laughs> you know, different question. Different question. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. See I our agree. other podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, and I would say, you know, it, to a very large degree, that is the return um, doing doing that, because I think if you look at the original series mm-hmm. and Fire Walk With Me, I think, not to say there's not plenty of mystery there, yeah. but I think it was definitely smaller scale than Lost, yes, just the original I stuff. I totally think that's completely right. It's it's lower scale than Lost uh, for the original stuff, and then it, it doubles by yeah. a billion this, just this one season. Because of the confound, yeah. compounding effect of it being a sequel, so yeah. now it's, 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 it's giving context to literally every single thing that happened before right um in yeah. this other way so and then there's time travel <laughs> yeah 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 i mean but it's not again um, it, you know we've talked a lot of parallels with loss it's not unlike that idea in season five of like we just got it the way yeah. to fix things is to change the past you know like yeah 
like can like trying to get off the island you know or get rid of the dane present danger isn't isn't what's going to solve our main problem here our main problem is we came here in the first place we got into this problem in the first place so let's try to change that which is like a crazy idea yeah um you know it's like when superman flies around the earth and reverses time it's like hey sometimes you just Mm -hmm. get a time travel (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah yeah, it's a it's a big idea that i don't think if you just saw twin peaks the original series and fire walk with me that you go you know what i think dale needs to go back in time and save laura from ever dying (laughs) that's the that's really the way to solve this this yeah you know it wouldn't yeah No, no, it would have seemed like a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still not sure that it was a great idea. Um, but, uh, you know, the way they do it, I, I feel like that's uh, that's one big distinction. And, I, you know, I think the whole time, I will, no, I won't say the whole time, but, like, in the early days and then towards the end, I remember having this sense of kind of wanting uh wanting lost to enter more into a twin peaks mode and um you know it just really didn't do that mm-hmm. you know uh the the way they uh told stories on lost you know even though there you know there are gaps and there there are things happening off screen and you know there's certainly like a big plan that's never really discussed by anyone you know i mean it has certain things in common mm-hmm. uh with uh, this season of twin peaks but um I do think that um, the the basic way they tell the story, like our understanding of what does the bad guy want, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh-huh. what, you know what what is what does the good guy want? Why does the good guy want to stop the bad guy? You know, like these mm-hmm. sort of basic elements of the story. How do they know that? You know, <laughs> um, it it really. Uh, you know, for the most part, like it answers those questions, mm-hmm. you know, um, to to varying degrees and like pays attention to, to our understanding of, of characters and why mm-hmm. they're acting the way they are. Well, with Lost, you know? they want your head to get it. Um, yeah. Not just your heart. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh yeah like that that whole idea of like this this sort of almost quite silent you know universe crossing time traveling odyssey mm-hmm. you know um where we don't know exactly what he's trying to accomplish uh or why mm-hmm. uh and we don't know to what extent he's succeeding or failing like it's just mm-hmm. there's so much uncertainty in this that it's just you know you you don't um a loss wasn't written that way yeah you know the 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 uh, the unanswered portions of it are really um more uh y- i would say i would say in general they're more tangential you know, I mean, for example, like we know what the bad guy wants and we know we had a plan to get what he wants. We just don't 100 percent understand like every element of the plan, mm-hmm. but we understand some of it, you know, and a lot of the stuff that um, a lot of the stuff that's crucial, like sort of adds up, you know, and it's it like that just takes you way further 
you know, and and so the the lingering questions are are sitting out there more, at, you know, at, on the fringe mm-hmm. in terms of how central they are, you know, and they're interesting to talk about, you know, which you know we've spent <laughs> many hours doing that, um, but here, like, even the core part doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I we can barely get our feet like off the ground in terms of, you know, uh, just the basic thing of like, what does Cooper want? Yeah, you and know? I think even in Lost Highway and and uh, Mahan Drive, uh, it's it's fairly clear what people want uh, and why yeah. they're in that situation. We know Fred did something. He most yeah. likely, you know, uh, killed his wife, and that's why he's sort of living this dual reality, you know, yeah. while on drive. We know, you know, Naomi Watts' character, you know, wants to be this big actress. She fails and has this sort of delusion or this dream, yeah. you know, of a different life. You know, so you kind of... And she had this woman killed. It's yeah. similar to Last Highway in that way. Exactly, like a murder prompting. There's this kind of failure and murder elements mm-hmm. of like, yeah, what leads her down this dark path. Yeah. So with um uh yeah, with with, with, with this it's not clear if you can sort of say the same basic idea. Yeah. It's like they give so. us they give us this monologue where it's like Cooper and Gordon and Briggs had a plan about Judy. Mm-hmm. And so we know that was a thing at some point. But uh, Cooper uh, never even mentions Judy on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, like, OK, got to go get Judy. Got to go deal with Judy. It's like other people say Judy to him. He notices yep. Judy. Yeah. But we don't hear anything about what he thinks about it. He's not um, going to talk about Judy. <laughs> that is what you're saying. Of course he's not. Of course he's not. Uh, so we don't know where, where that stands. And then of course the Laura stuff, you know, we don't really know. Is that, is that part of the Judy plan? Is it in addition to the Judy plan? Is it just a coincidence or a, um, Lucky, is that the two birds with one stone somehow saving Laura and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the Judy thing? You know, mm-hmm. is that does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Um, did, but did he even know about that when he said, I mean, he said that supposedly way back when, you know, it's like, how could he even have known? Like, because that's, I guess that's where I was going back to, you know, when he's talking to Laura originally in, in part two seeming to not have his Laura plan in place yet, um, you know, then he couldn't have meant, he couldn't have meant this Laura plan back before he even went in the Black Lodge, right? Is it future? Is it past? Oh, God, shut up, Mike. (laughs) You're not helping. (laughs) All I do is help. (laughs) Go lead more people to pies and make them draw lines and ladders and (laughs) shit. (laughs) God damn it. Oh man. Yeah. Um what was the question? <laughs> exactly. No, it, it was it was um the question was uh two birds with one stone. I, I guess I ended up getting stuck on that again. Just at well, you know, the that idea happens... that like the connection between Laura and Judy, could that be two birds with one stone? 
is there a connection? Is there one coincidentally and he doesn't even know about it? It you know, like it's Well now I'm getting confused. R- the giant says Richard and Linda, two birds, one stone? Yeah, the giant says that. Okay, that's what I thought. So that's yeah. in the black and white scene at the beginning of the show. Yeah, but there's also the um the Gordon thing that he he said Cooper said that. Yes. So so that's the thing. Like I don't know. I don't know. Is the giant referencing what Cooper said? Is it another coincidence? Are they two different birds? Well, the fact that <laughs> the fact that 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 Gordon says that Cooper said to him, "I'm trying to do this thing." He's like, listen, and this is the context of him disappearing, right? So that's what's strange. Yeah. And what's strange is this would have been before Cooper goes into the Black Lodge. Yeah. But Cooper hears from the Giants, you know, two birds, one stone after he has been in the Black Lodge. Yeah. yeah. So, so Cooper couldn't be referencing something that the Giant hasn't told him yet. <laughs> yeah. He's clearly older um yeah he's clearly older or is it past there it is there's mike again (laughs) one arm uh yeah so i don't so catchphrase yeah that's why i think it's two different things uh or maybe the giant oh man maybe that's the problem it's a it's a numbers thing we have to look at the chronology here so if you flip it then maybe it makes sense that it's the giant referencing cooper (laughs) yeah 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 that's what i was that's what i was saying like that that seems like a possibility like are they the same birds you know so the giant is like hey cooper you told gordon once that you were trying to kill two birds with one stone when you were doing something i don't know yeah uh now i'm gonna reference that event to tell you that you need to do that kind of thing again yeah it's sort of like the Let's Rock thing. It's sort of uh, like Let's Rock, where we we kind of see it. We kind of see the the later version first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which I guess I, I which I guess could make sense. But, but the problem uh, is we hear it, we see it first on the show. Yeah. Although right. it happened after. Right. Because when we get like when we get to Gordon saying it. That's even before it happened with the giant. Well, will that even happen after that? So, presumably, yeah. It's like yeah. A weird leapfrog thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still don't really know when that scene took place, but I it guess has like to, I mean, we know that we know the general point. I think, respective to Cooper's timeline, when it took place, which has to be after he um, goes. It has to be between the time that he's. Uh, before he transitions with Diane, before he crosses over, um, and because um, he's told about four three zero and he uses it then, right? Yeah. So it has to be before then, and but it right. has to be after he. Um, I think it it has to be after he kills Mister C. It has to be after he has like created, tried to save Laura. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be, you know, it would, I think it's supposed to be like when, instead of like when he goes to the Black Lodge this time in 18, I think like that's the period he would go. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, no, 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 no. It should be, it should be before he gets to the past, the 80s to save Laura. That's when it should be. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because yeah. if it's, if it it's the other right way there. around, then listen to the sounds would yeah. actually happen after he heard the sounds. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it should be like when he appears in the bushes where Laura and James are talking, it should have been, he should have just come from uh, the White Lodge, you know, and, 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 and he does have that same effect when he sort of uh, materializes in, you know, so I think that could be him going to that place at that time. Right. In a way, in a way. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, that, uh, that more or less makes sense. What is that sound about? <sighs> um, it's about Laura. And what's in their house now? You know, I was thinking it's in our house now. What if it, it just doesn't make sense? But what if, you know, since Laura has at that point, I think maybe, uh, disappeared, uh, depending on the context, um, maybe he's saying like the orb is home now. Like maybe it's the orb, you know? So if you connect Laura disappearing to the sounds that Dale heard, Right when she disappeared, to the sounds he plays on the phonograph that Dale hears, yeah, he's saying it's in her house now. He could be meaning Laura is like home now, like the orb, maybe. Now that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> and maybe like it's back in his brain. Maybe that's where it needed to go. <laughs> and he's like it's in, and his so his house is this brain. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. It's in our house now means the orb is back in my head. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yep, you heard it. Okay. Um. I don't buy it, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. It makes me want to connect the sounds to Judy, even though, again, like going from it's in our house now to Judy seems like a leap. But uh... well, no, I mean, I think it's it's either Laura. Or, it has to do with Laura or Judy, I think. Well, or or Mr. C or Bob. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's favorite foursome. Um, <laughs> they ruin everything. Uh, it should be about one of those four things. Now we did. We, I mean, you know, we talked about this. Mister C was in his house when he uh, went to the portal and and right. was in the cube cage, right? Yeah. So he yeah. could have meant that. Uh, now Bob wasn't around for that, so it's probably not Bob. Um. Yeah, and um. Wait, what do you mean Bob wasn't around for that? Well, Bob was destroyed by that point, right? Oh, no, what, what am I saying? Sorry, what am I saying? No, nope, Okay. there. <laughs> All right, good. Like, what, what? Why are you time traveling more? Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't know where to place my black and white scenes. Or... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, the weird, th like, at that, if it happened at that moment, it's weird because, well, I guess, I guess we talked about that at the time, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, that whole timeline of, of Cooper's drive or flight or whatever up there, when, when did he get to Jackrabbit's Palace and when did he come out, you know, mm -hmm. um, the, the two, two fifty three thing, yeah. you know, uh, Time and time, time, and time again. again. And again and again. 
Time and time for time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, God, why, why is, like, the simplest thing? Mm -hmm. It's, like, even just knowing when that scene took place, like, does that need to be a mystery? (laughs) I'm just thinking, you know, you have all these characters helping Cooper, and even their help is confounding. Yeah. I'm like, what was the tree trying to say? You know, like, what was its point all this time? Uh, it was very direct yeah. and, and very pointed. Like, it was there for a reason every time. Like, yeah. you know, Mike was sh- taking Cooper to see it, to get information, yeah. it seemed like. Um, and yet, I don't know what <laughs> what became of that. Like, what did that lead to? Um, yeah. The last thing we get from them is basically, is this the story of the little girl lived down the lane? And it's like, that's what, that's what this is all leading to? <laughs> yeah 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 that's their that's their final thing mm-hmm. uh it's bizarre i don't know uh like i guess i i would assume that a lot of the stuff they said before was about like getting you know getting bob back getting the doppelganger back mm-hmm. you know it all seems like more or less pointed in that direction uh once that's dealt with i yeah i definitely question what they care about now now i'm scared because what if the tree doesn't know the answer to that question what if that's why he's emphasizing it because he doesn't know what if what if they're just as confused and what if like yeah they had no idea what was really going on and and now they're like holy shit is this awesome girl's dream is it (laughs) oh man Speaking of Lost, you know, I mean, I'm glad the Black Lodge characters don't know what's going on anymore. I'm glad we know that at least there's a connection between the White Lodge and the Black Lodge with the Fireman and Mike, you know. So, because otherwise I was going to say, you know, maybe maybe the Black Lodge people didn't know about the Fireman or something. Mm-hmm. So when Laura disappears, they don't know where she went or something. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, God, does this mean our reality isn't real? Mm-hmm. And that's why they're asking that question. But they I mean, but they know about the fireman. So, um, yeah, he is known to us. Right. So I don't know. I don't know how to parse that, but there's something there's something weird there. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, yeah, to put it lightly. <laughs> uh, well, so uh, should we go to the next scene? Yeah, let's do it. This scene's okay. done. Okay. The next scene, we see an Odessa sign. Cooper notices Eat at Judy's Diner. I guess he just <laughs> happened to be passing by. Hope he's hungry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd rather not. Um, he, uh, he pulls into the parking lot. He goes inside. He sits in a booth. Uh, Texas waitress Christy, this is a credit, um, (laughs) offers him some coffee. Cooper asks if there's another waitress that works there. And she says, yeah, it's her day off, her third day off. Uh Uh-oh. What does that mean? Mm Mm-hmm. She goes to a table with uh, three cowboys, again, credits. Um, they harass her a bit. Uh, Cooper says, stop it. Then the cowboys come over, and one of them pulls a gun. 
Mm-hmm. Cooper disarms him and shoots another in the foot, and he asks a third to put his gun on the ground. When you when you say three cowboys, you just mean three guys in cowboy hats. Yeah, that's what three cowboys <laughs> means. Because <laughs> you know, there's actually pictures uh, on the wall uh, of cowboys of, in this diner. Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. This whole weird, you know, and and Cooper's whole thing before when he was Dougie that he, that statue of like the lawman mm-hmm. or whatever with the cowboy hat. Uh, yeah, there's some something is happening in this scene with cowboys for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. And we talked um, about that. It feels like a western anyway. And he walks into this yeah. like saloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of weird modern day saloon mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, he's you know, got to take care of the local bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, let's see. So then he, uh, he goes behind the counter and asks, uh, Texas waitress Christy to write the address of the other waitress on a piece of paper. He takes the uh, fry basket off the fryer and puts the guns from the cowboys, uh, into the fryer. And he, uh, belatedly advises the cook to move away in case the oil sets off the bullets. Um... So it, it went. So the guns went from out of the cowboy's pants into the fryer. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> exactly. Um, he, uh, uh, Lizzie Christie, uh, Christie has the address now. She hesitates for a second, but Cooper says, "It's okay. I'm with the FBI." <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Then he uh, he walks out. The cowboys stand up, and one uh, one asks, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> yeah. Well, what did just happen? Yeah. What is that? What is that thing about? I mean, I th- this is this is a bit weird. I mean, is it is it just that it, are are they referencing the statue in some way are they saying something about cooper's character or is it just to have something a bit more dramatic happen then he just comes in and asks for an address like like what what is the reason for this mm-hmm. i mean these these random cowboys that cooper sort of disarms and injures and deals with you know um I mean, it's it's weird. I guess here's the thing that starts happening as we approach the end of Twin Peaks: The Return. Uh, I start questioning every second that they spend with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, why are we doing this? Why is this happening? Why is this character saying this? Like everything, <laughs> everything like gains significance the closer we get to the end. Here, it's like a singularity. Um, exactly. Exactly. And so like putting this in when we could spend that screen time with, I don't know, uh, Cooper talking to Laura some in the car mm-hmm. or I don't know anything, yeah. uh, a brief Audrey scene, anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I'm just wondering, like, if they're putting this in, um presumably this matters for something are they saying something about cooper's character is it even cooper i mean mm-hmm. what uh you know i mean it's weird when he puts the guns in the fryer and then he's like and then well, he's immediately like now that i've eliminated any danger 
by the way this might be dangerous yeah 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 it's just like what the fuck is that i remember watching it when he was doing it the first time i was watching it and and i'm like i'm like well i i literally told myself well i guess those guns can't go off in that hot grease because Mm -hmm. otherwise why would he be putting it in here and then he puts it in there and he goes oh by the way it might go off i was like wait what yeah why would you do that I mean, couldn't he just take the bullets out and Why then put didn't the guns he do the, the normal thing everybody always does? Well, I couldn't even tell, and I've watched this little bit several times. I can't tell if he only thought to put the guns in the frying pan, uh, frying oil, after he took the fries out, or did he see, or or was he looking for a place to put the guns? Mm-hmm. Saw the oil realized he needed to move the fries and then put them in yeah. or did he see the fries i thought he saw the fries and i thought he saw they were they were done and i thought this was a weird quirky moment where he was like sort of being helpful in this weird tense right. moment where he's like these fr- okay these fries are done i someone mm. needs to take them out yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. why he's like okay where did these go and he hangs them up and then i thought now that he sees there's a space with the grease and the guns are laying next to it he's like oh okay I'll put these guns in this grease. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. weird that I can't tell which one it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, that one sort of makes sense. But yeah, I assumed it was the the second one that that he was planning to put them in there. So he had to move the fries to uh, so he could get them in. Um, mm-hmm. But, I think that's but I'm weirder. not. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the one. Yeah. Uh, really. But, uh, yeah, it's such a simple thing. I mean, this doesn't matter, right? <laughs> but, yeah, it's taking up all this time. Yeah. And he's basically yeah. interrupting their work day. I mean, who, I mean, what are you going to do now that there's, like, hot guns in this mm-hmm. oil that's just going to keep... It's not like, you know, it's like... I guess they could just turn it off, and at a certain point they'll cool down. But, mm-hmm. but just the idea of, like, he's creating this further hazard... Yeah. Now the guy can't even cook back there because a bullet might yeah. shoot off. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a it's a whole problem they have to deal with now. Yeah, so he like saves the day, yet he leaves them with a the problem. Yeah. So and he leaves the bad guys with you know injuries and stuff. Most two out of three of them at least. Yeah. So I, I'm like, is that you know? So it's not like it's like a here's Dale being good, and he's gonna stop the bad guys from hurting the good woman. And then and then everything's fine by the end, but it's like ah, it's a little worse by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking like he's leaving the guys there; they're all still alive. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like who's to say they're not going to do something worse when you're not watching? Now that they're mad, like, yeah, yeah. It's just it just seems. It seems like, like they can't of... now that they don't have guns that they're sort of not a, a threat anymore, which is obviously not true. Yeah, they weren't using their guns to begin with. I mean, mm-hmm. the altercation started without guns involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just like it's. Well, yeah. now it ends without guns involved. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, nothing's changed. Maybe yeah. that's the point. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just it's it's weird. What is this about? And I did think uh, I think they're all wearing white cowboy hats. Just to go back to that trope. Oh, a uh, cowboy hat determining your okay your, your morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, so it's like Cooper is the black hat in this thing, and they're they're the white hats. Mm-hmm. 
whatever that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, there is this thing of of Cooper being this, you know, this wanting to be this hero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, specifically, uh, you know, specifically when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I wonder if that's saving Caroline, saving Annie, saving Laura, yeah, exactly, <laughs> saving Carrie, yeah, yeah, saving this wait Texas country waitress. Yeah. What was it? The, what's that her name? Yeah, uh, Texas waitress Christy. Oh. <laughs> her name is Texas waitress. So Christy. It's Texas country waitress. All right. Yeah. No, sorry, no country. Country is implied. T T C W T W C not T C W. All right. Yeah. T W K actually. T W K. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Get it right. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. You know. Maybe that's. Maybe that's part of the point here. Like just that. That. And and maybe. Maybe that singular obsession of Cooper's is like part of what brings about his downfall? Question mark. Not really sure what happens at the end, but you know what I mean. Like, let's just say not success. Well, but you know, I think I think that could be that's an interesting idea. But but I just want to add that like he's being told and directed by otherworldly beings to save a woman. So it seems like that's what he should do. Yeah, if that's worth anything, that's true. It's true. Uh, But yeah, even in this scene though, uh, you know, Christy with a K isn't happy when cooper takes charge of the scene you know she doesn't understand his uh motivations here and if he's gonna hurt her or not and she's like sort of afraid the whole time so it's not so even the damsel in distress if that's what she was isn't sort of uh happy with the hero showing up yeah um yeah, there's a, there's something here weird about the sort of hero be, being an anti-hero or something. Yeah. Uh, are, are Cooper somehow tainted or changed, you know, and, and, and ever since his night with Diane or something are crossing over, like he's increasingly not the same up until a point. <laughs> right. Because I feel like after this scene... You know, he doesn't talk to Carrie. You know, he goes to her house and then he talks and he's more or less normal Cooper there. But then when they're driving, he's kind of quiet, yeah. weird Cooper. But yeah. then when they get to Sarah Palmer's house, he's kind of normal Cooper again. So it's, normal, so it's like yeah. this is the most he's not going to be Cooper for the rest of the show. Yeah. In this scene at the diner. Yeah. And is it because this is Judy's house? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is that about? You so, know, is so... Judy making him bad here? Did he did he have some Yeah, I guess we talked about that. The idea that he he had he had some kind of knowledge again how Mm-hmm. Uh, because we tracked his, we tracked this fucker's movements the entire <laughs> way from when Laura disappeared to here, right? We followed uh-huh. him the whole time. Didn't mm-hmm. see nobody tell him, oh, Laura's going to be a waitress in Odessa. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he never learned that at any point. And he clearly didn't expect her to disappear. So it's like, why would he already know I mean, I, you know, I don't understand why he already knows that she's supposed to be so, but it's also weird that he would know something like Mm -hmm. that, 
but mm-hmm. he doesn't know where. And he just happens to see Judy's mm-hmm. and like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I guess she works at Judy's. And it's like, well, what is, I mean, I don't know. Is that, is that just supposed to be fate or something? Or does it, or does it imply some deeper thing? Like Judy is, is coming for her or Judy's mm-hmm. already here or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, what, or some idea that Laura in this world, it, it's he would intuit that Laura would be working for Judy or something, mm-hmm. you know, or, or or some sort of relationship between an owner and an employee is analogous to Judy and Laura. <laughs> I don't, I don't get okay. it. Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, I, I don't know why he knows that. Um, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know why he has any idea why why he knows that she works here is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just it just comes out of nowhere, and it's it just it's 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 the, it's in that uncanny valley where if he knew exactly where to go, it wouldn't bother me. If he had no idea where to go or where she was, it wouldn't bother me. But he doesn't know where to go, but he does know like what her job is and he knows to expect her somewhere you know so I mean, it's like this, this it seems like he's just he's sort of trying to be that sort of thing that Odell has where he's trusting the path and intuiting yeah. his way to, to from clue to clue and he goes right. okay judy's can't be a coincidence gotta go here yeah. uh you know i am looking for laura you know, um, I see a waitress. It's not the person I'm looking for. That must mean that. <laughs> and here's a leap that Laura is a waitress here. <laughs> yeah. Like, or right. like, or like the fact that there is another waitress somehow leads him to think, well, that must be Laura. Mm-hmm. Or at least he's, or he's just saying, I'll take the chance that it's her. And, you know, but that's an interesting thing, right? He didn't say, is that waitress's name Laura? Right. She would of course said no. Right. Uh but that would have been that would have been an interesting thing or or he didn't ask does Laura Palmer work here? Yeah. You know, so there's yeah, almost yeah, a yeah. sense that he's you know, understanding that that might not be the name she has here. Right. Which I which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh and he didn't ask for her name, you know, so he didn't say write down her address and her name. Right. I guess that would have ruined the scene when Carrie says her name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of that's definitely a writing thing because they want they want the reveal, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they want all that to work. They don't want to tell us too much of that in advance. But uh, uh, <laughs> but you know, there's still sort of a logic issue there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Next shall scene? we shall we brave on yeah i feel like this this finale is like defeating us i feel like we we hit the scene <laughs> and it's like getting worse and worse where you know it's like we're approaching that singularity at the end where it's getting harder and harder to really make sense of the furthering developments yeah and um yeah hmm uh, so Cooper drives to a house. He sees a number six telephone pole outside and hears electricity. This is the one from Andy's montage. Um, 
he walks up to the house. He knocks. Carrie Page, who looks like Laura Palmer, answers the door uh, when he says FBI. And she says, uh, did you find him? He tries to call her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starts with that. Uh, he tries to call her Laura, but she doesn't recognize it. She tells him her name's Carrie Page. Cooper asks if Laura Palmer means nothing to her. She says she isn't Laura. Cooper says, your father's name is Leland and your mother's name is Sarah. She has maybe some kind of reaction to Sarah. Um, she says, what's going on? Cooper says uh, he thinks she's Laura Palmer and he wants to take her to her mother's home, her home. It's very important. Very important. Very important. <laughs> uh, Carrie says she normally would tell him to leave, but she needs to get out of Dodge. So she's up for riding with the FBI. I love that. I, I every time I see this scene, I always think I always think she's gonna say, "I would normally tell you a guy like you to leave, but I trust you for some reason." You know, yeah. like, I always think it's about him, but yeah. it's all it's always about her need to just get out of town. It's not. And it's, it's not, not like that. oh, because of the stuff you just told me, somehow I. Somehow I know I should go with you. It's like, no, no, no. Because of the shit I'm in, mm -hmm. I need to go with you. Yeah. It's so weird. Because it's yeah. in the same moment where she's realizing there's a deeper connection here. Yet, it's not the reason she goes with them. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so she asks, where are they going? Cooper says, Twin Peaks, Washington. She says, D.C.? No, Washington State. Just made it so worse. Come on. Come on. Just to make it clear, she has no idea where Twin Peaks is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, she invites Cooper in while she gets her things, which is a questionable decision, uh, given the fact that he's an FBI agent. But hey, she's cool with that, apparently. Um, Cooper sees that there is a dead man uh, shot in the head sitting on a chair. Um... He sees a uh, white horse figurine there, and there's a, mm -hmm. a gun, a pretty large gun on the floor. Um, the phone rings. <laughs> uh, she asks if uh, she needs a coat, um, and he says yes, so she gets a coat. She doesn't have any food, but Cooper says he'll get food on the way. So she says, all right. And what she leave. really means is she doesn't have any food or money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Carrie, what's happening to you? Oh, my God, Carrie. I didn't see that gun on the floor. Oh, you didn't? Uh-uh, no. Yeah. I, didn't. I never saw it in the shot. Yeah, which yeah. Which is crazy. It really stood out to me. It's a huge gun. That's what, yeah, that's why I was like, wow, what? going on in this house and it's like she's in the middle of painting there's like a it's like a paint bucket mm -hmm. oh was she gonna was she painting oh was she gonna like paint the wall like she's gonna cover up the blood is that, that the idea she's in the middle wall. of like was she like gonna get rid of this body there's like a big bucket in the background here i'm like is she what's she gonna do with this body yeah maybe she had a plan for the body and then cooper showed up she's like yeah i'll just leave it's so weird that she invites him in, knowing that he's going to see this scene. And, and it's even weirder that he doesn't comment on it. And she doesn't comment on it either, right? No, she doesn't comment on it either. 
Neither one of them comment on the, it. It's and, just it, about like, should I get a jacket it, or not? It's like they're gaslighting us. Like I like like what? Like you, do you see something out of the ordinary here? Mm-hmm, like what's mm-hmm. your problem? The, it's almost like it's it's almost fine. like only Cooper sees it. You know? It, yeah. That shouldn't be the case, but that's how it comes off. Like Yeah, and, and you know, this idea that she uh so yeah, I mean there's a couple of things here. Uh that that first thing, uh did you did you find him? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Who? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? And then uh that whole idea of uh I need to get out of here, you know, and she hasn't been to work in a few days, and it makes it seem like it's connected to this murder or yep. whatever happened yep. here. Um, you know, it just seems logical, but, but so that makes me think she does know about it, but then the behavior is like, was this guy holding her hostage in her house for three days and she finally got the gun and killed him? Maybe. (laughs) And now she's got to get out of town because there's other people involved or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's that. Could be. Could be. You know, when they say three days, it makes me think of the ring. I thought, oh, she's got the ring or something, but that didn't materialize. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, um, the thing where she says about, did you find him? You know, my crackpot theory is, you know, this guy has a wound on him like Mr. C does after Bob exits his wound, his abdomen. So this, it looks like an, an orb came out of this guy after he died. You know, and uh, I don't know why else they would make his sort of stomach area look like that, you know, um, <laughs> unless it's supposed to be a wound from the shotgun blast or something. I can't really tell now that I see it's a yeah. shotgun. I didn't I thought it was just a headshot, but maybe maybe it's maybe he's got a torso wound or something. And that's why it looks he was like shot that. multiple times. Maybe. Yeah. With different <laughs> guns. Maybe no, same gun. I get. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I can't tell. Because a lot of the floor doesn't look like a shotgun. Oh, uh, it doesn't. I thought it looked like a shotgun. I well, I didn't think. I mean, I don't know gun expert, but uh, <laughs> it didn't look like what I think of as a shotgun. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Let me that's see where. It again. Um. Yeah, that's not a shotgun. So, okay, yeah, I guess I just <laughs> okay, mean, good. yeah, I, I guess I was thinking of a shotgun because it looks like he's got a sort of overall wound on his stomach, like mm-hmm. multiple areas. But I guess, I don't know, but it also looks inflated. That's the other thing, too. So, yeah, I, it looks like I can't tell what they're doing with that. I can't tell what we're supposed to think. Was he pregnant? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell why that corpse looks like that. But then it also this has this just, like obvious headshot. I mean, again, uh, here we are getting closing in on the end of mm-hmm. Twin Peaks: The Return, 2017. Mm-hmm. It is happening again, and I just I question like what's going on here. It's so it's so weird to throw this in when you know functionally mm-hmm. like functionally you would think he could just go there she could just be like a normal person in a house (laughs) and they could still have all this happen you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but it's like no her life is insane apparently uh um 
she's got some crazy shit going on with monster guns and there's the dead guy and mm-hmm. who knows what else happened whatever the backstory is did mm-hmm. you find and there's him? someone there's someone like like this isn't the end of this story like no. there's another no. party out there yeah yeah there's an extra part perhaps she just assumed the person who yeah she just assumed the person who opened the door would be would be related to this person that they were she's looking for it's such a weird yeah. thing like Oh, if you're knocking on my door, then it must be related to this other thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And it's like, no wonder she hasn't been to work in a few days. Like, but it's like, how did this? So does this, I mean, is this, what? what is this? I mean. <laughs> is this, is this, wait a minute, what is this? What, yeah. I mean, like, I just. I don't understand what we're supposed to think about it. Is it, is it just that? Because <laughs> we're you know, not supposed to think about it. We're supposed to heart about it. <laughs> I, well, my heart doesn't know what's a heart about it. Like it's, your heart it's, always knows what's a heart about it. Like, That's why it's a heart. Laura's life uh, was was always going to be you know troubled and and dark. You know, like there was there was even in this mm-hmm. universe, this other universe, she's still like dealing with these extreme levels of violence and who knows what else but but it's like it's maybe but i mean it's like but to some degree we don't know how long her life has been like that maybe she had a great life and then this just recently happened three days ago well that's what i'm saying so so is it that or uh (laughs) is it something else is it yeah is it just a random recent occurrence that's just bad luck is it Mm -hmm. um was she being targeted i mean is there is someone behind this? Is mm-hmm. this, you know, is this is this uh, Judy or Judy's followers or, or some kind of it weird? Reminds me, it reminds me of Mr. C's death, you know, like just this corpse that was shot and uh, there's a gun laying next to it and and this sort of like wound from uh, an okay. orb leaving and I, and it almost is like a like a callback to that, like Cooper sort of seeing some call back to that almost um i don't know or was this was evidence of bob you know this idea that bob would always find laura somehow in any timeline and this was this was bob in this reality he had inhabited this guy and then laura or carrie just recently killed him and like she saw bob orb leave uh and then that's why she's asking cooper if he found him Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't it's like i mean it's a I, I feel like the answer should be I hope not, but <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but but it also connects back to Billy being missing. It's like you know, it's it's yeah. Why is there always a guy who's missing? Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that definitely makes me wonder about like, like God. It's like uh, yeah. I would want to make all kinds of connections here. Um, with that storyline, if there was do. some overlapping names or something, like you know, like to make her, uh, to make her Tina, or to make her like somehow mm. like, like have some overlap in those storylines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Audrey's story is somehow connected to mm-hmm. Laura's story, which seems like again, like I'm. I'm really stretching here but it seems like maybe it's implied by what the evolution of the arm says mm-hmm. and and the cut to laura's whispering um you know is this billy <laughs> hey maybe this is billy 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, maybe this is why Billy was missing because yeah. he went to Odessa and he got Odessa shot the whole time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's tough to tell. Yeah, his you know? stomach looks gross. Have you looked at the shot of his stomach? Yeah, yeah, I was looking at it. Just I mean, now. this like is that pus? I mean, is that supposed to be like the Garmambosia stuff, like the corn stuff? coming out Uh, it's decidedly not normal yeah i couldn't tell what it was it was yeah it was some gross stuff like protruding and he's got his like hand out as if he was reaching for something but then his hand sort of is is frozen in air you know which is weird Mm because if he died it shouldn't have flopped on the couch right it's almost like he died like and got frozen in in Mm -hmm. the spot i don't know it's super weird yeah, talk about a left curve, a curveball, left hand ball, left hand curve. What's the <laughs> left turn? I guess is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curveball and left More turn. Curveball, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, his hands are frozen. Yeah, this, this is weird. This is so weird. Uh, and it just, is... just the fact that they don't discuss this is just really. Well... Not even a like who's the dead yeah. guy. Oh, not even show. a look not even a not even like an embarrassed look from her and he yeah. just they just share a look like okay, we both acknowledge the dead yeah. man in the room. They uh, don't even get that far. It, you know, another thing I think is interesting is he first of all, I think it's interesting he's in a big chair, like we always see in the Black Lodge. Um, yeah. but but it he also kind of looks like Jack Nicholson to me. <sighs> And because he's sort of frozen, it makes me think of The Shining. Mm-hmm. You know, a dead guy, frozen, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> right, <laughs> gets you to right. The Shining. So right, I don't know right. if that so was supposed weird. to be anything, you know? like Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I mean... I know David Lynch likes Kubrick references and stuff. He's definitely a Kubrick fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2001 was very explicitly referenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the music and the imagery yeah um so uh yeah i mean hey (laughs) why not i i did not make the jack nicholson connection though now that you mention it i i i see what you mean Mm -hmm. see what you mean it's there's there's something in the face there yeah uh, that that has this vaguely jack dickelson ish appearance Mm -hmm. but yeah the hands in the air are weird i i never really noticed that like how how did you die like that sir (laughs) i mean rigor mortis sets in but it takes a while yeah yeah i think think it even goes away at a certain i think rigor mortis like is temporary so if i've watched enough dexter i know that rigor mortis (laughs) is temporary so um at a certain point, he his hand should should not be there like that, even if it was rigor mortis. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. maybe the idea is the body was moved. Although mm-hmm. no, but the the wound is right there on the wall. The uh, yeah. blood splattered on the wall. Seems like he was shot right there. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or he was. Or, yeah. No, that's it. I was thinking maybe he was. He was in one spot and died, and then no, it didn't work. I was like, and then he got frozen in spot in place with rigor mortis. Then he got moved, 
And then he woke up and got shot again. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, seems unlikely, but hey, what do I know? Uh, did you notice that Carrie is wearing a horseshoe necklace? I did not. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, looks, well luck. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. the only thing I can think of. Horseshoes are supposed to be lucky, right? Right, right, right. Um, there yeah, was the Silver and, Mustang Casino. There's a horse reference. That's true. And well, luck. and there's the white horse. There's the white uh, horse. Yeah, figurine that they cut to, which, you know, given the significance of that, I don't know, I don't know what that's supposed to be implying or how far we're supposed to take it. Is it a wink and a nod? Is it just a little sort of <clears throat> weird bleed over or whatever? Um, well. I think or, you... or it does it really mean the same thing that the white horse meant as in like you know she drugged some guy or maybe they drugged her or I don't well, know. Like... I think Lynch uses the white horse to signify death. I think you know it's kind of like yeah. the pale horse from the Bible, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think that's the idea is like it's it's present when there's death or something like that, right, which is why right. it's here because this guy's dead and there's that's how I take it. That's the connection. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I guess. But I. But yeah, it's interesting, you know. And does Dale? Does he? Does that? I mean, does that mean something? Right. We saw the white horse. Yeah. You know, in the Black Lodge. And so is this Dale going, ah, yes, I remember when I saw that white horse in the Black Lodge. That's mm. me connecting that to this moment here at Carrie's house. <laughs> like, yeah. It'd be, inter- yeah. it'd be nice to know if, if he made that connection or not. Or if that's, yeah. you know, is that why we saw the white horse? It was it was from the future, you know, like a, f- a future reference. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing where, you know, if they wanted to, they could have a, a cutaway to that and basically tell us that he's remembering that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they wanted to give us any insight into his state of mind here. I mean, what the fuck is he's really like, <laughs> he's really cool with this scene with mm-hmm. no comments. Like, what is, is wrong with you, Cooper? I think when you find out that reality is a dream... I think there's some things that don't matter anymore, like the love of your life, uh, whether or not there's dead bodies around, uh, and, you know, all the other things Cooper hasn't cared about <laughs> since he came over. Oh, man. The problem is not why doesn't he care more about these things. The problem is that they haven't convinced us why he cares so much about Laura. Yeah. We don't know what the point is we don't know if it's just yeah because again duty. if, if it's, it's just all a stop dream duty, or whatever maybe it doesn't maybe none of that matters yeah like, and if it and if if it's just a stop duty then why does that matter what's at stake you know yeah before? like they didn't make it clear what, yeah. what the problem was you know gordon's big speech like was set up to do it and i mean we we went through it meticulously i think we talk for about two hours or so <laughs> <laughs> um two minute scene yeah uh something like that uh and it is weird how he dances around the idea of uh, you know here's judy and here's why we have to find judy but he doesn't actually say it mm-hmm. uh and so it's like it's like we just wanted to find Judy and why, yeah. what's the plan? What do you want to do with Judy? Why, mm-hmm. 
how do you know it's a negative force? I mean, what is how what do you exact... know? Yeah, how do you know any anything about what what is, is is you finding Judy a good thing? You know, yeah. How do you know that that's a worthy goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, so it goes back to like what Cooper is thinking about about all this stuff happening and. You know, I like I would think I don't know, just at least idle curiosity. I don't it's just so weird. <laughs> so such a weird scene going on here. Mm-hmm. Um that 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 just it just passes right by, you know. Um it's uh it's a strange detail to throw in here. Yeah, and for like you said, for them not to mention it to each other, at least um and Cooper didn't really yeah. even react. Like he was surprised, or he, it's just kind of yeah. like he's just seeing things in the room, and that's just another thing in the room. Yeah. yeah, even even if they don't dwell on it, even if it's just a brief whatever, you mm-hmm. know, uh, he looks over, don't ask, and that's it. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it, it could have been such or a she's, simple. Or she could be like, "I told you, I got to get out of here." You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like there's there's no need to like have extended discussions about it necessarily, but not acknowledging it at all feels like just way too, like way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. Are we, uh, are we ready to move on? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's all these like open frozen food containers around her house. There's like two on the fireplace and one on the window by the dead guy. And it's like somebody was eating recently. Who was eating? (laughs) Why was there food being eaten in this moment, you know, before someone gets shot with a gun? Mm. And uh, yeah, it's so it's so weird. Yeah, it's almost like someone else shot him and she's like taking no responsibility for it. Yeah, you know? and like that's the guy she meant. Like the, some guy shot this person and then mm-hmm. ran out and left his gun here. Yeah, and she's just like, I gotta go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, who would do that? Is there a character we know that could have done that? Who's it? A... Looks like maybe he sat down to a hungry man before he got shot. Because there is one sitting on that windowsill, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. right by the chair. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe that, that explains that one, maybe. But yeah, there's a couple other. Well, they having a get together, maybe. And they were um, like, "Let's stand in the living room and open these hungry, frozen hungry Yeah. Have you ever done that? She really knows how to throw a party. <laughs> she calls up her friends. Hey, I've got three hungry man dinners. Let's have a party. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be weird. I, I, it, it almost would fit a situation where if she was being held hostage, you know, this idea that they've been like eating, just kind of eating sporadically or something. You know, that's why they're just like just sitting around still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> no clue. No clue. She just leaves her life, 
You know, mm-hmm. and, and also I was thinking before, like maybe if you reverse engineer this, you could come up with this story. It still doesn't work that well, but maybe it's the point is like they're trying to give a good reason why she would, at the drop of a dime, just go with Cooper mm-hmm. and leave her life. And so if yeah. you re- go backwards, you go, well, why would she leave her life right now? She needs a big reason to do that. What's a big reason? Oh, there's a dead guy in her room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she needs to yeah. get out of there. And maybe like that's how you get that idea without it needing to sort of make sense uh, thinking about it forward, right. you know? Right, right. Uh, so it doesn't really matter how he's here or why. Yeah. Um, you know, since since they make her going with Cooper about her needing to leave and not like she's yeah. so bought into his idea and the connection they have, you know. Right, which would have been a, a different direction to go. Mm-hmm. It's just it raises questions about her life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's the weird thing about it. Um, it 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 at least for me it, it can't just be functional because it just it's too extreme you know but um, it's so extreme that no one talks about it <laughs> yeah. so it seems like it's just functional i guess no i mean i believe that i believe that there's there's a decent chance that that's all it's intended to be but I still think it it raises questions, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, are just hard to, uh, you know, ignore or or just completely. Yeah, uh, you're, you're not supposed to ignore them. You're just not going to answer them. <laughs> it's see. like, you know what I mean? I think it's like, yeah, you're right. It does raise questions. Great. Now what? You're just left with questions. Right. There's no answers here. You know, yeah. he just wants you to have questions. Yeah. And that's that's winning. You know, winning isn't getting answers. Winning is having questions. Right. Right. So it's like that's that's what we got and that's why we can't figure it out because there's nothing to figure out. Right. Right. So much winning. So much winning. It's for your heart <laughs> to find out. You know, your heart will know and it's time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just and for Laura, her her past what 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 has her life been like here does she remember always being there does Mm -hmm. she what was the experience like there's so many questions i i feel like i i would like to have asked and you know cooper i would like him to you know address her more but it's just he's got his one goal and he just doesn't care about anything else Mm mm-hmm like that's he's gonna take her to the Palmer house and he's gonna take her to see Sarah, I guess, and that's all. And again, it's I mean, the, it's it starts to become questionable in terms of changing the past. I mean, if if Laura uh, didn't get murdered, you know, and again, I don't understand the relationship between Laura did. I mean, you know, we talked about it. It's like maybe there's an extra extra universe here. That's beyond uh, the one where Laura didn't get murdered. But, um, you know, it just becomes questionable about Leland uh, necessarily being dead, you know, uh, because the events that led to his death are, are directly related to the murder of Laura. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it's not clear that he would necessarily be dead. No, I mean, um, cons- especially if we're supposed to latch onto any sense that. Bob could have inhabited this person that's dead in her room. Yeah. That would suggest that he didn't inhabit Leland. <clears throat> yeah. So that could be, you know, it could be the case. 
Yeah, so so it's just, I don't know. It just seems like a big assumption. And obviously he's wrong about who's going to be in the house. Um, so um, I don't know. It just, it just seems like for all of his pre-planning and knowledge, it seems mm-hmm. like he didn't really think this through. Well, of course he didn't think it through because he's intuiting his way through a lot of it. Now, there was some right. planning with Gordon and, and, and um, Briggs, but I think, you know, besides some of the detail, clues he's gotten from the giant and the tree and stuff, um, it seems like he's intuiting his way from moment to moment. And he was so sure that he was doing what he was supposed to do by bringing Laura home. Uh, and he was sort of sure that Sarah was going to be there. And, you know... I, you know, um, Jeffrey says this is where you'll find Judy, you know, so there's some sense that Judy will be found on this road. Um, so maybe that's where he's putting it together uh, mm-hmm. with his plan with um, from from Gordon and uh, Briggs, you know, about finding Judy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 so con- there's so many different parts to this last episode that just make it really confusing about what's happening yeah and what does he know and what does he want um what does he expect yeah Yeah. so yeah i don't know next scene (laughs) okay i mean yeah where do you go from there uh so uh uh Laura slash Carrie uh, asks. Uh, uh, I, I'm at this point. I'm just gonna call her Laura. Uh, That's but, fine. You know, whatever. Uh, it's, it's it's weird. Uh, ask uh, Cooper if um, if he's really FBI. He shows her his badge. Uh, she's happy to be leaving Odessa. Um, then they're driving at night. This is the driving sequence, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some headlights behind them. Uh, Laura asks, is someone following us? Cooper doesn't answer. This is a trend. Um, the car passes. He can't drive and talk. It's clear that that's just a limitation to his personality. Especially at night. He can't drive and talk at night. Right, right, right. Um... Laura says, Odessa, I tried to keep a clean house, keep everything organized. It's a long way. In those days, I was too young to know any better. Again, well, okay, I'll come back to that in a second. They stop at a gas station, uh, a normal one, Valero. We talked about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is not a convenience store, just for the record. No. Um, In the, you know, capital C, capital S sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they reach a bridge. They are now in Twin Peaks. We see the Double R Diner there. Uh, Cooper asks Laura if she recognizes anything. She says no. They stop at the Palmer House. Cooper asks Laura if she recognizes it. She says no. They get out of the car. And walk up to the house. Cooper knocks. Okay, I'll stop there. Yeah, good, good place to stop. <laughs> Nothing happens after this. We'll end the podcast here. Yeah. yeah so, so I tried sequence. to keep a clean house. 
Yeah, what does so, that mean? So, uh, I, I'm going to go back to this. This is something I'm just going to harp on here because it was a big thing for me when I uh, originally watched it and when I rewatched it and I was thinking about this. Everything they do as we get closer and closer, and here we're getting really close mm-hmm. uh, to the ending here. I mean, basically, you know, this is the prelude to the final scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, And so... You know, anything she says, I mean, so little is said in the car. Yeah. Anything she says, I'm like, why is she saying this? What does this mean? Surely this has significance. Mm-hmm. I try to keep a clean house, keep everything organized. What? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what? Like, you know, he, he, that guy didn't want me to clean the house, so I shot him. I don't know, like, what? I don't understand I, I really don't understand. Well, uh, there is a connection to the giant saying it's in our house now. So is house like true? Um, a metaphor for like your soul or for your identity or something? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that I think she is. Um, sort of meaning to be that obtuse but like maybe she's saying it in a in a more pedestrian way but we're supposed to take it as how as some other idea of house because mm-hmm. she says in those days i was too young to know any better what does that mean I why mean, are you talking about those days those what days is, where did that come from oh yeah she, she, she's doing that that thing where that laura does um in our last conversation with james where she's just like mm-hmm. going off on mental tangents randomly like switching topics mm-hmm. in like mid-sentence yeah seemingly. maybe that's supposed to be what's happening here a little callback to that like right yeah there, that kind of pre-climax uh lore going crazy oh, yeah. Thing. yeah that's a good point that's yeah. a good point i didn't think about it that way what's a long way by the way <laughs> don't know it's a what's long, a long way, way? I thought she was saying like the trip to Twin Peaks, like so you know, oh, been driving a while. Hey, look at that! Sense. Yeah, <laughs> it could be that. That sounds reasonable. It yeah. is a long way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so it's one thought. Odessa, I try to keep a clean house, keep everything organized. Yeah, it's a long way. Side comment. Meaning, like it's been yeah, we've been driving for a long time. And then in those days, in what days? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I, well, like, it's weird. It's weird to, to juxtapose the idea that you did something right. In the past, you did something right. I tried to keep a clean house. I mean, I guess yeah. maybe you didn't succeed, but you were trying something that seems to be the right thing to do. Yet, then the next thing you say is also in the past, <laughs> which may be the same time period, mm-hmm. maybe not. I didn't know any better. So what does that mean? She had she had the choice to not keep a clean house, but she didn't know that. So that means like what she was doing back then was not necessarily the right thing to do. She only did it because she didn't know any better. Those or, days she tried to keep a clean house. Yeah. Or was she saying there was a time period when I didn't know any better, something happened, and then therefore after that period of time I tried to keep a clean house based because of the time when i didn't know any better when i wasn't keeping a clean house like something happened 
in those days before I tried to keep a clean house, I didn't know any better. Yeah. And but then the order. But now weird. I know better. Well, yeah, she's it's, thinking. She's thinking backwards. Yeah, she's thinking okay. further in time or something. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a vague comment in those days. Like, here, here's the thing about those. I mean, if you're gonna say <laughs> those, like, you have to. There has to be a preceding uh, context to explain mm-hmm. what those means. You mm-hmm. can't just say <laughs> those and expect that to like mean something out of context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unless she's saying those days when she tried to keep a clean house. That's that's what I was saying. Like yeah. that, yeah, that would be the way where it would sort of make sense. Yeah. If if she's talking about the same. The but same why time. is keeping a clean house not knowing any better? Yeah, yeah. To not know any better, I was too young to know any better that keeping a, a clean house is a waste of time. Like, mm-hmm. is pointless? Is I don't know what's she getting at there. It's weird. Um, and does this have anything to do with anything? Is this is this related to Laura somehow? I feel like this. I <laughs> right. I feel like this is supposed to tie together with the dead guy, like. She yeah. tried to do the right thing, but it didn't work out clearly because it's a dead guy and she's on the run. Right. Um, In those days, like. <laughs> yeah. Like so maybe maybe the idea is some something her past caught up with her. Maybe that's she's okay. explaining that her past caught up with her. In, in those days, she didn't know any better, which led her to this guy being in her life somehow mm-hmm. coming coming you know in the last three days, yeah. coming to catch up with her. And in the intervening period between those two periods, she had tried to keep a clean house. Yeah. Because she was like on the run or something, or like, you know, didn't want to make any mistakes to get caught or something like that. Keep everything right. organized. Is she saying her life? Is she saying her finances? Is she saying her identities? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's kind of how it comes off to me. Like, She's sort of explaining that things went wrong recently. Before then, I was trying to keep them from going wrong because they had gone wrong before. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one interpretation. It is. Uh, That makes sense. I mean, hey, uh, that's more than I had. And she, it is preceded by this idea of someone following them. So, you know, that, that does tie together, too, this idea that that she was followed or somebody was after her uh, and then and then caught up to her, you know. Um, right. And the fact that she, she says there's some other person out there, maybe she's thinking that could have been this person who's following them. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. Yeah, yeah. And, like, this is, um, you know... Uh, one of the few things she really says uh, in this uh, part of the story and so it's just like surely they put these lines in here for some reason right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like should it be I mean it just it it would just be weird if it's just a random idle chat um, that isn't supposed to have any significance um, you know put so close to the end this whole conversation is weird, you know. Um, 
first of all, did they get, did they stop and get food? I mean, it's like a what twelve hour drive more. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it got to be more than that. Like twenty yeah. hour maybe. Yeah. Drive. Um. So hopefully they yeah. ate at least once. You would hope. Um, it's weird that she's like, "Are you really an FBI agent?" Mm-hmm. Like she's already with him here. It's a little late to verify his identity. I don't know why this that line is here. We know he's an FBI agent. Why does she care at this point? She already trusted him enough to leave. So in terms of your question about like you know every line at this point, since we're very close to the end, is significant. It's like why are we even getting this exchange? Yeah. Um, because he's gonna say it later to the Traymond lady, right? That he's the FBI. Uh, I think he's I think he says. I guess we'll get to the scene to find out. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he he says that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. We're gonna get that again. So, you know, and then and then he shows his badge, and I'm like, where did he get the badge from? Did yeah. He, did he have the badge on him? Like he had the room key on him the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Must but, have. But no, no, no. That that that's not how that works, right? Because he had changed clothes by then. Because when he wakes up in the hospital, he has clothes to put on. Those aren't his original clothes from the Black Lodge, are they? <laughs> like his original black suit? Didn't they get him more? Did, did J.D. get him other black suits or am I making that up? Yeah, I think she did. I think she was like, I got you more black suits because you look good in them or something. Yeah, yeah. And the, his old clothes didn't fit anymore. Yeah, so where did he, when he woke up from the hospital and was like, okay, I'm going to Twin Peaks now. Where did he get that badge? Because if he, if there's no way, one. if there's no way he got that badge, now I'm like, okay, then this is evidence that this is a manufactured timeline or something. You know, when he wakes up at the hotel the next day and his car, his FBI car is there, and he's got a badge, and he's got an FBI badge, and he's calling himself Dale Cooper. He's got this FBI personality. Yeah. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's interesting. And yeah, I guess I assumed it was a contrivance, but uh, yeah, there I, there doesn't seem to be a clear way that that it makes any sense because he didn't he didn't go home. He didn't uh, go home. I mean, the it's not like the Las Vegas we FBI him. gave him a badge. Yeah, they didn't give him a badge. Um, yeah, he didn't get a badge from Gordon or anything. No. Certainly not on screen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's really no, there's really no way. Like I could have believed that his original suit uh, had the badge, uh, mm-hmm, which you know mm-hmm. could mean that it, that it's sitting at home or something. But like when he was Dougie, he didn't have the power to carry it around unless we're supposed to believe oh boy here's here's the theory for you oh god uh, no do you do you remember when do you remember when uh you know the that that like cop uh uh saw dougie staring at the statue and uh-huh. uh had to like take him home remember how fascinated he was with the badge like he kept trying yeah. to touch it Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both there and when he was back at at, at home, um, yeah. could that be some kind of weird setup that like he was he was always like carrying around his badge, <laughs> you know, like like he was drawn to badges, and so he just had this like instinctive uh, thing where he where he actually like kept his badge with him the whole time. <sighs> That's a bit, yeah, that's a stretch. 
Um, <laughs> Thank you. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a that's a tough one. I was um, just I was just like, are we supposed to believe that he had some he had some way of actually like getting the badge? Like he he could transcend his because listen, I think and if, I remember Dougie if had Janie a badge e, If Janie E had saw, I mean, she's the one helping him getting dressed every day, right? So I mean, yeah. if she's like Dougie, why do you have an FBI badge? Like I, I don't think she would let him walk around all those days with an FBI badge. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he had an FBI badge this whole time. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking he, there's no clear place where he got it from. But yeah, if the car showed up, it's definitely not out of the question that and, that showed up. And here's the thing too: when he wakes up as Dougie, I'm sorry, as Cooper in the at, from the coma, and he puts the suit on, he doesn't have his his FBI pin on. So mm-hmm. now I'm trying to track when he gets his FBI pin on him because, uh, oh, it's when he leaves the Black Lodge. I bet that's when he gets the FBI pin because he has it originally in the Black Lodge. So when he goes back in time to save Laura and then goes to the Black Lodge, he's got to have the pin on. Oh, man, this is weird. When does that happen? So, did he time travel again? I think he time traveled several times. Like, okay, let me see. When he shows up, at, maybe he gets the ba- Oh, maybe he gets the badge. No, he arrived with the Mitchum brothers to the sheriff station. Sorry, I was thinking he arrived with the FBI. So when he's fighting Bob, let me see. There's no pin, <laughs> right? You get a good shot. Right, when he's talking to everybody, I keep getting all these medium shots. All right, there's no pin on him in the sheriff station. Okay, okay. so so when he goes to see Philip Jeffries, let me double. Aha, he gets the pin when he time travels to Laura. That's it. Okay. Oh wait, sorry. I keep I keep having my Eureka moment and being wrong. It looks like he gets he still it. Doesn't have it. It looks like he. Oh, he. <gasps> Even better. It's when he, um, he when he leaves the Twin Peaks reality, um, when he, Diane, and Gordon walk across the black expanse, mm-hmm. when they show up in uh, the basement of the Great Northern, he's got the pin on now. That's the first time he has it? That's the first time he has it this okay. entire time. So something right. happened there. <laughs> so that's probably when he got the badge, too. Yeah, yeah. when guess. he's walking across, he's got the pin on him. So that, yeah. that symbolizes something. That, yeah. that's, that's a really important moment I didn't catch before. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really saying something about who he is and the nature of reality there, that he just manifests <laughs> his, his his full FBI regalia. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's weird. So maybe that's what this... FBI bad showing scene is about is to just make it make it clear make just make that point to us that here's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I mean it's super subtle, you know. <laughs> yeah. You have to go digging to find out if he should have that badge or not. It definitely didn't bother me the first, second or third time, but <laughs> you know. Uh <laughs> it's uh because I was worried about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of other problems, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Wow. I guess that that was a clear moment, and and that did 
that did have a weird transition. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess I guess that's the moment when that stuff could have happened. It seems like he creates a new reality from that point, which which calls into question, yeah. you know, why why do we still get Mike in the arm later? Mm-hmm. Because um, he does go back to the Black Lodge. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, when he goes back... Oh, they're not there, right? What? I'm sorry, Laura. I'm sorry, the second time they're not there. The first time... The first time Laura's not there. But Mike is there. And then he sees yeah, the yeah. arm. And then he has a flashback. And then they're gone. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, simple. <laughs> How do I keep getting confused? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's a that's a startling revelation that means a lot. I don't know what it means, but it's clear that after the lights go down in the sheriff station, something new is happening. And like I said before, it seems like he's deciding to dream the next part of the story or something or uh he's he's choosing to leave it behind you know but the question is there's like this transition period where you still have these you know you still have gordon and and diane for a little bit here and then you have mike you know still a, and, and then philip jeffries sort of in this post sheriff station world though which should be the original world right yeah um i mean yeah it 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 comes from i mean the, you know they they go to that great northern place i mean we know that place exists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know um we saw james right there you know at that door hearing the sound the famous sound um even even ben and beverly heard the sound mm-hmm you know, uh, so there does seem to be indication that that was there, you know, before Cooper arrived. Yeah. Um, it, like preparing for him or I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it seems to me like there is some objectivity there. Um, uh, and yet, uh, it did also seem like Cooper was manipulating events in some strange way that was hard to understand with his head on the screen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he warps them to a whole other place or something. And, yeah. Um, but yet we're still in the main reality. That's what that's what it seems yeah. like. We're still in this yeah. like first alpha universe. Right. But he's just got the ability to change to like time or space travel and zoom to the Great Northern. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have the power to initiate the time travel. Mike does that, saying electricity. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, anyway, well <laughs> I didn't think that badge was gonna be such so problematic and lead to such a conundrum, but yeah. yeah, the fact that he's got a badge from nowhere and a lapel pin from nowhere is really strange. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it seems like that, well, that's when it happens, mm -hmm. I think. I mean, that's definitely when the pin happens. And I, I guess, you know, it seems reasonable to say if, if a pin can show up, that would be a time when a, when a badge could show up. Yeah, yeah.
So uh, that would be my guess. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's a very strange element that I don't really understand. Um, like many things. <laughs> yeah, and why why Cooper isn't explaining more? I mean, he's he's lived a whole adventure leading yeah. up to this moment, and he's not getting her, giving her any information about what's at stake here, why it matters. Yeah. Who she is, what she is could do. What yeah, she yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, the long drive and like it comes across like he, uh, you know, barely said a word to her the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, just like once they get to Twin Peaks, like, do you recognize? Do you recognize this? Do you recognize that? Like that's that's all that's all yeah. we really get out of him yeah you'd think he'd be interested he you know like do you remember the last time you saw me do you remember mm-hmm. us in the woods you know yes where did you yes. go when you disappeared uh yes. what were the sounds from the phonograph yes. like anything why were you screaming <laughs> yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, there's so many questions, and it's just, I mean, I know we're not going to get all of them, but it's weird that he doesn't really ask any except, like, do you remember being Laura? Mm-hmm. You know, variations on that. Yeah. Um, that's that's really all he's got. And, um, yeah, and he's like, I want to take you to your home, you know, your mother's house, your home at one time. And she doesn't say, like, why. <laughs> Why do you want to yeah. take me there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be a natural question to ask. And yeah, seriously, Cooper, why? What's your plan? What are you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. Do I want to meet this mother of mine? Like, is this a thing yeah. that's good for me? Is this my birth mother? Like, mm-hmm. what's happening here? Like, And the fact that she had some sense that something was wrong, but didn't actually investigated any further over this multi-hour drive Mm -hmm. you know like hey like i said before what's going on like that's weird on her part like mm -hmm. the fact that she doesn't say more and she makes these enigmatic comments about (laughs) cleaning house and being too young to know any better and it's like well you're just as bad as cooper Mm -hmm. what are you doing you guys deserve each other (laughs) yeah exactly like he's not talking and she's talking about nonsense and yeah asking the right questions she's all spaced out and they're just like yeah we're just on the road riding in silence for (laughs) hours and hours and hours only broken by stops at the gas station and you know Mm, the random car that may or may not be following us yeah exactly Exactly. I, I guess it wasn't. I don't know. That was, that was a weird moment. <laughs> There's the answer. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's it's unclear. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was a strange, strange moment again. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they doing? I it's it's <laughs> it's it was so very, weird. Like, old Hollywood movie. It was very like, you know, yeah uh, like an old 50s movie or something it's yeah. just like the, the terror of driving in the night you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's 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 weird i don't know what we're supposed to make of that is that was that mother was she was she following oh god. Them, you know oh god uh yeah it's it's so weird yeah was that the person that left like i said before that carrie was talking about mm-hmm 
who's out there. Clearly, it seemed like it was really no one. The person just kept driving and nothing happened, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's up. Gas is 289, though, so... Not too shabby. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 29 299 309 looks like a diesel is 259 got it right. cheaper well that's that's a seemingly a bit of an indication as far as timeline goes mm-hmm. um yeah i mean you can see a truck in the background at the gas station that that looks like a you know it's 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 at least the 90s or newer or something you know mm-hmm. it's not super old yeah um so it's you know they're not in the 40s you know there's a valero right. here so yeah it's, it's seemingly since the 90s or just the mo- supposed to be modern times yeah 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 i mean the gas prices seem high for the 90s i don't yeah, yeah yeah i mean it high. yeah for for in terms of the gas prices yeah it doesn't make sense if that's the 90s yeah, but then again, it could just be it could just be some weird continuity error. Well, it, it could be that in this universe, <laughs> uh, there was you know an oil uh, incident and the price went up because oh things god are, things are different in this world. Oh no, not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, in their world, the Simpsons got canceled after the first season. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. No, <laughs> no. Homer never had a normal voice. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, um, shall we? Well, shall we? I guess we shall. All right. Okay. So in our last scene, uh, we pick up where we left off before with uh, Cooper and Laura at the Palmer House. Uh, knocking at the door a woman answers and i will just uh, go ahead and read what they say are they knock um, knock knocking on Tremont's door knock knock knocking on Tremont's door yeah that's <laughs> pretty much what uh bob dylan said i think mm-hmm. all um right. all right so yeah just gonna have to read this again like we uh like we've been saying um you know the closer you get to the end the more uh significant things seem to have and so uh so i'm just gonna uh, dwell on this uh line by line here uh so she says yes um <laughs> <woo. laughs> no uh, wait let's stop here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> buckle up for it's gonna take a while it's already confusing. Uh, okay, so uh, Cooper says, FBI, I'm Special Agent Dale Cooper. Is Sarah Palmer here? She says, who? <laughs> and he says, uh, Sarah Palmer. She says, no, there's no one here by that name. He says, do you know Sarah Palmer? <laughs> Obviously not. Anyway, she says, no. Uh, then he asks, is this your house? Do you own this house or do you rent this house? And she says, yes, we own this house. Uh, then he says, uh, who did you buy it from? Um, whom did you buy it from? Sorry. Uh, and she, uh, asks, I, I guess what we're supposed to assume is her husband or something in there. Uh, (laughs) the male patriarch. Yeah. The the one who's clearly in charge here. Uh Apparently, uh, the way it should be. Exactly. Uh, Old school. (laughs) 
So she says, uh, honey, what was the name of the woman who sold us the house? And we hear some muffled uh, response. And then uh, she says, uh, Chalfont, so Mrs. Chalfont or Chalfont. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Chalfont, I think, is the uh, official pronunciation. Anyway, um, uh, Cooper says, do you happen to know who she bought it from? Whom she bought it from? Um, and she says, no, I don't. But honey... Do you know who owned it before <laughs> Mrs. Chalfont? The man has all the answers here. Um, and uh, then we hear some more muffled uh, voices, and then she says, no. Um, and then uh, Cooper asks, what is your name? <laughs> um, Why don't you just tell me and, any name that'll help? And she says, Alice. Alice Tremont. Uh-oh. He says, Okay. <laughs> Sorry to bother you so late at night. And she says, that's okay. And he says, good night. And she says, good night. And then she closes the door. And uh, so they walk back to the street. Might as well just brave on here. Um, Cooper, uh, as they walk back to the street, Cooper sort of hesitates. Uh, they're walking back to the car. He, he looks back at the house. And then he says, as he leans in a strange way, uh, what year is this? And then <laughs> oh, no. go over to Laura. And then nothing happened. And then <laughs> and then Laura said, It's twenty seventeen. And then and then he said, Oh, I realize I made a mistake. I'll just finish it for you. He's like, Oh, I realize I made a mistake in my uh precise calculations that I worked <laughs> out with Gordon and Major Briggs twenty five years ago before I went into the Black Lodge. <laughs> Yet another scene from C season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man how great that would be and then laura says oh that's interesting it makes complete sense to me what do we need to do to fix this conundrum i guess that explains why you came to rescue me exactly. and why i'm this other identity mm-hmm. and what's going on with judy as well also i'd like to take this moment to apologize for not addressing the dead guy in the room that was strange <laughs> of me in hindsight can we talk about the thing I whispered in your ear? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> More importantly, let's just say for the record what I whispered in your ear, just in case. Because we both know what it was, we right? Both know, since we both know, let's say it at the same time. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's not what happened, sadly. Oh, um, man, was that a dream? <laughs> Uh, that was a dream. We live inside a dream. We live inside a dream. Dream, dream. God. One of the best Uh, moments ever. So Laura hears, uh, Sarah's voice faintly calling for Laura. This is, uh, from the pilot, I believe, uh, originally. Um, and then Laura screams. The lights in the house go out. And... We go to black, and then credits play over Laura whispering to Cooper. End of show. Not only do the lights in the house go out, the lights in the house next door go out. So. Oh, do they? Yeah. Interesting. So it's 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 like it's basically like all the electricity in the world or something, and then like the world goes out, like sort Mm -hmm. of a domino effect that's kind of comes off to me. Yeah. Um. Or she just has, you know, supersonic screams that affect electromagnetism. And then once right. she stops screaming, the lights will come back on. Yeah. 
and then Alice and her husband will come out and be like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, so, I mean, you know, I would say this scene speaks for itself. <laughs> it, uh, it has to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll just, like, try to draw out, you know, the obvious issues here. Um, so, you know, he's, uh, Cooper's expecting, uh, Sarah Palmer, and they apparently have no idea who that is. Um, there's no, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, the way, uh, scenes like this, uh, tend to play out, um, you know, there's no moment where we get the sense that she knows more than she's letting on or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it seems like she's being honest when she says she doesn't doesn't know who that is. Um, but I would say the intrigue level kind of goes up when we find out that there was Chalfonts and she's actually a Tremont um, here because obviously those, those figures are, um, you know, generally significant in the Twin Peaks world, especially when it comes to like residences. Um, that seemed mm -hmm. to be like one of their main ways of, I don't know what exactly they were doing, um, watching things or, yeah, it's uh, very confusing. Um, it's very intervening confusing. in some weird way. Like I did have this idea that they gave the ring to Teresa, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's true, but, um, and then as far as being next to Harold, you know, were they there just to, to, to intercept Donna and, and kind of set the stage for what happened with Harold and the diary pages and stuff? I mean, is that kind of what they were trying to do? I don't really know. Um, you know, they gave well, uh, Lori a picture for her wall. It seemed like they had been there for a while though, right? I feel like they had, I forgot what made it clear well, that. It seemed like they had been there for. It wasn't like that was their first time being there when Donna showed up or anything like that. Uh, so the thing that threw it into question for me is that uh, when she goes back, it's a different woman named Mrs. Tremont who's who's younger. There's mm -hmm. no grandson. Mm -hmm. She's like my mother died years ago, you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm left with the impression that there was. Um, uh, yeah, I guess, well, I guess the question is, how does she end up on the list then? And then who is this new woman? I mean, mm -hmm. that does, mm -hmm. that does actually, that does actually raise some troubling questions. Um, but, you know, we had a, a similar pattern in the uh, old Fat Trout trailer park uh, where, mm -hmm. he, you know, Carl says there was a, there was a Mrs. Chalfont and her grandson. And then, but the, the other owners, like before them or after them, I don't remember exactly how he phrases it, were also Chalfonts. So... You know, there there does seem to be this idea of of them like uh, taking uh, taking identities and like inhabiting places for specific reasons. But, um, but but what's interesting about that is they do it in a way where it's obvious there's there's two sets of people, right? So they don't they don't take identities and sort of you know once they're done it's like oh there was just the chalfonts there just one set you know it's like right they always make it clear there's two yeah like, yeah it, yeah and it, it was almost like carl didn't even remember that there was two chalfonts in a row mm -hmm. until he said that you know because it's like you would think hey i yeah. got a new tenant that are chalfonts hey the last people were chalfonts yeah that's weird yeah, uh, but yeah, it's interesting how he says it. Um, yeah, and it's like, is that why that. he's been places? <laughs> right. But right. yeah, there, there's something. 
and, and and what's weird, right, is is in the fat trout, it's two chalfons in the same location, and you know the 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 grandmother and grandson being implicated as one of the the groups. Yeah. <clears throat> Here at the Palmer House, I'm sorry, at the um, at, at the the Tremont House um, in Twin Peaks, it was um, you know two Tremonts, the grandson and grandmother being part of the set. Here. At the Palmer House, though, it's weird. It's not. It's sort of the combination of the two, where it's it's yeah. a Chalfon and then a Tremond. Right. But right. she did say that the the Chalfon was a woman. It was yeah. Mrs. Chalfon. So she like volunteered that information. Yeah. So it does it does sort of like make you think of the grandmother. Yeah. Um, uh, so I find that interesting. It's not the, exactly the same pattern. So it's not like. Oh, you know what? We, you know, we're the Traymonds and we own this house, and the people before us were just were Traymonds too, just a coincidence or something. Like it's like, yeah, no, Chalfont. So wait, why is why is it different now? Um, yeah, I feel like the thing that would have fit the pattern is really. I mean, I assumed they got the name from the real people, and that's not really their name at all. But you know, the thing that would have fit the pattern is if like these people had some like vaguely French name, mm, and mm-hmm. and they were like, who'd you buy it from? Oh, uh. uh it was it was an old woman and her grandson, you know, like mm-hmm. like if they said something like that, it would kind of maybe clarify. Maybe the uh, idea, maybe the idea is the grandmother was a Tremond when she was, you know, at that house at that place, and then she moved down to the trailer park and she became a Chalfont, mm-hmm. and then when she moved to the Palmer house, she was a Chalfont, and you know, so maybe she was using the last name that that she was known as when she mm-hmm. bought the house mm-hmm. so maybe that's the the sign to us that that's the grandmother since that yeah, was yeah. sort of like the last name she had i think i think the trailer part well of course well i guess that would be before so yeah it's sort of before. later it's the last we know her name but <laughs> yeah not chronologically From the point of view. yeah yeah that's interesting hmm. so yeah, I mean, you know, they're both clearly references at the very least. And, and yeah, pointing out Mrs. does sort of um, uh, make it seem like that's who it was. And, you know, the obvious question is if that really was uh, Mrs. Chalfant, yeah, Tremont, et cetera, we, et cetera. We don't see any evidence of the Black Lodge in this new world. You know, so right. it's interesting if this was it's supposed to be a hint that you know there is some influence or is it or is are we supposed to stop short and just and just go oh look it's a coincidence you know because is it like eat at judy's yeah like even if you create a new reality there's some influences and cosmic links to previous realities that you're gonna be able to to notice you know but but they don't mean it doesn't mean that literally the grandmother owned this house you know right it's just it's kind of like a loss with the number sort of representing randomness or patterns, you know, like just this idea. Here's another pattern, um, mm-hmm. you know, because because dreams. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, Cooper doesn't he doesn't um, really seem to notice those names. It doesn't Not seem really. to help him at all. Like, oh, I'm on the right track. Chalfon, Tremont, yeah. I'm on the right track. Given all the like, other stuff he knows, you you would think like that would trigger something a little more than it does. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's just there for the audience, strangely. Like, the only thing for him that's weird is that Sarah Palmer's not there, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, 
I guess in terms of the Judy plan, you know, it's not really clear uh, what that means. Uh, if he just ended up going to the wrong year or like somehow be, being transported to the wrong year, if it was the motel thing. Um, but uh, it's it's just not it's just not clear what really happened here. Uh, and I would say the this last part um, with. Uh, Laura hearing the uh, Sarah voice mm -hmm. and the lights going out, you know, I mean, that's, that seems like, that seems like an indication that, I don't know, that something, uh, you know, Black Lodge slash whatever, you know, I mean, all those beings have some weird connection to electricity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there was like a flash of lightning when the lights go yeah. out is the whole thing. Yeah, so it seems like it's some kind of indication that they're they're around, they're approaching. Uh, does it indicate? I mean, the lights in the house go out. Does it indicate that that was, you know, they they you know they they were taking some some other form there and and just trying to like fool them, or or are they revealing themselves now? Is Laura just picking it up? Um, what's you know what I mean? Why? Well, the scream uh, is enigmatic too because it's it's not quite scary or threatening it but it, i mean it's scary because it's sort of out of nowhere but i mean like it's not laura you know it's not right. like an ominous voice necessarily um so it's weird because I, I you you know an easy answer would be oh it's experiment in sarah and she's yeah. calling out to her because she's tracking her down now and she's close yeah but it's like or is it just she's hearing her mother's voice sort of echo from time through time you know um this idea that she's sort of remembering that she was laura um and again you know what's really compelling to me is is that idea from um her dream sequence and the fire walk with me script that she was going to hear her mother's voice calling out to her when she's when she's dreaming so you know and this idea of everything going dark after she hears the voice seems to be a similar idea um you know that that it's some sense of her realizing that she's uh that, that this isn't real mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it, it's it's a it's right up there with i think the inception ending in terms of being a really sort of perfect balance of you know uh, of sort of either or right of like either the bad guys are winning or like um you know laura is sort of realizing that this isn't all this isn't real you know, and it's kind of like you can make a case for either one that's like, you know, Judy created this world and now she's coming after Laura, you know. Well, I guess or, that would be, in a way, a combination of the two. Can you say that again? Uh, in a way, that's a combination of the two. Like, the idea that, um, you know, the world is, uh, you know, false in some way because it was created mm -hmm. by Judy for her, but also, you know... Uh, also judy's coming like if she was responsible if sarah palmer's like stabbing of the uh picture mm -hmm. was responsible for laura's uh disappearance which uh my assumption until you know uh until it's you know uh proved otherwise is that um you know when she's taken away she's uh somehow transported to this uh, this world where she is with uh, Cooper here at the end, mm -hmm. um, you know, given this new identity, I don't really know how that works exactly, but somehow she wakes up there and I don't know, has new memories or something. So 
the the way the editing is done uh, does suggest that there's a link there. Um, now, it could be that the world existed already and uh, Judy just sent her there. Uh, or it could be that, you know, Judy was trying to attack or do something that, you know, uh, some other force intervened and whisked her away. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's not 100% clear uh, who's responsible for, for that part. But it, it does seem like... Um, uh, I mean, no one, no one tells Cooper that they did it, you know? Uh, so like if the good guys did it, you know, I mean, I feel like it, it should be, you know, they, they should have, um, they, they should have stepped in at some point and said, you know, um, yeah, we put, we put her over here because, you know, Judy was, was coming or Judy was going to, Judy was going to kill her or possess her or whatever it is she mm -hmm. wants to do. Um, well, so now you have to go to this but other he knows place. That. Like that's what's weird, right? Like from the time Laura disappears in the woods and the time he, you know, leaves the black lodge at the curtain call, like he seems to know what to do and where she went. I mean, he might not necessarily know why, but I feel like the why is sort of a part of, you know, how he knows maybe. So that's the part they kind of skip over. Yeah. How does he know he's going to find her there? I mean, we keep talking about that, you know, so right. that goes directly to that. Like, um, you know, I agree. Like they could have told him this, this information, but it seems like he got it anyway. So, was it, so that, that makes me wonder if it was part of the plan. Uh, of course it makes you wonder that. It's if he had, wonderment. But, it, but it didn't look like it. Of you course know? it didn't. The, the way he's leading her, it didn't look like he was like, well, any moment now, you, she's going to be whisked away. Oh no, he's completely confused. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so that, that's what makes it weird that he suddenly knows. Listen, I don't think it can be part of the plan. I, I mean, Again, that whole Black Lodge sequence is to tell him to go find her after he just lost her. So I think, like, it's like, okay, hey, by the way, you know, something just happened. Let's just reinforce. You need to go find her. Yeah. And, uh, and he does. Like, that's what he, that's exactly well, what he starts to do. So, so if they didn't do it, um, which I guess. The question, still... yeah, yeah. The question is, how does he know? And, and I guess you go back to what the giant told him with the you know listen to the sounds like maybe cooper mm -hmm. put that together and and he's you know it's in our house the i'm saying these sounds are related to it and mm -hmm. then when cooper hears the sounds when laura disappears and then the black lodge people tell him to go find her he's like okay well she disappeared because of the it sounds <laughs> and therefore mm -hmm. she'll be in this other reality <laughs> i don't know right that's there's the leap, you know. I don't I don't know how he yeah. gets there, but yeah, yeah, it does seem like there's at least some kind of vague, extremely vague implication that the sounds are connected to the it. Mm -hmm. And you know, again, God, it's just it's so hard to string this together. It does seem like it does. It still seems like the it should be uh, connected to uh, Judy somehow. Or yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it could be Mr. C and Bob or something. But based on the way the story plays out, it just seems more likely that it's referring to Judy. And so, um, if that's true, then it does seem like some kind of indication that you know uh, Judy's uh, stabbing the photo. Uh, you know, made the sounds and 
made Laura go away uh, somehow. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, uh, the, that those sounds, you know, according to the internet, um, if you are just like slowed down the jackpot lever sound, you know, when you pull the jackpot lever at a, oh. at a casino, whatever that thing's called. What's the slot yeah, machine yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be that slowed down, which, of course, tied into the Dougie storyline. But yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that idea of, like, having something in your hand and, like, pulling it down is kind of, it's not a million miles from sort of the action Sarah was doing when she's smashing the picture right. with the bottle. So yeah. So I was just wondering if maybe that, that's sort of some sort of connection to those, to that motion and those sounds. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, um, I was also thinking, you know, it's in our house now. Maybe our house is like this reality, and he's saying like mm-hmm. the the Judy is this is in this reality now. You know, um, mm-hmm. in a way, I want that scene, Cooper scene with the giant, which was the second of the whole <laughs> season three. I kind of want that to be like after this last scene, like after Cooper's like, "What year is it?" and then like. Right. Laura screams. I kind of want Cooper to show up at the giant's place, and then he's like, "It's in our house now." Meaning, like, the voice of Sarah is like the idea of like it tracked them down to this reality now, you know, or something. But yeah, it doesn't work with the four three zero and other stuff. Mm-hmm. And Linda, it doesn't work with that. Points but... to earlier things. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's a great ending. It's you know because um you know you're you and the characters are just completely baffled and you don't know what happened and you don't know where it went wrong um i've been playing this um it reminds me of this this i've been playing this video game called late shift which is um it's basically like an interactive movie so it's like a choose your own adventure type of movie um but it's you know sort of technically a game uh but um but you do this you do a similar thing like this where you know you make all these choices and you you know you know trust this person or not or take this thing or not and then like like you get to a certain ending and you're just like what what happened i'm you know i'm trying to win the game or get the best ending or you know not die and all that stuff and i'm just like where did i go wrong and you think back and it's like okay if i would have made this choice versus this choice would i have gotten the thing you know so Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of Cooper at the end here, where he's just like, "What? What? Of all the variables and all the planning, <laughs> you know, yeah. what was the mistake?" Um, and uh, yeah, and, and and what's great about the question of what year is it is that I'm not even convinced that's really going to help him solve it. You know, it's I don't know if that's the only thing he needs to know to figure out what happened. <laughs> Or if it's completely meaningless to figuring out what happened, you know? Right. Right. Like, if he's told I mean, the year, does that tell him why Sarah's not there? You know? I mean, what year yeah. would, would make sense to explain why she's not there? I mean, yeah. in the normal reality, she's there since the 80s. Right. You know? Right. So... It's clearly, seemingly clearly later than that. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, but the fact that that's, I mean, that's more or less the final line, mm-hmm. um, you know, makes me think it, it does matter in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just don't really know why. Um, like, I'm, I'm stuck on that part. 
because um, it doesn't. It's not the obvious question. Yeah, you know? and, and if and if Laura Carey here in this scene, if she was the you know '80s Laura, the younger Laura, then I could I could see if that you know what year is it making sense if Dale thought he was taking her back to like you know '89 Twin Peaks to '89 Sarah Palmer, you know, and and he's like I don't understand, and then somehow they were in like 2017 or 2015 or whatever. You know, but clearly this is not the younger Laura, and right. you know, and I, it's like, our, or does he think that's the younger Laura? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's a little crazy to think he's in a deluded state, and he's not seeing her for who she is, other than the fact that, like, you know, he's seen her as young and old, and <laughs> in the Black Lodge and stuff frequently. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, other other than that wacky idea, I don't know why the year really matters besides the fact he's he's been time traveling but i don't know how that solves this mystery of where sarah palmer is and why why she's not here yet we we hear pun intended her voice Mm -hmm. so you know it's like is she here we hear her is that is that supposed to be like a joke you know like Mm -hmm. she is here And that's why we hear, you know, her call out to Laura, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, the connection to Sarah does make it seem like, you know, there could be some, like, impending thing happening here. Um, but since the since we go to black at this point, it's... Yeah, is it is it a trap? Is it like, is this Judy saying, ha ha, got you, mm-hmm. you know? And like, the you know, the lights go off and, and then Cooper and, and Laura are devoured by eternal darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was yeah. all Judy's plan. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, and like that, is she one in the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that seems like at least a possibility. Mm-hmm um based on based on what we're seeing here um but uh uh but it's yeah it's really hard to be sure about it because we just don't know that much about what's happening here and and if that's true right the why would the you know why would the fireman go along with this because he he showed cooper the number six telephone pole i'm sorry he showed andy the number six telephone pole so yeah. he should know about this world, and if it, it, it mean, or you'd have to say he didn't know this was a world that Judy created as a trap for Laura or something, right? Um, you know, um, and the diner was called Eat at Judy's, so maybe Judy ate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yikes! Who's yikes. on the who's, who's the special of the day? Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean by who? Don't you mean what? No, I mean who. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe, I mean, that's an interesting idea, you know, um, that it's, but it's like, why didn't, it, you know, Sarah slash Judy doesn't really even make, her. their motivations don't make any sense. I mean, why spend all that time hanging out in, as, as Sarah Palmer doing like nothing but watching violence on TV and drinking and smoking. Sorry, I guess she's been busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, please. Studying the jerky displays at the grocery store. Um, yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about that moment. Remind me to come back to that moment because I think it's very important, her whole jerky okay. fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Um, but why spend all that time if you can create a reality where you can get the person that you want, you know? So right. why is Cooper saving Laura the prompt the four uh, experiment or Judy or Sarah, <laughs> whatever name or mm-hmm. person it is to, 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 to do this whole thing, you know, why it's almost like, <sighs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Sarah was content to have Laura be dead, right? So Laura's sort of original death from the series did not seem to impact Judy's plans, right? Like, it was fine doing whatever it was doing, hanging out in Twin Peaks, right? So clearly it's it, it doesn't seem like it wants the past to be changed. Then when Cooper changes the past, it's upset. And then... Mm-hmm you know, potentially creates this new reality and, and hides Laura there. But I, but it's like now, okay, great, Judy. Now Laura is in a reality where she's not Laura anymore. She's Carrie, but she's alive, which is, which isn't what you were content with before. Right. And yet you're going to let this reality exist for a couple decades until Cooper shows up. Uh, and finds her and takes her to Twin Peaks, and then when they get to the house, you're gonna spring out and then say, "Ha ha, gotcha!" Like mm-hmm. it's, that can't be the story, right? I don't really kind of I don't get it from that angle of like why is that a thing to do? Um, if 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 Experiment could pluck Sarah from reality, you you know what what's the point of putting it into, um another reality why not why not move her over to where jacques and and um and ronette and um uh leo are in the woods just like fling her over there and she'll just appear there and then everything will happen like it was supposed mm-hmm. to happen you know right if yeah, you have yeah, that yeah. much power so yeah. that's why yeah. it seems like it's it's not experiment just hid her here Unless mm-hmm. it's in, unless it's a sort of messier version where it's it's like there's just a bunch of realities out there and Judy's like, well, I'll just I all I can do is you know almost like the jackpot thing, right? Maybe that's mm-hmm. the idea Ooh. is where you you just pull the lever, you know, you can say electricity and make someone teleport, but maybe you can't dis, you know uh, pinpoint exactly where they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's a matter, but maybe that means it's just a matter of time before it finds you because it's, it's going to hop from reality to reality until it mm-hmm. finds you. So maybe that's why it finds him at the end. You know, it just finally got there. Yeah. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe that, I mean, I like that idea of randomness, you know, with uh, the jackpot sounds and sort of maybe, maybe Judy just like flew, flung her to some random reality. Yeah. You know, now why Cooper was able to go there directly, you know, um, it's kind of interesting idea, but it's, and it seemed like the giant knew that was going to happen. So yeah, it's a little, little messy, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's something there, there's something there to the jackpot sounds, I think. And, uh, her disappearing, you know, but why she vanishes from the, the black lodge is a little confusing. Um, Right. You know, it makes it seem like, you know, it took her, you know, like there's a Black Lodge universe in every reality, you know, like a parallel mm-hmm. Black Lodge. 
yeah uh, and, and so but, but they're and so but they're not like really connected or something so once she was taken out of that base reality you know she was taken out of the black lodge there too so right. that would mean that in this new reality she would show up in their black lodge maybe mm-hmm. which is weird to think about I mean, I guess that's the question everyone's asking. Are there infinite mics, or is there just one mic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. And I feel like they really uh, they really dodged uh, some aspects of that issue by not, um, you know, by not really showing other characters in Twin Peaks, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really see anybody. Uh, do- you know, double R is closed. Um and Science we don't visit different. yeah god and uh you know when you go to the palmer house it's different people there so there's uh there's no opportunity to see like uh a different version or you know mm-hmm. the same version they don't go to the sheriff station you know none of that stuff and it's like is it just because laura was never born to the palmers so they didn't necessarily buy the house here because you know whatever like is it is it just like a like a because reality has changed in the past that's why things are different oh uh, is that what is that what that did like i thought the idea was laura just disappeared yeah, but, but she I, had still i thought she reappeared i thought when she disappears in 89 in the base reality original twin peaks I thought she reappeared in this new reality, still in 89, but in this new reality where she's not, you know, Leland and Sarah aren't her parents. Yeah, yeah, And then she grows up in this reality as Carrie. You know, she sort of transitions like uh, Diane did into Linda. You know, she sort of transitioned into Carrie over time and just thought she was Carrie this whole time. And then Cooper sort of shows up, you know, in in sort of the future. Yeah. which is right. present. That's that's how it came off to me. But then, are there no Leland and Sarah? Yeah, uh, I think Leland and Sarah here? are here, but they never they didn't this, have a daughter. In this one, in this one, a... yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there is if there if there has to be. I think there probably is, but I don't know if there if it if there has to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I just feel like that's what I, I guess I'm kind of asking: is it is Sarah not here for like a mundane reason that like while well, they never had a daughter, or you know they didn't have Laura when they did, so that didn't they didn't need to buy a new house or they didn't need to get a bigger place or or mm-hmm. they got divorced or something because they didn't have a kid. You know what I mean? Is it just like a a sort of plot idea of like, and then they just did, they made different choices. So they didn't end up moving to Twin Peaks or they didn't end up buying yeah. this house. And that's yeah. why they're not here. But they're like, you know, they're down the street somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Or is it like, you're kind of saying like, they don't exist in this reality at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of, it kind of left me wondering about that. Um, and we don't really get the chance to explore this very much, so it's really hard to guess uh, what we're supposed to think here. Um, because, like, I mean, the story is weird enough that it could be true that uh, that there even is a Laura here, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, and there just was a second one that came from a different, you know universe or whatever mm-hmm. um i mean i don't necessarily think that's true but it, it doesn't seem to me like that's impossible you know 
Uh, we don't really know what the rules are. And, and you know, the Diane thing, um, you know, there was at least some idea of, uh, you know, more than one copy of the same person there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I can't, I, I don't know, I feel like I can't even rule that out. Um, perhaps, perhaps their lives played out differently. Um, maybe there was no Bob influence or who knows, uh, who knows what happened there. But, um, yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's hard because, you know, we don't really have a lot to, to, to go on to understand the, you know, the basic thing here. Mm -hmm. Um, like how this works really like, why is she here in the first place? Um, Oh yeah, uh, one thing. Uh, one thing I was going to bring up about the the telephone pole, the number six. Uh, like, is that is that supposed to be uh, you know uh, how she how she transported there? You know, or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is it is it another kind of reference to you know this black lodge, otherworldly uh, entities, uh, you know, watching or um, influencing in some way? Uh, it's not really clear what the uh, mm -hmm. what the telephone pole means, or and, and the fact that that of, was in the Giants montage. Yeah, is, or is it just that, just sort of a connection to the montage? Like, here's another thing that the Giants saw coming. Right, right. But yeah, I guess that's the thing. Even if he saw it coming, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean that he made it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, obviously some of that stuff in the montage you know, with stuff that he didn't necessarily like mm -hmm. create himself. It yeah. just, uh, you know, he didn't even show the lore, you know, that was his big thing. Um, so yeah, is there uh, like, now that I think about it, like, is there some idea that, okay, here's like ultimate retcon for twin peaks. The idea that, um, you know, Bob really killed Laura because, because he had to destroy the lore. Um, and Cooper rescuing Laura, like rescues the Lorb, and now there's a chance that the Lorb could destroy Judy, you know, and that's the that's the threat of of her being being alive. Um, Wait, that would be not, sort of ultimate it's, retcon. It's not that Laura was sent to destroy Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, right? That's that's where it gets conflated, like Bob versus Judy. It's like, yeah, because the Bob thing, because I, I, I mean, you know, stepping back and thinking about the series as a whole, uh, the return specifically, I mean, uh, I do think one thing about the way the plot works is that um, I think there's a there's a series here that's about Laura. It's a shorter one. It's a mini series, I would say. Um, you know, that could have been interesting on its own. It's sort of like they had this like doppelganger stuff that they had to deal with mm -hmm. first, um, you know, before they could move on to this. But but like if 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 the doppelganger thing hadn't happened, you know, and if they didn't have to like resolve that, mm -hmm. then they could have just jumped right into, uh, you know, Cooper comes back and and he's got this mission to go rescue Laura and you know possibly you know you, you would still have part eight in this I guess he, mm -hmm. and possibly you know go confront uh, Judy in some way and you know that's that's like his uh, that's his big plan that's what he was that's what he was trying to do in the first place 
you know, that's what he talked about with Gordon and Major Briggs. And, you know, the time has come, you know, the stars turn and a time presents itself. Mm -hmm. And and so now uh, that's the plan he's executing. And like you could kind of just if you if you segment the show like that, then it's just about that. And you kind of I mean, you have to just ignore a lot of that stuff, which I mean, obviously the doppelganger and and Bob are, are linked yeah. And so Bob ends up kind of getting relegated here. It did come across in part eight, like the giant specifically made the Lord because of the Borb mm-hmm. um, and not because of Judy. Yeah. But here at the end, I mean, Bob's Bob was defeated in a totally different way mm-hmm. by, you know, the Freddie glove and, you know, the fireman set that up himself, which, you know, again, if he sent the Lord to deal with Bob, then, I mean, he also sent the glove, you know, sent Freddie to deal with Bob. So it's, um, uh, it seems like maybe that's not the idea. It's, you know, it really was about Judy somehow. Well, but it could um, be that it was, you know, cause don't forget plans don't go as planned. Like that's how plans the plan work. didn't work. So Freddie was a backup. Like the idea that like, you know, Laura was sent there to deal with Bob, but like she failed. Bob killed her. Uh, right. And, you know, she, the the rest, the good part of whatever was left of her went to the Black Lodge. You know, she took her face off and she was glowing. So mm-hmm. something's up there. Um, yeah. So, and, and I think that's the weird part is, is, is her, you know, she was fine in the Black Lodge for, for all that time. It was only until she vanished from the Black Lodge that Dale is starting to be told to find her. Right. So, you know, and it's strange, like, how that's supposed to line up with, with experiments smashing the picture. Um, because, you know, she disappears from the Black Lodge in part two, way before any of this time travel stuff. You know, but then well, is it future go, or is yeah, it past? or is it past? Because then when we go back to the past, then she disappears, and it's like, okay, well, this is maybe before that, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So and it's yet, after, yeah, and it's yet like it after has. it's after from Dale's perspective, but it's before from like a chronology perspective, right? Right. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I don't get, I don't get how any of that is supposed to work. Um, but like you were saying, um, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it gets muddled when there's two, two major villains or three or four, as in the case of Twin Peaks, like the Woodsman and Bob and Mr. Oh, C yeah. and Experiment and possibly Judy, if they're not the same, you know, and again, we go to like Jow Day and why they even know it and if they're even correct that it's a negative force maybe Jow Day is 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 Laura you know uh Jeffrey says this is where you'll find Judy you know so and he finds Laura there um so it's like god is is Judy even Laura and she's not you know she's not negative or you know they were wrong or she's negative in a good way <laughs> you know mm-hmm um so there's there's that too um and it's still again like what did cooper expect he was gonna knock on the door and then like a a supremely negative force was gonna open the door in the guise of sarah palmer and he was gonna say hey here's your daughter eater you know Mm -hmm. or like you guys have to battle now or what i mean like what was that seed gonna be right 
um but that's why it didn't happen you know it just feels like what 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 could actually have happened there right um because it's not clear who was gonna win like who 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 wanted that you know because it seems like if if judy wanted to be there when laura came home which it it seems like that's why she was in sarah palmer's body in the first place in a sense um, yeah then she should have been here yeah when they showed up especially if she created this reality especially if this is all her doing then yeah yeah, show up if this is the prize that you want you know and so she's not here so it's like uh maybe that's not what she wants um you know and then from laura's side it's or dale's side you know um he seems to want to save her yet he seems to also you know you want to use her as a weapon or something so it's not right. clear it's not clear oh the Tremons. and then of course we're we have an extra level right as we mentioned before that this actress who um is playing alice Tremont is the actual owner of the house mm-hmm. um and uh so you know what does that mean in terms of them changing realities and reality being a dream and all that stuff you know have are these characters or have they woken up you know are they is that the idea and that's why she screams and everything goes out is like she's waking up to a sort of real reality Mm -hmm. because this has all been the dream of the little girl who lives down the lane you know like and like it's the end of the dream Right. She hears her mother's voice waking her up, you know? Right. And yeah, again, that, that thing pounding on the door in the mm-hmm. uh, purple place, you know, um, calling it mother. I mean, is that that's a similar idea of like it's, you know, intruding in the space, uh, sort of the inevitable explanation or something is like mm-hmm. coming for them and they're trying to hide out, you know? Right, right. Because that's the interesting thing, you know, if you if you take the sort of Chinese explanation of uh, the, the word Jiao Dei, you know, to explain or meaning or whatever, like that idea of, um, you know, whatever the sort of truth of reality is, sort of being a scary thing, you know, so if someone could, could whisper in your ear the truth of reality, you know, that might be a horrifying thing to actually experience. Uh, or right. to know, you know, so that maybe that's the idea of mother and, and Judy and experiment and all that. It's 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 the ultimate, you know, answer to reality, and which is frightening. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. Um, yeah, the, the casting is, uh, definitely a weird decision. Um, it raises questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess, um, uh, I, I feel like there's enough here at the end. I don't know. Um, yeah i i i guess i guess in a certain way i could see i could see the vibe of of um 
you know, Twin Peaks is in a sense like you know a dream world, mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's a little. I don't know. It seems it seems it seems wrong to me that that it would really go for um, a kind of uh, postmodern breaking the fourth wall kind of thing. Um, I I find it hard to believe that's the point. Uh, I mean, it would be if that is the point. It would be uh, it would be a. Um, it would be a new thing for Lynch. I mean, he certainly uh, he certainly explored like you know different realities, perceptions of reality, you know, mm-hmm. from various characters' point of view and stuff like that. But I don't think he's you know, and you know, he's gone as far as like to address like you know uh, making movies and you know that as kind of a, a version of reality and stuff. Um, but I don't think he's gone so far as to um, uh, sort of you know, encapsulate, uh, his characters at like specifically as, as fictional within the, the story itself. Like they're, you know, um, you know, they might, they might live in, in these different realms, but they, they still, it still seems to me like they always have, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, some kind of grounding in, uh, a realness in the story. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but, you know, he breaks the fourth wall all the time. I mean, like, obviously with the casting here is 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 a big thing. Um, but, you know, that's something you only know if you read the behind the... You know, I mean, there's nothing in the show that well, says that. And she doesn't use her real name. She uses a mythological name. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, I'm, but it's still... I mean, but still casting that person. I mean, it's a m- more minor breaking of the fourth wall, but... You know, it is something the audience is going to know. Uh, but, uh, you know, a bigger breaking the fourth wall would be, you know, the nuclear explosion. I mean, you know, setting those actual tests in, you know, New Mexico, you know, as a thing that we know happened in our reality is sort of that thing, too. Right. Uh, that kind of grounds it in sort of our world. Yeah. Um, you know, um um but yeah i mean it's and that's the thing too you know it being the last thing that is said sort of or possibly also seems to lend it some weight you know uh so if like in the middle of the story we had this alice Tremont character i wouldn't think as much of it as the fact it's like the last scene Mm -hmm. (laughs) the place they get to where they're really confused about and right. it's like she shows up and she's the actual owner of the house. I mean, that's the thing. You can you can read too much into it, but it's but it's also like, well, why cast this person unless you want us to read into it? Right. Um, you know, um and yeah, like I, I totally agree. It's like you kinda only know that from the credits, but once you know and that And you gotta even go beyond that, because reading the name doesn't necessarily tell you that. It's you sure, gotta sure. you gotta do your research. And, uh, I guess the, you know, I guess the other thing is that, um, uh, I mean, I think I said it before, uh, the thing that would really sell it for me is if they use their real name, mm-hmm. you know, if they, they didn't call her Tremont, they didn't talk about Chalfonts. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'm but I think, I think Mary that's, that's, going too, and... that, that's going too far, right? That might be going too far with the idea if he actually said, oh, well, this is the actual person, you know? Yeah. Then, then it's being too close to telling the audience exactly what's happening. 
True. But uh, but I'm just saying, like, that's it is an extreme, you know, it's probably more explicit uh, than he wants to be. But that's just an example of something where I would be like 100 percent sold that that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, because like, yeah, like that's in terms of, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, postmodern, like, you know, fiction and reality interacting type moments like this. That's one of the things that's often used, um, you know, to blur that distinction is just having, uh, you know, having people play themselves mm-hmm. basically, um, uh, it's, uh, and so like, I guess, um, the fact that it's not only, not only, and you know, they could have also given her a fictional name that is not specifically connected to the Black Lodge mythology. So that's the other thing that makes it seem like this doesn't feel like reality to me. You know, this feels like we're still in kind of some kind of fantastical place. But but maybe that is reality. I think that's the point. Reality is a fantastical place because reality is a dream, no matter where you are. And I and again, like I feel like if the point could be like you know the end of Battlestar Galactica, like here's here you know we've made the point throughout this season that reality is a dream. You know we made the point that the original Twin Peaks reality was a dream, and now it went away when Cooper said goodbye to everybody you know, to some, to some degree. And, you know, and now we're in this other possible, you know, third reality, you know, or something. And, um, and now, now the owner of this house is the actual owner in real life, you know? So it's like, maybe this is like, okay, now I'm saying your reality audience is also a dream. You know, all realities are dreams. Even this TV reality is a dream, you know? Okay, but I guess I guess like if if his version of reality includes Chalfont's Tremont's Judy and stuff like it's like then to me like the the point there is a little bit I mean if if we're still living in a world with all that stuff then if you want to call that reality fine but uh, it looks more like Twin Peaks world to me you know. It, it like you you can you can say that's the point, which is fine, but I guess like that that cold splash of water of reality isn't isn't really there, you know. It's 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 more like um, y- you know incorporating the real world into the mythology, um, mm-hmm. a- instead of you know really it's it's kind of yeah like that that's how it would seem to me like kind of expanding on the idea that you know. Twin Peaks, uh, this stuff, like it's a part of our world too. Mm-hmm. But that, that, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that doesn't diminish it to me. It actually makes it a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know? that's what I'm saying. Could be the interpretation here. You know why you would cast the actual person is to say, hey, all of this supernatural, crazy dream world stuff we've been talking about. Now we're attaching it to the the actual world the audience lives in. Right. And we're saying the world the audience lives in is connected to this too. Mm-hmm. You know, like Battlestar Galactica did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So maybe I misunderstood what the point of that theory was. Like, I thought the point of that theory was like the characters are realizing that like nothing really matters; it's all made up. You know what I mean? The point of what um, theory? The the idea that this is reality at the end. You know that 
that the the point of the ending is that they're uh, you know they're supposed to realize that um, that they've been fictional characters this whole time and uh, and you know oh, yeah I don't know I don't I don't necessarily go that far in my thinking that that they're supposed to realize they're fictional characters I mean there's a sense in which if reality is dreamed and all people are fictional characters. So it's right. kinda it's kinda hard to use those words and make Which it, brings it back to sense. like it's not then it's not it doesn't have a lot of uh I, to impact me that's, if that's the case. Well to me it's like it it's it's a big impact that has no effect. Because <laughs> it's basically you know, if you were if you were to say it's like the Matrix, you know like realizing you know if you real if you were to told like okay reality is 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 a product of machines you know like that would be mind-blowing but if you couldn't sort of like leave the reality then it doesn't really have a big impact you know what i mean if you know so it's like if those people if if uh dale and you know and and why don't i say linda dale and, and laura um um, I pieced out a while ago. Are like, are like, hey, reality's a dream. You know, Dale says we live inside a dream. Like that does that definitely has a big impact in terms of your understanding of reality, but it doesn't really change the nature of reality. You know, just because you've realized something about it. You know, so um, yeah, I don't necessarily go as far as to say like. Like they're supposed to realize that there's a TV show in this world called Twin Peaks, and they're from mm -hmm. that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Dale has already realized just the idea that you know, uh, yeah, I, I guess fictional. Yeah, I wouldn't say fictional because that you know, in terms of like someone else wrote them, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. created them on paper. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think you're, I don't think you're supposed to, the the idea is that they're realizing that you know they're from a TV show like they right. like they they time traveled from the, the TV show world into our world or something like when like when Homer showed up in our world in 3D that time right um, right, I right yeah right. I don't think it's I don't think it's like that yeah 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 okay so okay another thing about the dream thing so you know i'm not denying the importance of dreams not going to be able to do that that would be silly uh and you know the, the you know we're the dreamer who dreams and lives inside the dream we live inside a dream i mean you know it's there it's there it's there <laughs> it's Can't everywhere deny it. i'm not going to sit here and try to say that stuff's not there um yeah uh, and and so there is some there is some point there about dreams and living inside them, and that has some relevance for the story. But I just want to establish that. Okay, but <laughs> but but so so I think I think um, you know the connotations of that uh, are disturbing, uh, it, like um, in terms of the way that's often uh, used, I guess, in stories. Um, uh so you know uh like one of the classic examples from from old tv is like there was a whole season of dallas that was written off as one character's dream you know mm -hmm, at a certain mm -hmm. point they just like wake up and like oh man i had a crazy dream and it you know yeah. they it was a character that was supposed to be dead and you know so uh so anyway like that whole idea uh, we know that's happened a lot. You know, they wake up. I mean, Mulholland Drive has a version of this, you know, but there's a big but there um, about sort of what proceeds from there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 
uh, it, I think, um, uh, yeah, in Mulholland Drive, it's like, just because you wake up from a dream doesn't mean you're safe. Like, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that was in the dream was real. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, yeah. And I think that's his point. I think that's why he, it's a better idea of the dream, you know, the world as a dream uh, trope is because he's not negating anything really you know he's not saying these things didn't happen he's actually yeah. it's actually making it more interesting by saying it is a dream and and i think you know knowing his sort of a bit about his worldview and philosophy you know and the, the idea you know consciousness creating reality and all that stuff it, it, it makes sense that he would sort of be thinking along those lines that that you know whatever reality is it's something like a dream, you know what I mean? Uh, the fact that we have dreams that to us are indistinguishable between reality, right, you know, right. when we're in them says something about the nature of reality, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's why I think there's, there's something there, you know, with, with, um, you know, or, or why that emphasis is there this season and sort of why that's sort of the big main idea of like, this is the, the big sort of conclusion that the character realizes, you know, which is huge considering, you know, the context it puts on the first two seasons of Fire Walk With Me, you know, all of this supernatural Black Lodge stuff is like, now it has a context of like, well, if reality is a dream, then of course strange things can happen. Right. You know, so it should be right. expected that strange things will happen. And now these strange things have some sort of context. It doesn't make them any less fantastical or scary. I don't think. Um... Yeah. And I think the other thing is, so the, the, the main thing that's missing for me uh, from the dream idea is, and you know, thanks Monica Bellucci, but like, who's the dreamer, mm -hmm. you know, like um, uh, the way uh, dream plots tend to play out. And in Mulholland Drive, it, in Mulholland Drive, we had like a very clear indication of who the dreamer was. You know, mm -hmm. it was Naomi Watts's character. Was, there's literally a scene where the cowboy's like, "Hey, time to wake up." You know, she wakes up like, and and we get a glimpse of what quote unquote reality is. Mm -hmm. I, I I think that um, you know one of the key things about the way that story works, and you know, Lost Highway isn't quite like that though. There are dreams involved. Um, uh, one of the things that comes up over and over again is just because something visits you in a dream doesn't mean it, it doesn't have some kind of, it doesn't mean you just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is the reason why uh, the dream idea like diminishes plots. Usually it makes yeah. it where, Oh, that character just made that up. You know, mm -hmm. go back to loss. Like that whole idea that Hurley made up the whole show while he's in the mental institution, you yeah. know, yeah. like that would diminish the show because it means he just, he just made all this stuff yeah, it up. The people weren't real. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, in addition to the Mohan Drive thing, where it seems like there's there's some objectiveness to these these figures uh, existing, even though they're inside various dreams, maybe the other thing we're missing here is the dreamer. Like it's not clear who the dreamer is supposed to be because there's no moment of a character waking up. You know, well, there is a character of a of a, a moment of a character screaming, and reality seems to cease to exist. I mean, that's pretty close to identifying the dreamer if. You know, if we were a looking dream is for supposed to be lore. well, Laura's the one. I mean, who who is the dreamer if not Laura? Well, I mean, I, mean I guess that was but... I guess that was my question. 
you know, you know, but I think, yeah, I think, I think for towards your answering your question, I think that's the closest we get. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, so uh, the Audrey storyline mm-hmm. had, had, uh, had that moment more or less. Yep. Right. When yep. She sits up suddenly reality's totally different and you are left with the idea that that was in her head. Mm-hmm. Now, Having the evolution of the arm say something she says suggests that everything we saw there wasn't necessarily only coming from her head. Um, but there is Wait, still say, say it again. Having the evolution of the arm say the thing that she said about the oh. uh, little girl who lived down the lane uh-huh. um, seems to me like an indication that uh, the stuff we saw there maybe wasn't exclusively just stuff she was making up in her head, like that there was mm-hmm. some kind of external influence. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, though. That's dangerous. I think I think, I think, think in a way that makes sense to think that. Also, it seems like it could just be a coincidence. Because, because like, Dale doesn't know that, right? Like, so it could just be that... It's just a coincidence, you know, it's just literally a coincidence. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, so, but even still, I mean, if you, if you discount, if you discount the Audrey plot and Billy and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, there's, I still think there's no indication that, I mean, especially because we see her waking up and we leave on that moment. And the closest thing we get to a reference is this line we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think we're supposed to think Audrey's dreaming the whole show. You know, yeah. it didn't seem like she was aware of anything outside of this, mm-hmm. you know, this Billy idea. You know, she never talks about she never talks about Ben or Cooper, her son Richard. She never talks about mm-hmm. anything from her old days, basically. I mean, the roadhouse comes up. Um, you know, she randomly mentions Ghostwood at a certain point, but um uh you know it doesn't seem like she's aware of the other stuff that's going on and so anyway like i feel like in a way she's the best candidate because she has the clearest wake up moment um and the laura palmer thing i mean it doesn't i don't know it doesn't necessarily seem like a wake up moment though it could be but we didn't get the next shot sure because that'd be too that that'd be hitting me on the head um yeah but the thing with Audrey is, um, we got we got our waking up, but the the world didn't end. The world didn't stop. I mean, you know, right. things keep happening after that. So if she was the dreamer, does it kind does it really make sense? And like you said, she didn't seem to be aware of anything that was happening outside of that little small Twin Peaks stuff she was she was talking about. And you know, now could you have a dreamer who's creating realities that they're not a part of you know and um Mm. and other people are existing and doing other things i mean if she is she creating the whole world seven billion people doing things that that has nothing to do with her and they all exist Mm -hmm. only because she's dreaming like i don't really think that's it um uh i i get the sense it's more um there seems to be this pliability between dream worlds that you can travel between them somehow. Um, uh, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but I, I feel like Laura is the main character of the show, even if she's not <laughs> on screen the most. Right. Uh, and, uh, 
And I think if anyone's the dreamer, she's the dreamer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's so the story is so focused on her, and she does get the last line, you know, and um, with scream, scream. You mean? <laughs> yeah, her scream. Uh, you know, she gets the last sort of reaction, um, and uh, and I think that's important. And I think you know we saw the reality go out with Dale, right? When he's at the sheriff's station and he says goodbye to everyone and then things go dark and Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of can see things are going dark. And then he calls out for Gordon and they they kind of transition. So that, that, you know, they're showing us this idea of a world ending uh, and becoming something else seemingly because of Cooper. Uh, So I think the Laura thing is supposed to, you know, uh, that's supposed to call back to the sheriff thing and, and, and there'd be a similar idea of, of this kind of reality ending uh, because of Laura, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, that's how it comes off to me. Okay. So Laura created this reality. I, you know, maybe <laughs> from what I just said, yes. From, from, yeah. From what I just okay. said, I'd have to say yes to that. Okay. Okay. But she's she the, wasn't aware of it. I guess she's the dreamer or she dreamt, you know, I don't know if she dreamt the original Twin Peaks, um, you know, what that really means. It, you know, it might be too literal to say, you know, the dreamer dreams, you know, maybe that's too literal of an idea. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's more amorphous than that, where, like, she's in control exactly. You know, maybe when she screams and everything goes dark, you know, maybe, you know, just like Cooper and uh, and Diane and Gordon sort of were able to sort of leave and go to a different place. Maybe that's what's going to happen with, with uh, Carrie and, and Cooper here. Like maybe they'll just walk through a black stage and walk to so, you know, like maybe that's, it's the exact same thing Cooper did of having that reality end or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's, she's going to wake up and be in some other reality and be like, Oh, that was a whole dream thing. And, and, and you know, is it is it that Cooper went to her dream? You know, did he like a literal right. dream? You know, when she said, "Oh, we met, we met inside a dream, inside a dream." Um, and so maybe mm-hmm. this is them meeting in a dream again. And so right. she she's asleep somewhere in a reality, and he sort of travels into that dream that she's dreaming, mm-hmm. and then she's gonna wake up. And I don't know what's going to happen to him, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is it like that? Is it is it crazy like that? Because that's really weird. Uh, it is really weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess technically Cooper does go to sleep um, after the Diane thing. Mm-hmm. And, he does um, wake up, yeah. And that's when the motel's different and stuff like that, so... I guess uh, if you were going to say, you know, when did Cooper go to sleep and like start? Because like the stuff with Diane and the 430 and all that stuff seems independent of Laura. Yep. You know, um, well, it's sort of independent of Laura, but the 430 was for how, how he sort of got to her world. Well, was it the same world? I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing that was at least part of the same mission. I mean. He goes. He does the four thirty directly after being told to go find Laura for the second, third, fifth time. Um, you know, yeah. He crosses over with Diane because he's got this plan. You know, so like, it seems like it's all related. 
Uh, yeah. You know. uh, yeah. Uh, seemingly. Seemingly. But it, but it. I guess I just mean like. Um, uh, it it seems like those those plans are made, you know, without Laura necessarily knowing about them. Yes. Um, yes. And so. You know, whereas like I, I guess like if if Cooper enters her her dream world at a certain point, then you know, then it then it kind of works, you know. But that but that but for that earlier stuff, it would be weird if she's dreaming that stuff because it it does seem like I mean then then she's at a certain point she's dreaming everything, you know, because because that that stuff connects to earlier stuff, which connects to earlier stuff, you know well, what I mean? Maybe her dream when is when dream they cross ends. over, maybe. Maybe they cross over into her dream, or they cross over into her world, and he goes to sleep and wakes up in her dream. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did Diane come along? It's it's so weird. Um, So weird. You know, there's also this idea, too, that the thing that the orb that the giant sent was a dream of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's another thing that makes it seem like there's something beyond Laura. Yeah, like she was in this thing, but but this sort of golden magical orb that came out of his mind, you know, maybe is some sort of reality that is that he's sending to Earth that people will be living in. Mm-hmm. And maybe and maybe it's a trap for Bob or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or Judy or something like that. But this idea that, yeah, he's sending sort of this like reality bubble uh, to right. Earth that has maybe a boundary or something like that. Um, so it's not the whole world. It's not the whole universe. It's just this sort of area <laughs> that you can get into somehow mm-hmm. and be a part of. And maybe that's the original Twin Peaks you know, maybe somehow that's the start, or you know, I don't know. Right. Um. Um. It's also interesting too that I guess the giant doesn't send it through like the nuclear blast, right? You know. No. The idea that there's a portal in the blast that Bob comes through, uh, and the eggs or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But like he just sort of sends her through with her with the machine, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it seemed like it was a reaction. It was after that happened. So it's um, interesting that he's got technology that is effectively a portal, but then they have like they had to sort of rely on like nature or like artificial nature, man's artificial creation that like deconstructed nature or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Level. Yeah. Uh, so that that reminds me. Uh, uh, Lynch did an interview with uh, the Entertainment Weekly podcast hosts, uh, Twin Peaks podcast hosts, um, and uh, they asked him a question about the atomic bomb. Uh, where did the inspiration for the atomic bomb entering the world of Twin Peaks come from? Mm-hmm. And he said. Uh, it's a strange story. In my first feature film, Eraserhead, Henry has that same atomic bomb photo on his wall. So the atomic bomb's in our lives. Hopefully not going <laughs> off, just sitting nicely in a closet. But you know, things come along. One thing or another can open up portals. One thing or another. I love that. 
Yeah, I mean that actually that actually goes along with what you're saying. Yeah, wow. Like one nice. thing or another, literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is one of those things a nuclear bomb? <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of sounds. It could be, be so, yeah. a can opener. It could be an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. I mean, one exactly. thing or the other. It's just, who knows what it'll be? But you know, things come along. <laughs> things come along. <laughs> I love the vagueness, but the, uh, for for Lynch, that's a surprisingly revealing quote because it does mm-hmm. seem like uh, it does seem like an indication that uh, that the bomb really opened up a portal. It didn't necessarily create those things that yeah. came, yeah. but it, it created the way for them to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's interesting to have that resolved because that that is, I think that is the way I would lean. But it was not really clear from mm-hmm. you know just pure imagery. Uh, what we were supposed to think about the connection between the bomb and, and um, you know, the woodsman and, and experiment and, you know, Bob, the egg, the frog bug, all that stuff. So, yeah, it does seem like the the the, the correct idea is that, it, you know, they were able to pass through because of that. And, and maybe the giant has, you know, uh, one thing, uh, the atomic bomb, another, uh, the uh, celestial bassoon. Mm-hmm. can uh, kind of send things, um, you know, through some kind of portal to Earth. Yeah. Well, and it's weird with the woodsmen. Uh, were they there before the atomic blast? And now that the portal's open, they can ask Experiment to send through Bob and the eggs? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Or did the things that came along <laughs> include the woodsmen and they were off somewhere else and they came through the portal too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good question. Uh, he didn't answer that one. They didn't ask that one. Oh so. no. Yeah, yeah. What um, was that thing uh, I told you to remember that I wanted to come back to? Oh, wasn't that the thing about the telephone pole? The telephone was it about the telephone pole? Yeah, the number six. I mean, I made a note about that. Uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what you were going to say, but. Yeah, the, what I wrote down is is that how she transported there, or does it does it mean something else? Um, but I I, th- I think maybe we're going to go along those lines that um, that maybe that's how Laura got to the house or something like that. No, there was something else. I thought there was oh, okay. something else I asked you. I was like, I got to come back to that. But, well, uh, I thought it was something with the last scene, maybe with the. Traymonds. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, it was something, some theory about something. Yeah, I guess it'll, I'll jog my memory. It'll come back. But, um, all right. So, <laughs> well, um, well, that's Twin Peaks for you. Yeah. Uh, so you know, things come along. So things come along, and uh, sometimes there's an end. Sometimes there's an end. And then there's sometimes there's a whisper that you never get to hear. <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah. yeah, what do you think the whisper is? Oh, God. Um yeah, I have no good answer. Is it the for that. is it the Black Lodge Wi Fi password? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> and he hilarious. makes a weird look because it's really long. Mm-hmm. Like, right, 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 right. <laughs> What is that, hexadecimal? 
And did you also hear or notice that the sort of title card at the end of the show, the Mark Frost Lynch Productions, that normally has the sound of electricity accompanying it, had no electricity accompanying it? Didn't have the sound. Yeah, I did. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know what to think about that. Like, there's no more electricity now that Laura screamed? (laughs) Like, she ended electricity? (laughs) Could be. Could be. Um... You know, I thought atmospherically it was it was nice not to have. I mean, it's kind of a jarring uh, thing mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that happens at the end of most episodes. And yeah. after that conclusion, you know, it was, it was nice not to suddenly <laughs> like, all right, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it could just be an aesthetic thing. Yeah, that, I mean, that's uh, for like for me, that's how it worked. You know, it was it was just kind of uh, good to have a have a softer kind of ending um but yeah you know if you want to take it that far it is connected to electricity so Mm -hmm. you know uh that could be there i guess yeah and it could be a sort of small example of breaking the fourth wall if they're i mean using the title cards to say something about the show is interesting Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah definitely definitely yeah, the fact that they come back to the whisper after what year is it in the scream mm-hmm. makes me think the whisper is the explanation of what went wrong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and she and Laura just didn't know she had forgotten or you know or or like that never happened because he rescued Laura, so that was like this future Laura that never existed that told him the thing. And she never got to learn whatever it was that she whispered or I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But I agree. Uh, Going back to that makes it seem like, you know, that he had a huge reaction to it, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, I do feel like that's supposed to be significant. But I just I I do not have a good theory about what it what it is. uh you know i would love to i would mm-hmm. love to um but yeah i mean you know beyond the stuff we've already talked about just sort of the function of it to 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 kind of um take back that moment um you know the killer's reveal and the thing he didn't want to do um yeah you know at least functionally it's doing that i mean that doesn't explain what's happening in the story but leaving it open, you know, I think is definitely, uh, you know, a big part of the point. Um, I wonder uh, how specific, uh, you know, his idea is about what she's saying there, you know. Um, uh, you know, does he have like a really specific thing in mind for the story or is it kind of a general idea? You know, I just I kind of wonder what the thought process is there. Um yeah. You know, it'd be interesting to hear um, to hear what Cheryl Lee said. Like, what was she told to say it in any particular way? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kamala Dockland's reaction. Like, how, you know, how was that described? Maybe what does it look like in the script? You know, yeah. some of those things might help kind of get a get some idea. Um, they didn't ask him about the whisper in the interview, which is which is too bad. Um, even though I'm sure he wouldn't have answered it because mm-hmm. obviously. You know, the a big point here is that that's not answered. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I um, 
Yeah, I, I, I if, wish I could do better than that. I wonder if it's the kind of thing where you know he hasn't said that they that there will be a season three, and he hasn't said there won't be a season three. He's just like, let's. I'm sorry, season four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, let's see what happens. Um, right. But I do wonder if there is more. If we if we were ever so lucky to get more. If he would still never end, if he would still like hold on to that prize and go, no, I, I don't. This is something I'll never reveal. Or if it's like, well, if we get more story, then I'll just say it and come up with some other mystery that will be interesting for you know a, a right. similar thing. Right, right, yeah. Because you know, the only thing better I mean, than two you know... whispers is three whispers. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Yeah, you know, uh, I think one of the things that I feared about this new series was the idea that it would actually, like, provide closure on a lot of things that I had enjoyed being open-ended for so long, you mm -hmm. know? And and it did, you know, it did provide closure on some of those elements, definitely. Um uh, especially the doppelganger thing and, you know, Cooper being trapped in the Black Lodge, you know, those things were resolved mm -hmm. in some in some fashion. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, for whatever issues I have with this new series, which, you know, there are many, uh, one thing that I would say that I, I do appreciate about it is that it did not, um, you know, it did not, at least for me, like reveal too much or like take away the, the mystery of the series. Um, it still yeah. left things in a very, uh, if not more confusing place. Yeah, no, it made it worse. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, especially with the retcons, and now, right. now we have to call in the question everything Cooper knew from the original series. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Gord, Gord's like, hey, by the way, before this show wraps up, let me just ruin it real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dale was in it all along, and yeah. he was part of the Blue Rose Task Force, and he knew about Judy, and he had a part of the plan. And, and matter of fact, his plan could be in action right now. I don't know unless I get a phone call in two seconds. Right. Oh, here's the phone call. Which is like you've been you've been walking around this whole season knowing that, and you're just saying it now. Like well, he was it, having a dalliance with the fridge woman, and like yeah. drawing and, and, like, weird animals, like other Cooper, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, watching Diane like spying on them, and and just not even. I don't know. It's so yeah. It's it, like, yeah, Cooper said, if I ever disappear, do whatever you can to get me back. And he did nothing for 25 years. Yeah. And then suddenly he, he gets on the trail of Mr. C and he's sort of following it. Yeah. Um, but it's not like he's like, oh, you know, Cooper, like, this is our, you know, duty plan or anything. Like, what's going on here? You know, and that's another thing, too. Like, it should have oh! been shit sorry i just remembered something i have to bring up go ahead i was gonna say it should have it should have crossed his mind that mr c could have been cooper after coming in contact with judy or something you know yeah. um you know so it's you know that that's a whole thing so yeah i don't, I don't like that retcon it it, it does it doesn't really work it's not really layered in i don't think to the fabric of how some of the other stuff happened in season three yeah I agree. Uh, what were we gonna say? So I was gonna say that um, I think I think one further issue with that retcon is that um, because it must have taken place before Cooper went into the Black Lodge originally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and the doppelganger took his place and the doppelganger comes out with Cooper's memories. Yeah. Uh, what it should mean is that the doppelganger knew about Cooper's plan. Um, yeah, which I mean, it doesn't seem like he did. Well, to know the... anything about Judy. Well, but I, it would explain why he knows about Judy at all. Well, it, I mean, the explanation seemed to be that he remembered the encounter with Philip Jeffries, but he he never talked about, oh, and also uh, Cooper and Briggs and Gordon had this whole plan. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have even referenced that well, when Gordon he... is, um, you know... Uh, there in the he's in the interrogation room like as as a kind of way to indicate I am the real Cooper. Well, you know, the, I guess he didn't want to do that, but well, but with Philip Jeffries, Jeffries didn't say that Judy was the supremely negative force or anything of interest, right? So, yeah, he did hear about Judy from Philip Jeffries, but the idea that Judy is something to obtain, I think would make sense if he had Cooper's memories from the plan. Otherwise, I don't know why he would know that Judy is a thing to go after, you know? Right. And, and he seems to be, uh, you know, sort of confused when he talks to Jeffries about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to think Judy is the thing he's after. Yeah. Um, which is weird. So, so, so on the one hand, if he has Even though Cooper's he memories, and then, it seems like it is that thing so well it's that thing because we know something about that thing but he doesn't necessarily know that something about that thing right he doesn't even know where he's where the coordinates lead to <laughs> well I, I, the actual location i i guess the fact that the fact that he 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 asks for judy he gets these numbers and he adds them to his coordinate list makes mm-hmm. it seem like he has some awareness or indication that there might be a connection between the thing he's looking for with the coordinates and Judy. You know? It, it, it seems like that's implied by putting it on the list with the others. You know what I mean? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I, that sort of makes sense. But he doesn't seem to know that... I don't, I, it doesn't seem like he, he he really knows what Judy is, you know, uh, where it's supposed to be at all. He yeah, just seems to I know agree. that the coordinates lead to the thing he's after, but he doesn't. But he doesn't and now, know what now exactly it's making he's it, after. Yeah, and now it's making it weird that he even put the coordinates from to Judy on the list. Yeah, because he wasn't after Judy before talking to Jeffries. Or was he? I mean, that, I, I guess mean, that's I mean, I mean, he sort of wasn't from his perspective, right? Because he could have been, depending on what Judy is. It's sort of hard to talk about. So, but, okay, I'll make it simple. I, You know, let's call it experiment. Let's say the symbol, okay. Alcave symbol that he showed Daria on the card, mm-hmm. that, that let's call that experiment and say that that's what he wants, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. he thinks the coordinates lead to experiment. Yeah. So when he shows up to Philip Jeffries, he's not saying, hey, give me the coordinates so I can find Judy. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, I'm trying to find an experiment. Oh, by the way, what was that thing with Judy that you mentioned? And why does Judy want something from me? You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, this is coming after Ray trying to kill him and all that stuff. And, you yeah. know, Bob almost left or whatever happened there. 
Right. Um, and so I think he's saying, does Judy want Bob or does she want something mm-hmm. to have? Um, right. You know, and he's like, hey, you know, you already met Judy. Why don't you ask her yourself? Hey, here's the here's where you will find her. So, yeah, it's weird to me that he even says, OK, great. Now I have some coordinates to experiment and now I have coordinates to Judy and I will put those t- together. It's weird that he puts them together. Yeah. Uh, which makes me think. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, it just it hit me at a certain point that the retcon for Cooper is actually like it also gives it also gives Mr. C all these memories, these free memories that we didn't know we had before. And so it almost retroactively like creates problems for that storyline that weren't there before, you know? Because it's almost like that's how, you know, if Cooper... So say say the original plan to find Judy was, hey, we Judy's going to be at the Palmer house, right? Like, somehow he knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Mr. C has those memories and knows that, then that would almost explain why he... Why, you know, he wants the coordinates, which in some respect go to the Palmer house if the giant wants you to go right. there. Right. So that would almost work. That he's like, oh, I have Cooper's memories where he knows that Judy will be yeah. at the Palmer house. But but that's not exactly what happened because he shows up at the fire station. I mean, the sheriff station. And he doesn't even yeah. know why he's there. And he just proceeds yeah. in to keep going. So he doesn't, he's not asking anybody about Judy there. That's what He I'm should know like, where the Palmer house maybe, is. Maybe Judy's coordinates weren't on, maybe they weren't the three. Right? Maybe it was Ray's coordinates. I mean, if that's true, it means it's a completely dropped thread. Because they're not referenced anywhere else. But but yeah, I mean, who's the who's the third then in that scenario? Well, there was a fourth coordinate that we did keep dropping from the list. Was it was it the secretary or was it? Let's see, Ray. We originally said it was Ray. Well, the Ray secretaries Jeffries, were supposedly Diane. Ray's. I thought Ray's was from Philip Jeffries. Well, I think ultimately they were, but the story the he told ones. was that they were from the secretary fake ones yeah 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 Yeah, the story that he told okay yeah so i don't think think he ever got the true secretary coordinates if there were any secretary coordinates to begin with it's not even clear that there were Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think if there were he he didn't get them ray philip jeffries diane um yeah, I don't remember where. Oh, I guess we talked that. about Ruth's arm. Um, you know uh, the idea right. that the idea that he was there, but you know, I think that's the ones Diane sends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it shouldn't be the two that match because right that was the trap place. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. The Jeffries thing is so confusing. It doesn't make any sense why he would say, "Hey, this is where you'll find Judy." And it's a trap if Mr. C thinks, no, well, he doesn't know anything about Judy. So he's not even that invested in finding Judy. <laughs> Yet he seems to go, I, I don't know, I guess I guess maybe if the Jeffrey's coordinates didn't match, then he would just have three separate coordinates. 
and he would just have to check them off one by one. Mm-hmm. But because two of them match, he thought, well, that's interesting. Let's check yeah. this out. I'll check those first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll leave it alone. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, the thing is, like, it feels like that's what happened. I mean, it doesn't necessarily make it work. Uh, so, you know, something's off with that coordinate plot. And it's just, it, it is like, I mean, it's sort of like the Cooper idea of where, you know, he rescuing Laura versus Jude, the, you know, going to find Judy, those mm-hmm. things being conflated in this weird way. Um, it, it does seem like, Mr. C's plan, like, I'm going to get this thing. It's this symbol, which, you know, the way it's portrayed um, by, um, you know, by Hawk and, uh, you know, the way the way it shows up um, sort of maybe in some form um, when Philip Jeffrey says this sort of like it, it seems like that symbol is connected to Judy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the idea of that being a negative force, like, seems seems sort of logical. Um, so sort of like he 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 wanted Judy the whole time. But then at the same time, you know, we didn't know anything about Judy when he originally asked, even though, like, after we get her later reveal, we find out he should have known maybe a little more than he seemed to, mm-hmm. you know, if he had Cooper's memories so it's sort of like it's sort of like it's sort of like he he didn't know what he was doing, but then later it was like, oh yeah, no, he knew exactly what he was doing the whole time. But but, um, but also he didn't because. But also when he gets there, he has no idea what he's doing at the sheriff's station. Yeah, he doesn't even ask. Like yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do anything at the sheriff's station. No, he just kind of sits there. It's mm-hmm. it's it's definitely. I mean, I think that whole thing is is pretty it, disappointing. And if the giant could have imprisoned him in a, in a box cube jail in the black mm-hmm. and white place any time, then what was really the threat? What was ever yeah. really the threat? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's interesting that he doesn't send him to the Black Lodge in any way. He just, he just sends right. him to sort of his death. So it's interesting right. that he doesn't like this make him go to the black lodge or something yeah 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 i mean you know yeah <laughs> it's got to do something with that freddy yeah you got to get the get the freddy going freddy's in um, there so. uh yeah um uh so yeah it's it's sort of like he knows and he doesn't know which doesn't really make sense, but it's, it's sort of like, like Cooper. It's just like Dale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like he was right on, and yet he had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's something they have in common because they're doppelgangers. Yeah. <laughs> they know exactly what to do, except the right thing. Exactly. <laughs> that should be on the poster. <laughs> oh man so yeah i think um it's gonna be a bit of time more before i'm really gonna have a handle on what i think happened uh you know there's just too many 
loose ends and too many parts of the puzzle that don't really line up in any kind of good way. Um, it's yeah. tough to really, yeah, even say what happened um, this season. <laughs> like, yeah. what's, the, what's the story of the show? So, like, God, I mean, it's a story. I mean, it goes back to the 40s, I guess, but, like, it's such a crazy time. That reminds me, I, I think I read something where... Was there some... Did Bob or some... Was there somewhere stated that, like, Bob had been active killing since, like, for 40 years or something like that? Do you remember hearing that? Uh, I, I, I do remember seeing that there was an idea that Bob and Mike started killing in the 50s, if that's what you Yeah, that's what mean. I mean. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that made me think of the whole time period with uh, the nuclear blast and the frog mouth stuff and Bob yeah. coming to Earth around that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it still seems possible, but they didn't really address that. I mean, I would say like you know, if if you want to do a list of of disappointments from the season, I do think like I mean, the origin of Bob was kind of interesting, but like Bob's actual like actions and kind of presence in the story was definitely like a huge a huge letdown compared to uh the you know the the way he was portrayed in the earlier parts of the series where he mm -hmm. was really really uh, an intense, powerful, terrifying force that, um, you know, that, that you really uh, had a lot of respect for and, like, really drove a lot of the, um, you know, the supernatural conflict, you know. And, and here he's, like, mostly just a passive, like, thing the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I think... Um, I, I, you know, maybe it's just a practical thing that, like, they couldn't do that much with Bob because they didn't have Frank Silva and they didn't want to recast. And so they just kind of diminished him instead. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I wish, uh, I, I, I wish Bob could have had a bigger role in things. Mm-hmm. Because he, he was so significant in the past. And, I mean, he goes out, you know, four punches. I mean, it's just... You know, <laughs> four punches from a power glove. Yeah, I know it's a power glove, but I mean, it was a pretty big battle. I mean, you know. Yeah. Most people get stopped with one punch. Yeah. And you know, he's not. I don't. I don't really think he's gone forever. But yeah, he's definitely he's definitely out for the count right now. Um. Yeah. Just reading. There's also that idea that. Um, I guess Bob was lurking around the Great Northern for like 40 years. Um, I think there was a line from the original Twin Peaks about that. I think Mike said something about he's been around. Remember, like, uh, I think the, is that why they go to the Great Northern to find Bob? I thought he was just saying he's been here recently. Because, um... like, that's that's when they're they're trying to use Mike to identify who Bob is possessing yeah, and they, they bring it yeah. to the great Northern and they line up a bunch of people yeah. and he ends up freaking out when Ben comes in the room, but then it turns out like Leland was like in the other room, like I think singing around that time. And so, uh, you know, he did like perceive it in some weird way, but I, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he said he was there for 40 years. I mean, I don't remember that at least. He, this says, from the episode 
This Mike says he saw the face of God and took out his arm. Uh, he says that the picture is Bob's true face, but few can see it, only the gifted and the damned. He says that the, for the last 40 years, Bob has been in the lodge house in the trees, a house with many similar rooms, but occupied by different souls every night. And then Cooper says the Great Northern Hotel. So, oh, apparently this happened. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe was... the idea is just that. Um, actually, no, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, at least part of the idea is, you know, Leland like works there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to some extent. I mean, since he's uh, Ben's uh, lawyer. Um, uh, but I guess beyond that. Uh, because cause I think the reveal is that it, it's... It, you said that, right? It's the Great Northern he's referring to. Mm -hmm. um, 40 years. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that. That's weird. Which, which, uh, which episode is that? This is episode... Uh, season 2, episode <laughs> 6. Okay. Demons? 14, Demons, 13. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mr. Tojimura. Is Bob near us now? Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, now I know what my interpretation was. I got it. I got it. Sorry, I, I took those as disconnected statements. Uh, is Bob near us now for nearly 40 years? As in Leland's, he's been Leland for 40 years, right? That seems that seems roughly correct. Um, and then where? A large house made of wood, as in like, where is he right now? Mm. Right, because is Bob near us now? For nearly 40 years, he's been near us, where now? I th I think I thought I always thought that's what he meant. He's he's at the Great Northern right now, which does well, turn out to be true. As far the as wiki Leland disagrees goes. with you. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you know. <laughs> wiki wiki kind of wiki. <laughs> wiki will do what a wiki will do. Um. Yeah. Let me see what I interpret those lines to mean. And whoever I agree with will be the new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this lodge house in the trees. I mean, that's uh, that's yeah, the wiki thing. If you read the quote, uh, I I think they're I think they're stretching it. I think he's just saying Bob's been in Twin Peaks for forty years, and right now he's in the Great Northern. I think he's saying. Bob has been near us for 40 years. Yeah, as in in Twin Peaks. Which, you know, the time he's possessed Leland should be something close to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. He's been near us for 40 years, and where is he now? He's at the Great Northern. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, I buy that. That's what I always thought he meant. And this, yeah, the wiki page is, like, taking it to another level here. I mean, it's kind of the same idea, but it's a little more specific. 
Because um, for most of that 40 years, I mean, I guess it's, you know, he hasn't been Ben's lawyer for 40 years, but uh, maybe 20 years or something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why I think the 40 years is just that Leland's been possessed that long and he's been in Twin Peaks. So that's why Bob's been near. Yeah, there was also that idea from the pilot or maybe the international version where where Bob was like lurking in the hospital. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. And yeah, in the European version, I think he's like a janitor or something. Mm-hmm. Sort of a sort of a Freddy Krueger type idea. Yeah. Hmm. But in the dream, like he's just there, and <laughs> there's no real context for it. Um. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I wish Bob would have had something better i'm not sure what you know i think i think they did do a lot with the character and made him you know that it was it was fairly fitting interpretation you know they made him sort of crazier than we saw him before in a way and more mystical and magical and he's an orb now and came from this crazy thing so that's nice yeah um there there wasn't yeah really any room in the story for him to have anything to actually do it would have been nice if we did understand his motivation though like oh this is why i wanted laura you know yeah i targeted her for a reason it wasn't random i've targeted leland for a reason you know um right i wish there were some kind of like more um more said about his previous actions maybe if they weren't gonna have him do a lot this season like at mm-hmm. least give us information on why he did what he did before you know, what does he think about Mike? <laughs> right. You know, Mike, like, betrayed him and, uh, and like, started working against him. Like, does he care? <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, is that why he, uh, is that why he stole the corn? Yeah, exactly. Had revenge? Yeah. hmm yeah, I mean, dude. that's a plot from Fire Walk With Me that I don't really understand. Yeah. Like, still... Yeah, I don't understand if it was corn from a particular person, Garmabosia from a person, if it was general Garmabosia, why does it matter? Yeah. Um, you know, can you not get more? Does it matter that he stole that particular kind? Did he steal it and put it in Leland <laughs> to mm-hmm. make Leland do what he did to Laura? Or... Did he cultivate it by inhabiting Leland and doing it to Laura and then gave it gave him some new Garmambosia back? Did he give his old Garmambosia back because he was storing it in Leland? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of questions. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's the it's the it's the arm who ate the Garmambosia, so Right. You know, and that's the thing. Mike and the armchair are working together with Cooper this whole story. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh... Yeah, yeah. It it does feel a little bit like they... But but again, I guess, uh, you know, by the end, I'm, I'm kind of questioning their motivations again. Um, 
because mm-hmm. I mean, was it was it just about you know stopping the doppelganger and getting Bob back in, and beyond that, you know, that was Cooper's problem. <laughs> That's a CP. <laughs> um... Like. Because they didn't really help very much with that, you mm-hmm. know. They they're help like he. I mean, they were really helping Dougie a lot, and it, it comes across like you know. And he gives them the ring, and it just it comes across like all their help boils down to, um, you know, stopping Mister C basically. Yeah. Yeah. And why do they even care? I mean, <laughs> you know. No offense, but mm-hmm. like, why is that anything to them? You know. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I you know, I mean, if you look at Mike, one of the most baffling characters in the show, he spent all that time when he was Philip Gerard trying to stop Bob, and he's trying to work against sort of. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of times he's just selling shoes. Right, but he right. seemed to be really concerned Taking about stopping him and everything. And then, you know, yeah. he seems to kind of be okay once Bob is out of Leland, and mm-hmm. then and then he gets and then he gets his Garmabosia back uh, uh, later. And I guess he's like slash earlier. Fine, slash earlier. Um, I guess he's. I'm trying to think at the end of season two. I don't think we see him. Uh, if I if I remember right, I think, um, I think we don't see him after. Uh, like I think he he runs he runs away uh, from from the uh, the room in the Great Northern, um, and I think you don't see him again for the rest of the series. Like he kind of helps, he helps but kind of fails to help uh, track down Bob, and then he like oh, runs right. away. Oh, and that's think, right. I think you don't even see him again in the original series, um, which always seemed very weird to me. Um, the yeah, way it's like, transition. I really want to stop Bob, but I'll see you later. Like, he, I think he's gone before they even catch Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way they catch Bob doesn't involve. Well, it was too. It was too late. It seems like he wanted to stop Bob from killing Laura or inhabiting Laura, mm-hmm. and he was like, like he was like right too late. He tosses in the ring. Right. Is that wait? That's what you're talking about? Am I thinking about the right scene? Uh, I, well, I mean, that's for Fire Walk with me. Like, I mean, I really, I really just meant like after that, you know, it, he's supposedly still wants to stop Bob. I mean, I, you know, somebody says uh, in the series, mm-hmm. but uh, but he kind of just vanishes uh, before they really do. Oops. I mean, he doesn't stop Bob from killing Maddie. Eh, Maddie's not the one. Well, she's a Tulpa. Yeah. Sorry, Maddie. Yeah, Tulpas are on their own. He didn't help. Yeah, he didn't care about Ronette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronette was whatever. Teresa Banks was whatever. And speaking of Mike and his thing with the ring i also want to mention you know cooper in terms of like cooper being wrong about things uh being a being a uh trope on the show uh you know when laura has the dream and fire walk with me and he's like don't take the ring laura mm-hmm. like he's wrong yeah. about that yeah like, yeah she should take the ring 
Um, yeah. And he like doesn't know what the ring is or does or means, I guess, in that moment. And so he's like, don't take it. And so she sort of doesn't or something like that. And then, but then later, Mike throws the ring in and it's like, and it seems like she takes it. Yeah. Um, and, and is, is, and it seems like that was a good thing. And it's weird though, right? Because obviously there's some part of her that goes to the Black Lodge. The ring is supposed to take you to the Black yeah. Lodge. So maybe that's why she goes there or something. But yeah. Um, but her body's also still in the real world because they obviously right. find her body. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a little inconsistent there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, but yeah, it's it, yeah that whole thing is so weird with the with the ring and like. I mean, Teresa had it, too, you know, and her body didn't disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it seems like it seems like the ring as like you put it on a dead body and it goes to the Black Lodge. Like, it seems like that's a, something they weren't thinking back then. Yeah, it seems like it, it does what it wants to do when it wants to do it. Sometimes a live person touches it and they go to the Black Lodge. Yeah. Sometimes it's a dead person. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you're alive or dead. It won't do anything. And. But, you know, in the new series, like, it seems like, uh, you know, the only thing it does is Mm -hmm. bring people to the Black Lodge. Yeah. Um, Like, we don't even see it do anything else. Yeah. Um, And so it just seems like they they sort of came up with a concrete idea of what the ring was. And in the past, maybe, maybe it wasn't so clear or maybe it was a different idea. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe when the arms is with this ring IV wed, like he's saying, like the ring is tied to our realm or to the Black Lodge or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, I've, here's I've... your here's your portal back home or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I don't know. May, maybe Cooper, uh, you know, didn't want her to be like bound to the Black Lodge or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that was the idea. It's just that, like, it turned out that that was that was a better option in the situation she was in specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but it is a weird moment, uh, and it definitely points to something similar to what's happening here in the in the new show. That whole idea of like Cooper just, um, you know, doesn't necessarily know the right thing to do always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like life that way. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so i guess another thing about the new series um you know just thinking about it in general in terms of uh the black lodge you know i do mm-hmm. think the black lodge i mean aside from aside from the uh doppelganger of the evolution of the arm you know the the black lodge was not strangely like not a threatening place mm-hmm. uh the way it had been you know, I mean, yeah. Black Lodge was scary. Yep. You know, um, in the original uh, series and uh, and in Fire Walk with Me too. I mean, they kind of repurposed it in various ways uh, for for other moments. But you know, there was there was always an idea that like it could be very threatening at any moment. Who knows what's gonna what's mm-hmm. gonna walk in and and start doing crazy stuff. And yeah, that makes it seem like it was just Wyndham Earl and Bob being the threats. Or mm-hmm. something, you know, or you're meeting your potential doppelgangers. But besides that, it's not, it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that that sense of danger and uncertainty, like the Black Lodge, was strangely like, you know, a safe zone. You know, a- almost as safe, except for that doppelganger incident. Almost as safe as the uh, slow thirty. 
Boys Room, mm-hmm. White Lodge, you know, um, which I think is, you know, it's kind of odd. Um, uh, you know, I mean, the the box thing, I mean, that doesn't really count as another realm, but that was kind of a threatening element. And, you know, that place where Cooper was with Nido and stuff with that thing banging like that seemed to imply some kind of threatening presence. Um, Evolution of the Armed Doppelganger was, you know, an entity that came out once and was never mm-hmm. seen again. Yeah. And what does that really mean? I mean, the fact that Cooper even goes back to the Black Lodge after he is ejected out from that thing, why doesn't it show up again? Does it care? Is it yeah. so invested? Did it do what it wanted to do? Like, yeah. You know, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a, a pivotal moment, but yeah, the the real implications of that are not clear at all non-existent Uh, in terms of cooper's journey after that Mm -hmm. you know dougie the original plan it does make it did make me wonder you know thinking about it at a certain point if you know the idea is that what should have happened is uh mr c is pulled back into the black lodge and cooper was supposed to come out at glastonbury grove Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and maybe that's why Hawk was there. Like there was some idea yeah, exactly. that, that Cooper yeah. would actually emerge there. Um, and so mm-hmm. that kind of explains that scene. Yep. Because um, that's when he was, I mean, Hawk shows up, sees the curtains, and then we cut yeah. to Dale and the Blodge and Mike's like, you can go out now. So right. the idea was, I think he was supposed to go out around that time, yet it's not exactly at the time when Mr. C is going to be pulled in yet. So it's, it is weird because that's sort of, it seems like the next day or something. Yeah. So it's a little awkward. It doesn't quite work, but yeah, I think that's sort of the idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he does eventually come out there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with a lead in that has like a bunch of references to the original scenes, um, you know, from earlier, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, so that's, I mean, that's sort of a clue about some of these, like, dangling elements. Uh, but uh, in terms of Cooper being ejected into non-existence, uh, showing up at the box, uh, possibly Judy showing up there as well, um, and then uh, going to this place with Nido, and then, like, you know, then going, to, you know, it's just like, is that... I don't know. It's weird that that was even possible, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I mean, just I, I'm not clear on what happened. I mean, who made that thing? Why were those portals there? What did the numbers mean? You know, uh, who was American Girl? Um, mm-hmm. What was Nido? Like, why is that me? place in the purple place where the where the yeah. white lodge is is that a yeah, white lodge yeah. sanctuary is that a is that mm-hmm. you know a place that mr c or somebody or created for to, to hide people is it a prison you know that idea of nido sort of unable to communicate seems like she was captive in prison and of course when she they take her to twin peaks she's back in prison you know so she's sort of in you know diane imprisoned idea is there obviously yeah. but um yeah, why was Mother sort of able to even see that place or sort of get there? If that was Experiment, why? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is Experiment still floating in space? Did she come through the portal in the 40s or the 50s? Or did she, did she just now get through the portal? You know, like I said, there's some idea in my head about 
experiment evolving into Sarah or morphing, I should say. Like, you know, we see the the version of her in space with like no face that rhymes. Yeah. Then we see the version of her in the box uh, with the fox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know with with sort Dr. of a face yeah uh judy i am <laughs> i do not like it in a box i would not like it with the fox um yeah so i mean she kind of sort of starts to form a face is that part two and then part three is she looks like sarah palmer is that the idea that mm-hmm. she morphed over time uh yeah i mean there's there's almost nothing that really makes sense you know um for any of these kind of big ideas it's hard to really like say okay this is what makes sense and then try to build the story around that like you just start it starts falling apart from like any point you start at (laughs) right right yeah yeah as detailed as the plotting was it it, it Mm -hmm. was also like really strangely like full of gaps Mm -hmm. um and you know some of that's lynchian stuff but some of it just seems like not well thought out yeah (laughs) you know like 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 they didn't maybe think through certain elements um uh because they just don't they just don't add up like because they i guess when it when it seems like that is when it comes to a definitive conclusion but the parts don't add up Mm-hmm. you know um because it's like it's not as though it's like mysterious it's just like but that story doesn't make sense yeah you know that's that's where it just it feels like there's something weird going on at the at the writing level yeah it's like like with hank remember hank uh the guy behind roots you know who's like chip ain't got no phone yeah 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 you remember yeah. that guy like he's talking to Harvey Barely, and all that stuff yes. You know, it's like it's so much detail and exposition about what's going on with them, but we have no idea how they're related to the story. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like they're like the he's it's like a the roadhouse thing with like random people talking about other random people. And it's just like this weird here's a bunch of names and people doing things and we have no mm-hmm. idea how they're related to the main plot. Yeah, yeah. It kind of seems like an early smaller version of the whole Billy Tina Chuck mm-hmm saga yeah that you know that i mistakenly got like pretty invested in (laughs) um, you know trying to figure out like what's Mm -hmm. going on with what happened to billy you know why did chuck steal the truck and then how did how did um how did richard end up with it you know this is when i thought it was in the real world somehow and then, like, also, like, who's this uncle, you know, like, Tina's, like, brother, oh, maybe. Oh, wow, the one who may or may not have been there. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck was that? Like, it's, it's, uh, there was so many, there were a lot of details there um, that never really mattered, seemingly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they're just kind of like, well, you know, it's your fault, I guess, for getting wrapped up in this. Because, like, we just told you a bunch of names, and you assumed <laughs> that, you know, there was a story to go with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did tell you a story to go along with those names, <laughs> but you assumed that was important, you know. Right, right. Yep, yep, I don't know what to make of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's strange. Um, 
and and there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, the red thing, you know, is like, uh, you know, sort of along those lines where it's like we get we get these moments, and you know, it's seemingly interesting and seemingly like, well, surely this is going somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. We gotta have a follow up on the drug trade. We gotta have a follow up on. You know, Shelly is with this guy, you know, who's, you know, some kind of terrifying supernatural drug dealer, you know. I mean, surely, surely there's more, right? <laughs> right? And it's like, no, that was it. Uh, those are the facts, uh, as such as there are, and you can just sit on that. <laughs> sit on those facts. Um yeah, that's that's about right. So yeah, I I think that aspect of the writing has been um a very strange thing about about the new season. And I guess like you know, it's not that the original series didn't have pointless plot, plots like that, but uh I guess one big distinction is that um you know, generally those plots like came to some kind of conclusion, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at little Nikki or the Evelyn thing, or, you know, Nadine, like all the plots that people cite as like some of the, some of the weaker, you know, plot lines that, you know, don't really matter much for the larger story, mm-hmm. but they still have an internal, you know, logic to them where they, there's a beginning, middle and end, something happens. And, they involve, you know, to some degree, uh, main characters that we care about, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I don't necessarily like them, but, um, I mean, that's kind of the distinction with some of these some of these newer things. That, like, some of the storylines barely involve characters we care about. Some of them don't involve characters we care about at all, seemingly. Um, and uh, they also don't have uh, a beginning, middle, and end. Like, there's no... You know what I mean? Becky and Steven, you know, like, like, it's just kind of dangling there, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what was the resolution there? Like what happened? I like, I don't we even don't, know. We don't know the the middle part of the story where something went wrong in their relationship. She did something and then he was <laughs> mad yeah. and then he cheated on her Yeah, and then she was mad. And then yeah. the then then she's like, okay, mom, I'll come get ice cream, and never yeah. showed up ever again. That, that was her final scene, right? That her final scene. That was her final scene. Series wrap for Becky. And like, there's no the resolution. Fuck? Did she get her life together? Does she still need to borrow money? Mm-hmm. You know, because they started yeah. the whole thing about, oh, you keep giving her money and all this stuff. Right. And, and they had the whole scene with the family. Remember the idea of like, oh, are they gonna get Shelly and? Bobby, mm-hmm. you're gonna get back together and reunite yeah. the family and and all this. Well, she stuff find out and... got red, and then yeah, yeah, like... yeah. The, none of that happened. They they no. the whole act three for that they just cut out and just yeah, left it. yeah. It's just you know, I mean, so Ed and Norma, I mean, that had kind of a definitive conclusion. Um, though I guess in that case, like there was barely Act One, like mm-hmm. Acts One through Three were like they're like two scenes. Um, like, or three scenes, maybe. Well, Act 1 through 3 was 
seasons one and two. The original series, yeah, okay, fair enough. But in in terms of the new thing, I guess that that's part of that's part of why it works. Like they can they can get to a, a resolution quickly because the mm-hmm. history is already there. Mm-hmm. They don't have to like write the whole story. Well, because they more specifically, I think, is because they have already done the setup, right? In these other storylines, they're doing the setup in the season. Uh, and then they just don't give us the resolution, whereas Norma and Ed, like, they had already done the setup. So yeah. all they have is to give us the conclusion. Right, 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 right. And so they're able to get, you know, to get somewhere with that. But, yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know, Jerry Horn's adventures, I don't know. <laughs> this kind of seems like random silliness. And maybe he killed a guy with his binoculars. Yeah, but... I love how that's possible. And it shouldn't have worked, but... I mean, Freddy <laughs> killed a boar with a glove. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's strangely not impossible. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but but even if he did, it's sort of, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter that much. I mean, Rich, Richard Horn, you know, the Richard Horn, Audrey's my mother, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. C's my father. We'll I mean, talk in the car. Yeah, like, like. That's like classic TV drama. Surely they're not going to squander that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's amazing. I mean, Audrey has no rea- no uh, seemingly no awareness of it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, never references it. Cooper never finds out that that happened, which, you know, seems like I don't know, it's something I would like him to know. It's in a way he's related to Richard, you know, um in a weird way. Um, and you know, they even put Richard together with Mr. C and, and it's like one scene or two scenes. I mean, it's, it's, you know, but isn't life like that though? When you meet meet your father for the first time and then he gets you killed in the next scene. Isn't life (laughs) just like that? Oh man. That's why there's a whole, there's a whole line of Hallmark cards, you know, for when your father gets you killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, when your your long lost father you never knew gets you killed. It's more specific. <laughs> it's because it's such a common thing. We have to have greeting cards right. for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like I mean obviously the original series was you know, older, much more conventional T V, you know, and so they followed more of the rules of how uh, TV storytelling is supposed to work mm-hmm. uh, than the new series did. Also and, network TV. Yeah, specifically. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, super old school in that way. And yet, like, you know, for its time, like, pretty out there. Yeah. You know? Um, that's why it's still a thing. Because it, it really stood out, even though it, in retrospect, it was also very grounded in the conventions mm-hmm. of, of its time. You know, and I think that that formula like really worked. And um, I do appreciate that the new series, you know, is in a way like as challenging for TV now as that was back then. For sure. You know? Like they they stretched like the way a TV show could be. I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I have to. I have to give it credit for that. Um, but on the other hand, like it it is. Um, it is in a way like because it doesn't follow those conventions, it is also like kind of unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah. Those conventions you know? are there to satisfy us. 
yeah because, exactly. because over time those are the conventions that we find satisfying that's why it's like it's like evolution of the convention you know it's like yeah it's like the you know survival of the fittest you know the fittest is how content we are how much enjoyment we get out of these sort of um, memes of ideas and tropes and stories and the ones we like are the ones they give us usually yeah um so that right. so that we tune in <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah and I, you know like i think um I, I i'm trying to I, maybe because it's a tv show maybe because it's it's connected to you know the original twin peaks with the original twin peaks uh characters um i'm not sure exactly what it is but you know, I don't really have this feeling about the Lynch like movies. You know, I don't, I don't get that weird sense of like dissatisfaction or like this feeling of like unresolved, like dangling things. Even though like they they do have a lot in common, and I'm not sure exactly what the what the deal is with that. But I do think at least part of it is that, um, you know, uh, for me. Uh, for a TV show, you know, specifically like a long form and, you know, 18 episodes or hours or parts is very long for a mm -hmm. TV series these days. You know, when you're going to spend that long, I do feel like it's, it's, it's kind of disorienting to have like oh, so much like distance, uh, emotional distance from the characters. You know what I mean? Like there's really, there's really a lot of, um, there's really a lot of characters like doing things that we don't really understand mm -hmm. and, and we, and we just can't really relate to, mm -hmm. you know, You're welcome. And I think that's, I think in a two hour movie, somehow that can be interesting in a way that when it, when you go to a TV series and especially when you involve characters, we already do think we know and care about, like it can, it can come off like weird and frustrating. <laughs> I think definitely spending two hours, two and a half, uh, with, yeah, uh, alienating, alienated characters, um, is completely different than spending 25 years with them, uh, which is what we're talking about with Twin Peaks. You know, I think it's, it, it's just in an, in a different category because, I mean, that's, and that's really sort of, you know the sort of time is really the main variable i think that sort of separates you know sort of sort of tv from movies right it's it's, it's almost sort of like the amount of time you you know that obviously time in terms of how the story is delivered to you but time in that that you are spending with the characters you know so the idea of you know you know a tv character is someone you can spend five, you know five seasons with five years with or 20 years or however long you know what i mean like versus like hey here's this movie here's two hours you know you can you can watch that movie over and over again but that's completely different than actually seeing these you know characters change over time and you right. growing with them over time you know versus yeah. watching the same movie over and over like that movie's not changing yeah. Um, so it's like a so you know with time being such a big uh, component there, I think I think it, it sort of makes sense, uh, you know, when you see Twin Peaks because we've literally had twenty five years to be thinking about this world, and um, that just puts it on a different level. And then on top of that, you know, we have this sort of concentrated eighteen hour, you know, marathon. 
of story where like you said like it's sort of um it's sort of on one hand sort of uh you know reaching the limits of sort of your your short-term memory you know of like trying to really see what the story <laughs> is within 18 hours yeah. spread over like 20 weeks or whatever it was yeah um so that's so that's a challenge you know and then on top of that there's the sort of the next level of like you know the characters that you are seeing and how some of the characters you're seeing are not the characters you want to see and that's part of the story so you know you have your main guy not be in most of this stuff yeah and he's the guy you know more often than not you've thought about yeah over the last 25 years (laughs) yeah you know so so it's like you don't you know so now you have this left turn of like okay here's the character you're not actually getting and then when we do get him he's really him for the briefest second and then he starts to vacillate between being him and being not him in some sort of undefined Mm -hmm. way yeah yeah um uh so it's almost like you know we at the very end of this long 25 year relationship the audience has with you know the show but the character in particular like at the very end when we're like grasping him he sort of vacillates away and and isn't really him and you know there's something like that with the ending i feel like it's is sort of mirroring that with with sort of them sort of missing the mark at the end with their goal you know uh with with cooper's goal is sort of he gets to the place but it's not the right time or something or Mm -hmm. you know laura screaming sort of sort of making that thing uh seem you know like they made a mistake and now they have to change something you know right um but yeah it's uh so yeah all that being said it's um yeah it's 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 disorienting you know what we got (laughs) within that context you know um because it you know most of the story in season three makes things worse uh and then the other part of the story doesn't matter right um (laughs) you know like the bulk of what dougie did and the bulk of what mr c did doesn't matter and you know to the degree that it matters in the dougie stuff it's just sort of on a you know emotional level about you know dale cooper getting uh, on some sense to sort of re-experience the world as a baby and then sort of get some semblance of family through janie and sunny jim you know and that, that's that's sort of the most you know you can sort of i think ring out of that that sort of yeah obviously important on a sort of story character level yeah um but besides that you know it did, did it matter that he you know it was mr jackpots you know did it matter that he you know this the the, the stuff with you know him the goodwill of ducky cooper or whatever you know mm-hmm. when, he's, when he's basically like the new messiah you know he's like saw yeah. he's like creating miracles left and right i guess yeah, it's yeah, jesus yeah. maybe that's what it was yeah yeah it was jesus and his electrical socket was the virgin mary but none for you jade no <laughs> miracles for you for who just go who mail just... your key that's oh, all for jade <laughs> jade jade gets zero miracle yeah, yeah exactly she give two rides and get zero miracle <laughs> that's that's the math that she gets yeah 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 that's that's never gonna not bother me <laughs> yeah no it's 
it's bothersome because it it it, it begs the question of well well what's the point then you know if the point wasn't to to have examples of all of these sort of random people that Dougie came in contact with sort of lives being made better yeah uh, then if you know if if that's the point then why is jade left out and if yeah. if, if so if, and if she's left out because that's not the point then what's the point right so it kind of you kind of lose on any side of that coin yeah 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 exactly but yeah uh i agree um I mean, I think, you know, the mystery... I feel like Kanye West should show up right now and say, like, the Black Lodge doesn't care about black people or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He should show up and, like, yeah. I feel like like that's where we're going. It's just like, well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. If you had been white, maybe it would have helped you. Maybe it would have helped you. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's like life that way. Maybe that's what he said. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! It's a devastating uh, what, you social didn't, commentary. You didn't get into Harvard. Well, that should have been white, I guess. I mean, that that really would have helped you here. I mean, it's you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Lady Slot Addict got into Harvard, so oh god, you know, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> and she had a gambling oh, problem, you know, but um, yeah, it's funny. It's yeah. it's interesting. And that's 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 a whole other lens to the story of you know David Lynch. Obviously, any sort of artistic work is colored uh, through the lens of the artist. Uh, so you know it's but it, it's yep. very it's very interesting to see what his particular um, recurring themes are, yep. um, and um, and how his characters resolve problems or attempt to resolve problems, which usually they don't. Usually the problem is like sort of fundamental to the nature of reality, and so it's it, it it's almost like it it's there's no way they could actually solve the problem, you know, right? Because the problem is like this based on this delusion or something, you know. I'm thinking Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. The problem is with themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can't escape their own like yeah. issues and trauma and mm-hmm. actions. Even if you create another world, that's not going to help yeah. you. You still can't <laughs> because escape the, because the problem is you. You know, you brought yourself. Yeah. You're still you there. Know. Yeah, I think that's the what the the riddle what what goes with you on every vacation. Mm-hmm. You know yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think uh, the Mr. C plot, you know, even though obviously a lot of it didn't really come to anything, and I do think the ending was, like, ultimate disappointment for me, but uh, it did involve, like, uh, you know, certain mythological elements that I that I thought were interesting at times, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it didn't feel like as much of a waste of time as, as Ducky did, and I guess, like, I didn't, you know, I... I because of the way, because of the way it's written, um, you know, I mean, we talked about it as we went along, but um, I, I found it hard to get wrapped up in the sentimentality of that story, yeah. uh, you know, uh, because of the way uh, Janie was portrayed, um, you know, because of the way some of the other people were portrayed, the Mitchum mm-hmm. brothers, and you know, like it, it just. 
it, I could see what it was trying to go for, but it didn't really <laughs> sell me on it. I just and realized so, that Ducky cured Janie E of her nagging. <laughs> At a certain yeah, point, she stopped being the nagging yeah, wife. Yeah, so because like, it's like he even cured that. Yeah, because they got a car, <laughs> and as Jim said, and yeah, and he had a hot body, and, and he had a hot body, and she's like, "What do I have to complain about?" Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. I don't need mm -hmm. you to like be a person who can mm -hmm. talk and stuff. Yeah. So what is he saying about, about women or wives? Exactly. Like... <laughs> exactly. That's the killer for me. Like what it's... a wife wants is a man who will provide good material goods mm -hmm. and, and satisfy her in the bedroom. Yeah. And and then mostly be quiet. Yeah. And docile. That's about it. That's about it. I mean, it's, yeah, and it's like, I'm supposed to, and I'm does, supposed to feel, like, my heart warming about that? And ultimately, that? it doesn't even matter if he's not even a real person. All that matters is the facade that he represents. Right, right, <laughs> right. He can be an empty vessel fulfilling yep. those things. And that's enough for us. And that's, to me, that's disturbing. That's not heartwarming. That doesn't yeah, make my heart that full. that actually is really scary. But that sounds like <laughs> the end of a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. You know, like the guy comes home and they open the door and he's fake. That sounds like actually the bad yeah. ending. Yeah. You know, and they're left with the with the fake one is how did that become the good ending? The the, the yeah. moral noble thing to do. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. so weird. Only in David Lynch's world is is that is that like the good heartwarming version. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um and, this and, guy and, who's this guy who's not really our dad is here. Yay! Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's, oh man. It's, it's bizarre. And like, I, I guess another aspect of the Dougie storyline is that you know since he was a completely uh, passive character, like he couldn't, he really couldn't do anything of his own free will. He couldn't mm -hmm. really. I mean, I mean, you know, there was that moment he sort of went into action with Ike the Spike, but. Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, I mean, he just kind of stands there and repeats things people say. Uh, the only way he ever accomplishes anything is we have like you know this constant like Mike showing up and yeah. showing him things and making him do things, mm -hmm. pointing him in certain directions. And like to me, that just that just gets tedious after a while. Yeah, you know. Well, it's like, especially I got it after the first time. Considering they seem to have no idea that the simple solution to all of this, which coincidentally is the solution. To every problem Mike has is electricity. Electricity, yeah, of course. Of <laughs> and it's course. like it's like they somehow didn't understand what his problem was, why he wasn't awake, and and you know it seems like they didn't know what the evolution of the Arn Doppelganger, you know, sort of did or something or or was at yeah. least planning to do. You know, the tree was like, uh, yeah, Mike was like something's wrong, and it said, you know my doppelganger so mm -hmm. it's like they knew something was happening yeah but yeah they didn't seem to understand the effects they didn't seem to know in terms of cooper's return you know what what going through the socket did if that mm -hmm. was the problem um i mean is that the idea like that socket wasn't grounded you know, and so if they, if it was like if an electrician mm -hmm. had grounded it, he would have been fine. Oh, <laughs> um yeah so yeah. yeah they that's the one thing again back to lynch's worldview 
is that, um, you know, you really can't know everything. Um, there's, there seems to be no beings that really know everything. Right. Um, they can, they know some things more than others and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, Damon Lindelof-esque, that Mm -hmm. aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I would say, um, uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of there were a lot of interesting moments, and I do think that you know even though like it didn't have any great really any great outcomes in the in the series as far as the story goes, mm-hmm. uh, I think part eight is probably the the thing from this new series that you know maybe was the most successful because mm-hmm. um, it, it you know just on a purely you know on the level of just the experience of watching it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, even if if you you can even just forget about the fact that it's connected. To I anything. literally was just gonna say, if you saw that in the movie theater, it was just the, it was just part eight. It would be an interesting art film. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when I watching it, it's like that could be. I could imagine that being in a museum or something. It's mm-hmm. so. It's so. Uh, it's such a like pure. It's like almost a silent movie at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much just imagery happening. Um, yeah. And I mean that's why it was hard to it, when we podcast about. It, it's hard to podcast about because it's like it's not events that you can deconstruct. It's like mm-hmm. images and you know um, uh, sounds and. <laughs> You know, it's it's such a pure experience. And I, I do think, like, for me in the new series, that's the thing that comes closest to the, you know, the parts of the original series that, um, mm-hmm. you know, I that I like the most, like, where they have this, this kind of, uh, this kind of effect that goes beyond just thinking about the story, but it just kind of, you know, um, you know, hits me on this, on this weird, like, uh, pure experience level, and I, I think you know when Lynch hits that mode, mm-hmm. that's that's when I that's when I like his stuff the best. Yeah, and I, I think it was successful overall this season with that idea because there were a lot of moments that I couldn't believe that I was watching, and I think <laughs> I think they really get five stars in the category of trying to top themselves, of trying to mm-hmm. push ideas further. You know, almost every time we saw something, it was more interesting than the last thing we saw. Right. Um, and it just kept going like that to the end. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And they didn't really recycle too many cool ideas. They just kept sort of furthering them. Right. Uh, which I thought, you know, which is just icing on the cake. And um, and yeah, I, I definitely think there's there's the, a lot of moments where um, that reminded me of the same kind of uh, feeling of like in season two and Fire Walk With Me that you're just like, it's like time slows down when you're watching these crazy scenes, you know, you're just like, what is going yeah. on here? You know, I like the first time I saw, you know, Laura go into the picture frame, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. I walk with me and just like, yeah. what is happening? Uh, you know, and um, all, all, all those like really big, crazy moments. Yeah. I wish, I wish Bob, I think I'm okay with Bob. I mean, considering the circumstances, but yeah, I, I, it would have been, you know, I could, you know, (laughs) I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth, but that could have been better. I would have accepted it. 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I do understand the circumstances. Um, you know, played a. I guess I just. I wished. <laughs> I wish something else had been possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they still had Frank Silva, or um, or if if they came up with some some. I don't know. Somehow it was like it was. It, it did mystify Bob, but it also like embodied Bob in like a really specific way that he wasn't before, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, uh, I don't know. In a way, like just having the Borb like attack people. I don't know. <laughs> like that's just that was just weird to me. Um, it was a weird, a weird ending for the for the uh, character. Yeah, and I wish, I wish it was possible to think of Bob, sort of as the orb, like only after he's with Mister C or something. Like I would, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the way I guess it is. Is he was the orb for a while, then he was like, in the original Twin Peaks form, like as a regular guy, walking yeah. around sometimes. And yeah. then once he's in Mr. C, he's the orb again. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's kind of cumbersome. Yeah. I wish it was like he was one thing and then the other, not this like seesaw effect. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it doesn't, doesn't make sense that. Yeah. I was saying, it doesn't make sense that the orb would only go to Mr. C after he's the doppelganger, right? Like, the orb clearly went to the 50s? The Bob orb? Uh, I thought so. I mean, that's where the eggs went. Yeah. 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 I mean, it seems logical. They didn't really show it, you know, but... So, is it just that the Bob inhabited the egg and then and then so he was in the frog mouth the frog uh, moth thing that went in the mouth the girl's mouth and that's could just be. it and that's just him being bob for a while in her could be <laughs> could be i mean yeah that's that's a weird dangling thread um i mean i love that idea of like the woodsman come and they take over a radio station and mm-hmm. recite this poem that puts people to sleep and it provides the opportunity for this. I mean, that's such an interesting, weird, short horror film or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms yeah, the of the men larger... who descend from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like on its own, it works really well as a part of Twin Peaks. Uh, you know, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I it's weird. It's just dangling there. I don't know what to think about it. Like many of these things we've you know talked about, it's there's no there's no follow up. Clearly, yeah. Um, there's well, no clear follow up. I guess is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost what you said. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. But um, I, yeah, yeah. It's interesting too. You know, um, David Lynch has said that uh, Mulholland Drive. Uh, was sort of going to be a Twin Peaks spinoff. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we've been talking before about that idea of uh, the the person behind the dumpster, behind Winkies, you know, mm-hmm. sort of being like a woodsman. So, yeah. you know, 
because I'm trying to figure out how to how to put them to bed. You know, what's my final thought on the woodsman? You know, and I still can't really pin down where I think they came from. Like, is, yeah, they, were they just always here, or is the convenience store some sort of machine that lets them come to our reality or something? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. and they first came here after the, the explosions. You know, yeah. Yeah, because they show up at the sheriff station at the end and do whatever they do with Bob, and then yep. they're just Peace done. Out. They're just done. Don't need to see you guys anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it for the Wizman. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's a closing moment that doesn't really help. It's like purely functional, mm-hmm. um, and we don't really learn anything about them. They just do more or less the same thing they did before. Um, so yeah uh you know it was cool to get more with them when uh mr c goes to the convenience store and um you know meets uh phil jeffries but um uh yeah i don't have a clear i mean i didn't have a clear sense of fire walk with me and i feel like you know seeing them more didn't i mean i guess it i guess it told us things about them certain things they can do Mm -hmm. certain things they will do Mm-hmm. But, they won't do. but it did not explain where they came from like you said the relationship you know i mean it could be that it goes back to the portal they came through the portal you know mm-hmm. and the portal manifested itself as a convenience store for whatever reason mm-hmm. um or to blend in <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah i guess that's that's kind of the way mike portrays it we lived among the people Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Uh. I, I think. Uh, the, you know, they're they're these they're these sort of peripheral, supernatural characters that seem like, generally speaking, they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh. But. Uh. They don't. <laughs> but necess- also are neutral. Yeah, but they don't, that's the thing, they don't necessarily, like, do everything they can to help the obvious bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they they help them somewhat, but they could, they clearly could do more than they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, since we see them kill people, and there's, like, every opportunity for them to go kill more people, and they just don't do it. Mm-mm. Um, so, they could have killed Ray. Could have tried to kill people in the sheriff station, you know, none of that. Mm-hmm. Could have could have tried to kill Gordon and Albert and yep. Tammy. Only killed Hastings specifically. Mm-hmm. You know why? I mean, it's it's weird. Um, and same thing for the radio station incident. You know why? Why? Why did they care about this bug thing? I mean, what was in it for them? Mm-hmm. You know, um, even the people that they killed. I mean, they didn't kill the motorist. They were harassing like right. one car, but then the yeah, car they who drives drive up, away. yeah, they drove away. But then when they go to the radio station, he's sort of killing everyone there. Yeah, yeah, and kills everyone, everyone he needs there. You know, the people at the station sort of, or even the people in the car, you know, had this weird effect. You know, mm-hmm. when they came in contact with the woodsman yeah. and they kind of got in the trance. So that was yeah. that's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, that that never seems to happen again. No, no. that never showed up in the other parts of the story. <laughs> they never spoke like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it like he had a whole like got a light and the, mm-hmm. and the whole poem about the horse. 
Yeah. Like, like this we is the never. Water. This is the well. Yeah, yeah. We never saw them speak. Like they were silent. Uh, you know, the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, it's weird. It's like he was the only one who could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know when uh when Nadine, oh my god, not Nadine. When Andy saw um that's like Nadine backwards. It is. Yeah, that's why I said it. When uh when Andy saw got a light woodsman, I actually thought he would be back, you know? Mm-hmm. And and maybe there would be some point about him specifically. He's like the Night King, you know? It's, yeah, he's like, exactly. He's like, he's like the the sort of main face of the the, you know, the leader of the this big yeah. supernatural army. And yeah, I thought I thought that would mean he'd be back. I thought it meant the Wisman were gonna like descend upon the sheriff station, like you said yeah. before, and kill everyone and try to kill people. And, yeah, uh, thought the drunk was gonna die and Chad mm-hmm. was gonna die. They both survived. They both survived. It's ridiculous. It's oh ridiculous. man, they're still around. Chad's so. not gonna believe that's the story of what happened upstairs, though. <laughs> Yeah, clearly not. Even though 20 people witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find right. it so strange Mandy, Kenny, and Sandy were there at the end. I, 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 You know, given, you know, the context of this whole idea of how women are depicted on the show and everything, uh, and these women in particular, and um, yeah. just, just, just the, it's just weird that in this moment where, the, where Cooper is saying goodbye to, like, these people he literally spent seasons of TV with, um, except for Frank, um, and the Mitchum brothers, of course, <laughs> and like half the other people in the room, um, <laughs> you know. But it's oh, just it's pretty. just so weird that that becomes that somehow like it's almost like the end of Lost, right? Where like some of the people at the church are like, "Why are you here?" Yeah, uh, you know, you joined yeah, the party late, or you left the party early. You know, yeah. you didn't spend as much time with everybody else as, you know, these other people did. Yet yeah. You're here and we're supposed to care about you the same, I think. Yeah. But you have sandwiches from yesterday. <laughs> Those old hospital sandwiches. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I There's so, like I said before a million times, there's so many parts of the show that are really confusing. So, since we're looking back, um, what are your three favorite moments of season three? Oof. What counts as a moment? Anything you want. (laughs) Okay. Open-ended, huh? Well, it's got to be something from part eight. um, And... Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure what I would say. You know, the atomic bomb stuff was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um the uh the woodsman stuff was really cool. Um I'm not sure how to narrow it down. What were the scene like a scene that you were like, "Holy shit." Um Like for me, you know, an obvious one is Laura taking her face off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that stands out as one of the best moments of the whole show ever. <laughs> Where you're just like, I can't believe we're here. <laughs> you know, yeah. after 25 years of waiting in the Black Lodge, she takes her face off. 
that's that's monumental <laughs> yeah uh well you know i would put the sarah palmer scene where she takes her face off in that mm -hmm. category mm -hmm. um that was a very jarring and interesting moment that totally changed the game as far as sarah palmer mm -hmm. um you know like basically all the ideas we have about sarah palmer you know, uh, you know, in, in addition to the picture like smashing scene that we get mm -hmm. here late in the game, you know, they really go back to that because the other stuff is like, you know, it seems like it could be she's just having like psychological problems. Yeah. You know, it's really that scene where it's like, nah, it's a little more than that. That's not just a psychological problem. <laughs> not just a psychological problem. She just needs a therapist. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I enjoyed that scene. Like, it's it's interesting to me that if she's really inhabited by this negative force that, like, I don't want to take this too far, but, you know, in a way, like, I'm on her side in that scene. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a little weird to be on Judy's side. Because mm -hmm. um, this guy, like, is, you know... You mean like Judy's a... a feminist negative spirit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, is that... I Again, like I said, I don't want to take it too far, but it's a little, it's a little weird. It's like, you know, what? You can't, you know, you can't take a mm -hmm. compliment? Like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. What a negative force you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. Um... Uh, I think that was I think that was a pivotal moment for me. Uh, one scene that really stands out that like for whatever reason I can't like get out of my head is the original interrogation scene yeah. with yeah. Mr. C when he has the weird voice uh -huh. and he like does the worst job of being convincing being that he's Cooper. Cooper. Yep, yep. That's literally the worst job he does in the whole time. Yep. It was so bad. It was so bad. Mm -hmm. I mean. Uh, yeah, and it just, the voice was weird. The attempt to like do a thumbs up and like, oh no, I was coming to see you, Gordon, <laughs> to tell you things. I just was about to come clean. You you caught me red-handed right before I was gonna come clean. I swear. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think um. Yeah, part, I mean, part eight has to be in there, but it, it mm -hmm. is hard for me to narrow it down to like a particular moment because it was such a large experience um, mm -hmm. that it, I would, you know, I would throw but in, I, that has to be on the list. Uh, I would throw in evolution of the arm, doppelganger, non-existence. That, that mm -hmm. really was a game changer, I think. Uh, I, that, that blew my mind, that whole idea. I mean, you know with the zigzag floor of the red room being so prominent <laughs> iconography <laughs> of the show seeing it change was really crazy you know yeah seeing it become like this 3d thing and, and move and then open up and it's just like wow you know they did that a lot with the black lives they kept reinventing it and kept showing it in a different way and showing you know uh, you know when the when the curtains flow, disappear and we see the white horse, you know, it's just like, mm -hmm. okay, that's new. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, that was, that was a clue mm -hmm. about what was coming. Um, that was like just setting the stage for how how much new stuff they would add to that. Yeah. You know, supernatural realm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. All the thing. stuff Cooper flying through space, the purple place. Yeah. Yeah, all of that, all of that stuff was really crazy. The box, yeah. 
the part. I mean, the show started out so cool. You know, we remember we were talking about that in the first podcast, how modern it sort of felt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, all that stuff in New York, like, was so cool. I was just like, wow, look at this. This guy's watching a box, mm-hmm. and there's cameras, and this is Twin Peaks. And I'm like, yeah. I have no idea how this relates to Twin Peaks at all. This makes no yeah. sense, you know, from where we left off. Right. Why we're following this guy in a box, you know? Um, but I'm sure we'll learn it in the next 18 hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm like, is this guy the new Cooper, you know? Is he the new person mm-hmm. who's going to, like, you know, go off on an on some investigation of the unknown? Yeah. And, and it's like, not quite. Uh, no, not really. No, no, no. Very short future for Sam Colby. Mm-hmm uh but yeah no the box thing was cool definitely uh the mystery of the guard and like what happened there is we still, still don't open. Know. <laughs> yeah it's not clear uh mr c had a connection to the box but we don't know what it was exactly mm-hmm. um and uh you know that's kind of where we leave it um seems like maybe it has something to do with judy but i don't know <laughs> uh it's uh, hard to say uh <laughs> I feel like you're reading the official like plot descriptions of the those episodes. Just like, <laughs> well, this is what it seems like it's happened, but I really don't know. And then this happens, but maybe it didn't. <laughs> That's the official story from Showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely, the early stuff was was you know seemed uh, seemed pretty promising. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cooper coming back. You know, I mean that was a huge moment. Yeah, um, I am. The you FBI. know, regardless of what came after, um, <laughs> you know, there was a, a great sense of you know satisfaction and like he sits up and having mike say finally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yep, and, he, yep. and, and like he's on a mission we're going to twin peaks like there was like a great rush of excitement there yeah there was a good 20 seconds of really being happy that cooper <laughs> was back <laughs> yeah you're right it was not it did not last long but mm-hmm. uh but yeah i i definitely um enjoyed that i mean the audrey reveal was interesting you know, that really um, seemed yeah. like it, it was setting the stage for a very interesting plot line that we were going to resolve at the end of the season. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the dance and then the and then the waking up in the crazy room. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was it was a cool moment. Uh, it, you know, it's not clear what what they were doing with that. But um yeah, uh, the portals, you know, the sky portals. Sky portals were great. Um, yep, that was cool stuff with Gordon there, and uh, and then Andy. Um, so yeah, like that whole idea was was really interesting. Yeah, seeing seeing Diane the first time was cool. Oh yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like this idea of finally seeing Diane now, of course, that got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> well pretty much and yeah no that was definitely a huge moment and i would say like 
in terms of, uh, you know, my, my, what consumed my thoughts and, you know, what we spent a lot of time on with the podcast, like the first reveal that she's like texting with Mr. C was Mm -hmm. pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, and it took us a while to like even come to terms with it, you know, like, for, I mean, up until pretty late. I mean, I think you were still like, maybe she's oh, not. I was still, I was, I was thinking, you know, maybe I was thinking at the very least there's a good explanation for yeah. why she's being coerced into doing this. Yeah. You know, which I guess there was. Yeah. But... Yeah. In a way, it's like I was right. It was yeah. Diane wasn't betraying him because she wasn't real. <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess yeah. I, it's kind of a cool thing where it feels like it feels like I was on the right track too, just in the sense that she was absolutely collaborating yeah. with Mr. C, mm-hmm. but it also wasn't really Diane. So yeah. Yeah. it's sort of like somehow we both were on the right track, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was just like, can we combine our two ideas somehow? Yeah, that's what we should have done. Come you go. Know, how can we both be right? Oh, she's not real. Yeah, yeah. It's not she the was real she was manufactured, and we did have that idea early on. You know, we threw that out there when they when they first had the had the text message exchange. It was like, well, could she be a manufactured thing like Dougie? You know, and it was mm-hmm. like, nah, nah. They're not they're not gonna throw that in the game like again. You know, mm-hmm. we we don't want to just sit here and like, oh, is that a? Because then that everyone a is a and... Yeah. And it just starts to like not mean anything anymore, and what? Mm-hmm. And so we just we threw it out. Could, they could do it one more time, and it'd still be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. They had. We one threw it more. out too early. Like mm-hmm. we we could have we could have had the right theory if we just if we just didn't get rid of it. Well, so let's just and go like back and back edit those podcasts. It. Yeah, we should do that. That's a good idea. We can like George Lucas them. Like, look, look, we were look, right we're, all along. We were right the whole time. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think, I mean, I think the Diane story was interesting, you know, the backstory of what happened to her. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not great in a way, but I, I think it is, it, it does have like an emotional punch that, um, you know, is missing from some of these storylines. And uh, I guess I appreciate it on that level. Mm-hmm. I do think that they, they kind of ruined Diane in the end, which is unfortunate. They... They did ruin her by really never giving us the Diane we actually wanted to see, right? Yeah. We wanted to see the Diane that Cooper was talking to all those yeah. times. Not the Tulpa Diane and not this post-Nido Diane and not mm-hmm. a Linda Diane. Mm-hmm. You know, not these other very... So we, we kind of never got the real one. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and, and even when Diane comes back from being Nido, she's already weird. She doesn't have any agency. Yeah. She yeah, doesn't have yeah. any sense of her own personality. Yeah. Um, she's basically still like Nido. Yeah. Um, which is weird. <laughs> if Nido could talk, the Diane. If Nido story. could talk, the Di- yeah, how I was and still am <laughs> Diane. Yet <laughs> will always be Nido. It's a long subtitle. Men telling me what to do. <laughs> Is Nido Japanese for mansplaining? <laughs> I was manufactured by a man. Of course. Men are always of doing manufacturing. Yeah, it's so oh, weird. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
definitely, definitely a letdown. But hey, early on, you know, before we knew where it was going, there were moments where, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like it had a lot of potential. And uh, I did enjoy those moments, uh, even I, if they were ruined. <laughs> I just realized, you know, Diane's boyfriend or the guy we saw at her apartment when, <laughs> when Gordon and Albert show up, like he has no idea he was having sex with the Talpa. Yeah, no. No. Wow, he's gonna. What an interesting way to find out. He's gonna be like, wait, she doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot to take in. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and there's a number of those apparently, as they indicated at a certain point. So, you know, it's yeah, gonna be like this... I don't know, ten suitors or something. Like all of a sudden, like, oh man, maybe they can form a support group. Yeah, I think they should. Yeah. <laughs> Topol's anonymous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, you know, I really, I really loved uh, this third season. Um, even, even the confounding parts. Um, and you know, still, I was, you know, just super happy when it first came back, and you know, really thought it was just a gift to even get any more. And I, you know, I think, uh, the show did well with, you know, sort of coming back, uh, and sort of reinventing itself and, and TV with it. And, um, and like really giving us more to think about with this, these characters in this world. And, um, and I, I, I do, I, I do, I think want, I think I'm more, um wanting a, another season after this finale that I wanted another season after finale of season two because mm-hmm. I feel like where we are now <laughs> really needs explanation yeah you know, yeah like with the end of season two you know Cooper being in the Black Lodge and and, and the doppelganger being out you know there's obviously questions of what he's going to do next but that you know that I'm comfortable with like having in my imagination and just imagining what he might do yeah but but like at least i understand what happened (laughs) right you know versus the end here it's like i just don't even understand what happened so i need another season just to tell me what happened yeah so i i hope there's some way i think lynch said it it would take like four years to yeah going yeah um yeah but four years season four there's some symmetry there so sure uh... (laughs) sure Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, in a way I kind of I kinda of wish it had been like season three, the doppelganger, Bob confrontation, mm-hmm. and season four is about the Laura Judy thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause it feels like, yeah, it does feel like this is a start of a whole new story that um that needs more. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, like I, I feel like, you know, I would have been happy with that as a, as a new kind of separate thing, but it, it feels like such a crazy tangent that we suddenly go on at the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I, I can live with the uncertainty. I, I guess I agree that it is somehow more uncertain than the, than the season two thing. I don't have to have a season four, but certainly if they, if they have an idea and they want to do something with it, you know, I mean, I definitely be up for seeing what, what the follow would be at the very least. It would be, I think better connected 
uh, to this, you know, because the time frame would be a little closer. Mm -hmm. And and so maybe there would be a bit more continuity. Uh, We wouldn't have disappearing Annie's and, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and and I (laughs) I suspect we'd get, you know, a real chance to see the real Kubricks at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we had a whole other season to go through. You would, yeah, one would think so. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, It does seem like that's at least somewhat of a possibility. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if that ever comes around, we can can talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I'm sure we'll be back talking Twin Peaks again soon. Um, Yeah. At some point, we'll do a commentary series. And, yeah. Uh, go through that crazy eighteen hours. Yeah. Uh, knowing, you know, having seen everything. Um, but yeah, I think we totaled up um, about how many hours this Twin Peaks series of podcasts have been, and it's definitely over a hundred. Yep. <laughs> so yep. if you've listened to all of that, um, you are a champion. Congratulations! Um, well done. You deserve a big prize that will arrive shortly (laughs) there's your fortune um cool well yeah until next time see you next time